feel it now, ladies and gentlemen. It's your big fat friend. Bring it back, Billy, trying to tell you everything you need to know about the past and all the things that you should bring back to me. It's Christmas time, ladies and gentlemen, which means you get to put a little liquor in your eggnog and get a little slicker. Well, I heard you two are going to try and bring back Care Bears to the podcast. Oh, yeah, baby. You should have told me something earlier. I would have shown you what a real bear looks like. And Eric, I heard you going to try and bring back Snoopy Snow Cone Machines. Oh, get on with your chunky ass, boy. And Jim, I heard you were going to try and bring back Mr. Belvedere? Oh, yes, baby. You know you're bringing that back because... I thought mustache riding season was over. Welcome back, one and all, to the holiday comic show that's wrapped in a bow. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I am Jim Warner. And this is episode number 207 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. 207? Looks mm. like we're in heaven. Then we say right. we are sexiest selves right now. We're in heaven. Hi, no, one and I, all. I, I, I the weird down. science it's not yeah, happening. Really. <laughs> the DC Comics podcast. We are a spoiler podcast that reviews most of this week's DC Comics. I say most. <laughs> I, like I most. got an email today from Manship. He yeah. is. He's livid. Living. Eric, that we're no longer talking about sideways and brimstone. So I say to I you mean says his to favorite him, books? Yeah. Uh, you know what his three favorite books are right now? Sideways. I, I should ding these, but actually, no. Sideways, brimstone, and electric warriors. And then throw in oh, just man, the, shit. you know, throw in the fourth, the unexpected. <laughs> so basically, he's mad. He says that he knows that he shouldn't be angry at us because he's yelling about something that pretty much, you know, we, we do a lot of hours. He, he admits that. But then he says, you know, it's bull crap. We always Where'd did all the books. So I said to him, do you realize? I says to him, you know, do I you says- realize that usually when me and Eric say we've had enough of a book within a month and a half after deciding that it gets canceled. I mean, yeah. this is a correlation that is right on the button. It's right on the money. And they're right? all it, it Manship's favorite books. They're always his favorites, all his favorites. And and that's really basically what is the worst thing that can happen to a book? We stop talking about it or it becomes Manship's favorite. I'm telling you, either you Manship go. can go and like a series or you can go get a, a jersey. As soon as you get a jersey for somebody, you know they're getting freaking yeah. traded. Yeah, really. He's the guy. Oh, man. Yeah, he just got a Josh Gordon jersey for the Patriots. (laughs) (laughs) I got suspended and retired. There you go. There you go, Manship. But yeah, Manship is just mad because he ended up listening to us lose our mind through the whole Tello series. He wants that to happen. You got to have – we have to have our sanity. And and I said to him, too, that uh, once this gets on with you're going to have the Curse of Brimstone, that's canceled. Sideways is canceled. These books, we're getting more books coming out. The Wonder Comics imprint. This is going to allow us 
to talk about those then until yeah. they stink and then we'll be on <laughs> yeah for the most part a book if it's a major book we will always talk about it Especially i'm sorry to say curse of brimstone is not a major book it really isn't and then you get other things like batman damned it's not in continuity. That nope. is a that's pretty much an Eric Shea. Pretty much put your foot down. You Damn usually right. don't want to talk about out of continuity books. Though we did talk about White Knight, which I ended up enjoying. Kings of Fear. If if yeah, who knows why we're doing that? But uh, <laughs> with the White Knight, we continued on because we were liking it so much. Yeah. So we we at least give things a chance. We talked about the uh, Batman Damn number that, one. That Nightwing book we had too. That was really good. Yeah, and we like that. So as long as we like it, we'll continue. We'll give things a chance. Just give peace a chance. We will. But if it starts to wear on us that much, and really we see the sales and three people are buying it, eh, we might want to bail and save our sanity. But if you want to read our written reviews, there's a little uh, shout out to you, Manship. If you want to read our written reviews, go over to WeirdScienceDCComics.com and also check us out on Twitter at WeirdScienceDC and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash WeirdScienceComics, DC Comics. What am I saying? What are we I'm having doing? Problems. I, I, I have baby. this here. I have this thing all jumbled at Facebook.com uh-huh. slash WeirdScienceDCComics. There you all go. right. Where, where's my ding? Where is the ding? There it is. Uh, we also have a Patreon day. account where you can go to support us for everything we do. Uh, this show, the Marvel show, all the other shows, and get more shows to boot. You go over to www.patreon.com slash weirdscience. One of the major reasons that you should go over there is for the weekly Patreon spotlight. And this week it was Catwoman number six and Freedom Fighters number one. And we like really that. like Freedom, Freedom Fighters, Fighters mm-hmm. a lot. So yeah, again, if you want to hear us talk positive about a book, you might positively have to go over to the Patreon because they, we didn't like all the books tonight. No. Uh, I will also point out, you won't get charged until January 1st, 2019. Coming up, you know, we're almost at the end of the month. But January is another one of those annuals months. So the last podcast of the month, that will be a Patreon-only deal, continuing the trend of That's annuals right. week podcast being Patreon-only. Just to throw that out there ahead of time so I don't get yelled at. I am now telling everybody a month and a half ahead of time. So that will be the deal. But it's yeah, jump with that. And surprise everybody again. It's going to happen. You know yeah, it. Really, it always does. It always does. But with that, Eric, it's time for the salute, the badass roll call. All right. Yeah. All Dancing right, baby. Up. I got to load up. I was just going to have to really extend this because I didn't have it loaded up. Uh-oh. Matt just blown. Eric starts out things. John Jack, Ron Saunders, Nick Adams, Mark Jager, T-Funk, Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stoja, D-Man, Batman Beyond Mark, G-Man, Andrew and Belfast, David Fink, Manship. Manship. He's still there. He's pissed, but he's there. Uh, Brandy Murray. Brandy. Bobby Bain, Reggie Hancock, Carlos, Ian, Brian from Arkansas, Leonard, Chester, McJerk, who I have to thank for telling me to read The Runaways over at Marvel, Brian King, Jolly Drew, my man from NYC. Yeah, I love that book, Eric, and now you said that. I lost my place. Oh, my. Where was I? Where was I? We will go right here. We, uh, My man, Pete from NYC, Polly P, T, Fred Reed's <laughs> Comics, Eric G, Cellar Dweller, <laughs> Danny the Street, Luis, Ulysses Jones, Akeem, Double Aaron, Monty, Uh-oh. Simon, Swanee, Anthony it's G, Missy out. T, our man, Rob Lewis, <laughs> Love Marv Jazz, and Ruben. Ruben. There you go, Eric. Yeah, actually, my my mouse my mouse ended up going nuts. So if I missed anybody, I I really apologize. I think you missed a lot of folks. No, I did not. 
lot. How dare you? I didn't miss anybody, and I would miss them if they went away. There you go, because they are our friends. <laughs> I talk to them when I get frustrated at home, when everybody in the house turns on me. I go into the Slack chat just to see if I have not lost my sanity. No, no. And Eric, I did not. Yeah. No, nope. well, your family's a bunch of pod people. More about that coming up in the Jim has issues with his wife podcast. And I said to I said to her, listen, when we do this podcast, uh, you know, I'm going to flip out. And she's like, oh, I don't mind. I like doing that podcast because that's when you talk to me. I said, ain't going to be no talking. That is my round. You have now entered the the (laughs) Thunderdome, baby. And there's going to be sparks. Just think of this. Just think of this podcast coming up. And if you have listened to the Jim Has Issues with his wife podcast, I often lose my mind. This is what we got coming up this, this month so far. We're still not there yet. We got no, my mom coming over. Building. My mom coming over out of nowhere. We have uh, we yeah screwed up. Uh, we have a water bill that came in that was seventeen hundred dollars, oh and my. then we have the fact that Rafe spent over four hundred dollars in seventeen days on Madden points, and it seems didn't to be okay realize, with everybody. Didn't it he seems realize okay. what the water bill was? What's yeah, he doing? Yeah. Well, this is the problem: is they come to me today and say, "Hey, can we go bowling?" Me, Ethan, and Rafe. It was Logan or Rafe asked that and Logan, Logan, Rafe and Ethan, they were going to go bowling. So I said, I don't know. It's getting near the end of the month. It's almost Christmas. And we have a $1,700 water bill that we think is going to be fixed, but But we don't don't know. know. You don't know because the utilities, they usually try to screw you. It's it's basically like when you expect to get your, uh, your deposit back when you rent, you ain't getting that deposit ever back. <laughs> like you moving out, there's no way you're getting that deposit. They have spent of course that. I am. That is long gone. Uh, so I said, well, you know, we have this. They start screaming and yelling. So I go, okay, well, let me go and look because I haven't been checking. This is one of the things that has happened in the house. My wife is spending more money. I'll just tell you that. And for me not to go insane, I just have to avoid looking ignore at the account. Ignore it until it goes yeah, away. Yeah, I have to ignore it and just keep asking her, please tell me that you're spending, oh God, you know, not oh, going over, over the deal. <laughs> please tell and me, she's baby. like, no, no, it's fine. So I, I pull up the app and oh, I'm like, no. okay, I haven't looked. And all I see is Xbox Live, Xbox Live, Xbox Live. One, a $95 charge, then a five. And I just flipped out. I completely flipped out. And then I was yeah. told that I was the judge that should. I shouldn't flip out. I shouldn't flip out, I was told. that That's normal. And then I said, that is money spent on nothing. It means nothing to you. That's all I kept saying. N- nothing to you. I'll kill you. I'll kill somebody. Is is it legal to kill people for this? Because if no. it is, I'm going to be gone. I'll be gone for about five minutes. I'll be right you back. Just, you, it's not. It's not that it's legal. It's just you got to get away with uh, it. Yeah, that's true. I, I would gotta get, get, away get away with it. With it. I, it'll just. It'll all end in a messy, uh, you know, triple murder suicide. I'm just or saying. Something. It's, I don't it's know. money. It's things that mean nothing. And like to you, you know, that's and the whole the thing, thing is. Yeah. Well, you know, no, what? no. I said, to, everybody. No, no. This money that I spend on, you know, shopping for groceries, that'll mean nothing to me. So yeah. fuck off. Oh, I, I, and I said that is, you know, there's a couple of weeks of groceries right there. That, and, and then I was, well, when you go and get fast food, that means nothing. I said, well, at least you're getting a meal. I mean, these points are just not. Nah, I, I don't want to get into it right now, Eric. Uh, uh, we we are probably going to do. Well, why that would podcast you? That's a Jim on, has issues with his wife. Yeah, show. well, we're probably going to do that on Christmas Day too. Just Merry just Christmas, to scream and everyone. Yeah, yes, we're going to do that. So we'll be. Well, you can look forward to that next week. But yeah, we're going to go right now to the news and then we'll be back with the books. Hey everybody, let's talk about Beard Brand. Beard Brand is the premium men's grooming company based out of Austin, Texas with a mission to foster confidence 
through grooming. And they encourage everyone to be a better version of themselves. And if you go over to beardbrand.com slash weird, you will take a quiz to find out what style you are. And then after that, you can go through their site. And it's not just about pushing a product. It is about pushing the version of you that is inside there just waiting to get out and express themselves and be just a better version of Jim. Luke Hollywood, anybody. And this is through education, inspiration, and community. They have a YouTube channel that has over 900,000 subscribers. They have educational blogs, articles, emails, Instagram style pages, everything you can go. But what I want you to do is go over to beardbrand.com slash weird. Find out what style you are and then look at what they offer. Again, you can get a gift for somebody and it's the gift of a better them. And and really, what would be better for you than to have a better somebody else around you? And yeah, I think that they would like that. I think that that is a great idea for Christmas, which is just around the bend a couple days away. So you can go get that. Make somebody that you love a better them. And then for yourself, look at all the things they have for beard, hair, skin. And these products are really good. They end up working with your body's natural chemistry to make your skin softer, your hair more lush, and your beard looking fine. So yeah, just go over there to beardbrand.com slash weird, take the quiz, and then look around for your holiday shopping. Now it's time for Jim and the News. Listening to Jim is what I want to do. He's talking solicits and very uncovers before all the meat and the cheese that's from under. And now it's time for Jim and the news. Hello, everybody, and it's time for the news. Just like Dancing Mike just sung into our ears. And the big news this week is the DC Comics solicits came out. And on those solicits, there was something that did not seem right. And it was the Green Arrow solicit and uh, Simon in the Slack. And I keep telling this uh, every time I talk about this is he went and said, boy, that Green Arrow solicit really seems like it's a final issue. And it's funny, it didn't say final issue, so nobody really batted an eye. Uh, Me and Eric have been talking about it for a while. That Green Arrow did seem to be heading to an ending and possibly that number 50. They're going to try to get to that 50, uh, almost like the Suicide Squad or just like Suicide Squad, where they want to get that extra deal. It also looks good that it lasted 50 issues, that sort of thing. But indeed, number 50 is the last issue for Green Arrow because DC Comics Green Arrow ongoing will be ending with March 2019's number 50. According to the issues listing in the publisher's supplement to next Wednesday's Diamond Comic Distributor's pre 
previews catalog. And so when the original solicit came out, no final issue, but this previews catalog, you page through that, which it looks nice too. If you want to actually read the solicits, if you can get a hold of that distributor previews catalog, it's really nice. You can go through there, look at some pictures. Uh, but the final issue notice is at the bottom of that one. It did not appear in the DC March's 2019 solicitation text. Spinning out of the events of Justice League No Justice and Heroes in Crisis, when a black ops organization discovers Green Arrow's long-held secret, mysterious weapon in the form of a box given on by the Justice League, Martian Manhunter in particular, they'll deploy their top undercover agent, Black Canary, reads DC solicitation text for the issue. On opposite sides of this festering secret, Green Arrow and Black Canary will clash as only two lovers can by aiming straight for the heart. I mentioned this on the on the uh, Patreon uh, news show that that sounds like it's going to end up being Mr. and Mrs. Smith, where they're going to end up fighting while they say how much they love each other still. A mystery six months in the making. The box can destroy the Justice League, uh, will be opened, and the Emerald Archer's world will be forever changed. This extra-size anniversary issue of Green Arrow's life isn't just ending, it's burning to the ground. And yeah, series co-writer Jackson Lansing tweeted about the series end, saying, The word is out. Green Arrow number 50 will be the last of the series, while Colin Kelly, Javier Fernandez, and I would have loved nothing more than to craft a robust long run for Ollie and Dinah. The universe had other plans. Plans. But then he says, which is a weird thing for him to be like the guy that dropped this, but very cool, very wild plans. Lansing continued, I look forward to reading them as a fan. So obviously he is not going forward with the book. So we'll see what happens with the old uh, Green Arrow. The sales aren't good. They're they're really bad, actually. They're one of the worst selling of the bigger character deals. And uh, so they have to do something, I guess. And I think that they're going to have this go away. I speculated that maybe we'll see a miniseries, a Green Arrow, Black Canary miniseries after this before coming back with the book. Uh, who knows? But I hope when it comes back, they come back with, you know, a bigger name writer, uh, not the shuffling of writers that this book has had recently, because if it's not selling at one point, shuffling different writers and writers that have been on failed books or fill-in guys uh, are not going to get the sales up. You need somebody big. Uh, I even said maybe get Kevin Smith back. Uh, he did some Green Arrow way back. Maybe get him. He's going to be on that Detective Comics 1000. So, you know, they're starting up a relationship again. Maybe he'd be the guy. I don't know anymore that he'd be the guy to really make a big splash. But, hey, you never know. I think that would be more than, say, Lansing and Kelly, who end up doing DC, that they are the closers of DC. They end up showing up to DC to finish up runs and end books. And it's not, I'm saying they don't, they're not the book killers. They're just the book enders. They are the Mariano Rivera of comic book writers. And so there is the news. But yeah, that's, is that sad news? Uh, I think that eventually, uh, that will be very positive news. You can come back with something really big, start back at number one, uh, like a lot of other books should have when they had big names come on. But hey, that's just me. Uh, yeah, so there's the news, and we're going to go back to some books. Now we have waited for far long enough for the part of the podcast we love, the meat and the cheese that we crave. 
right, it's time for Jim and Eric's reviews. And if you want to go and read the reviews of the books that we talk about tonight and many more, go over to WeirdScienceDCComics.com and you can get those written reviews. There's going to be a lot of God sirens in the background. So angry. It is the night that Quakertown goes around with Santa with the uh, fire trucks and things. I so, just, yeah, I, I mean, it sounds that, like – The whole idea, geez. you're a young child and you believe in Santa Claus and you love that whole idea where you have this magical story of an, a man who gives out gifts, who rides magical reindeer on a magical sled. Yes. And then you get the the cut down version where he's just going around on a loud ass bright fire yeah. truck ruining everybody's fire goddamn truck. night. And the worst of this is, is they're at your house. They are coming right towards mine. Oh, yeah. So we'll, we'll see how quick that takes. And <laughs> it's going to drive me nuts. But we have three books to start the podcast with here. And they are the big books or two of the big books of the week. I don't know anymore. If Nightwing <laughs> is one of the bigger books, but I would, I would, bet to say that we're going to think it's the best one of these three uh because we're going to start with batman number 61 eric batman number 61 written by tom king art by travis moore tamara bonvillon who has blocked us eric she does not like us and clayton kells this issue brings back matthew warner the boy who wanted to be bruce wayne from issue number 38 we (gasps) saw in that issue that matthew with the help of his butler taylor killed his parents in a psychotic attempt to become bruce wayne the issue ended with the boy being thwarted by Bruce himself and carted off to what we assume to be Arkham after carving Thomas and Martha into his face. So what has crazy little master Bruce been up to since being carted away in a straitjacket and that issue's cliffhanger? Well, it looks like he's been killing time and a bunch of inmates. Let's discuss. There is my award-winning recap of this. And yes, this is a continuation of the story of Master Bruce from the number 38 issue that Tom King had been praised. And when that issue came out, we said that it was basically hush light. It was hush 2.0. And I still stand by that. And even when I saw some reviews where they seemed to like – in the back of their mind, they know something like this story doesn't feel quite original, but I still like it. I mean, yeah, well, even yeah, that, I imagine the whole thing is that the only input that Tom King had with Tim Seeley on the preludes to the wedding was, look, you're going to do something with Hush and you're going to make it so he cannot come back. You're yeah, because trap him I in have a, a new universe yeah. or something because I'm doing a my yeah, because Hush if version. You hey. don't remember Hush in the, I believe, Nightwing issue, yes. wasn't it? He got sent off to another dimension uh, with that. <laughs> he's that gone. Was. So now we have the well new one. So the thing about this is. Is, is in my opinion, when you had the number 50 issue, you had the non-wedding issue that came out, people lost their minds. People said, that's it. I'm done. You promised me this and I didn't get it. Tom King went into panic mode and said, whoa, 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 please. You got to realize that that was only 50 issues was just half of the story. Now I'm no. going to tell the other half. And by the way, I've been leaving hints All throughout the first 50 issues. Now, we are now at issue 61. We've gone 11 issues. You tell me, anybody out there, where any of the things that he's showing now were hinted at any point before. Because what's happening is he is now raking the leaves of what his story was to try to find the little dribs and drabs that he can kind of connect now. And this is one of them. He is going to try to connect this 
into the overall story. It's forced. It doesn't make sense. Half of this issue makes no sense to me. And also, you get a non-story that takes up a whole issue. Because basically what he is doing here, and I had to explain this to a bunch of people. I'm not a smart guy, but I had to explain because people were were like, people said, I don't understand any of this issue. I don't understand what's going on. Because as Tom King is trying to play it out, it looks like he is retelling the origin of Batman. Bruce Wayne's parents being killed in the deal. But then it wraps around to Batman being on the case. Right away, right there oh is my. the sign. It's obvious, and especially Batman's by the end. investigating this the murder not, of the Waynes? Yeah, and this is not what's happening. This is all being done in the mind of Matthew Warner. He is thinking during this whole thing about this case, about his parents being murdered. Remember, he murdered them. So in his psychotic mind, he is trying, and this is where I start to wonder what's going on, because... Thomas, he, Master Bruce here, Matthew, he wants to be Bruce Wayne. He never said he wanted to be Batman. No. He shouldn't know there's any connection between Bruce and Batman. But what it Tom King like wants you to see. around that. Well, and what he wants you to see here is that left to his own devices, he is now going to possibly become an evil Batman because he's in jail. And from the wraparound, we see he has done this over and over. This is the seventh person that he has done this to where he's in jail. He sees just a standard inmate. Uh, You know, you're very unlucky to be any cell near him because he'll look at you and then he'll go through in his mind why you are the killer of his parents, why he's Bruce Wayne, and how he's going to end up getting revenge. He is avenging his parents' death like Batman did, but Batman doesn't do it by killing people. Batman does it by taking down criminals to avenge his parents' death in kind of a, you know, his whole MO of trying to save Gotham in their honor. even with that, it's its own thing where he wants to be like, you know, he's Master Bruce in his mind. You know, Matthew Warner is Bruce Wayne. He's Master Bruce, and he's going through how he believes that Bruce Wayne would have lived his life to this point where he would then go to the jail because, you know, the, the yeah. mayor was giving him a favor because he was friends of the family to allow him to confront his his parents' killer. And then he would take revenge on them by slicing them up right there. I'm like, that's like a, not even a weird thing because you can't even say it's like the idea is that he's trying to emulate, how, you know, how Batman would kind of do no, something. No, I'm saying I think that know. what Tom King is saying is that he would end up being a bad type of Batman if he was left to his own devices. He would become this bad thing. The problem with it, all of this that I have is when is it going to be? Now, we're going to go where Bane is going to be against Batman. We're going to get a little shady deal because he, Bane knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne. If Master Bruce doesn't. When are we going to get where the real thing should be is Master Bruce should be trying to kill Bruce Wayne because he is, you know, thinks that he's taken his right. identity. Y- you never get any of that. What you get, and even in that issue 38, he had dinner with Bruce. Bruce was the one who figured it out. It wasn't even Batman. It was Bruce that figured out that it was Master Master Bruce here, this kid, and ended up turning him in. But not one point is he mad about that. So he is going through in his head, oh, you know what? Uh, you know, Bruce Wayne would have done this. Bruce Wayne, but when did Bruce Wayne in his mind ever avenge his parents when did he ever do that because it should end there because he wanted to be master bruce but he seems to know more than he's letting on but not know enough I'm and things you, like it's, that it's there's the no issue 
we were dealing with all this thing. All we had was kind of a, a slight background in the first issue of it. The whole idea that, you know, he had his parents go just because this guy wanted to be Bruce Wayne. I'm like, it never yeah. really fit in that first issue that he premiered no. in, let alone this make believe world that we have no. to spend the, and, the and entire that's issue the thing dealing is, with. Tom here. King gets too, he gets too clever with himself going through this entire issue to have the M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end to be that this is not really worth, we're, not, we're seeing him delusional in his mind doing this stuff and, and it's that, not really happening. Wasn't that big of an M. Night Shyamalan twist? Because as soon as you see Batman investigating the Wayne's murder and talking to young well, Bruce Wayne, you the know something's though. up. No, people, people were confused. So this is what the people thought at one point. Uh, one guy was saying that he thinks that this is Bruce Wayne thinking back to be if Batman was a figure then and could help him figure out. You also see that's not Joe Chill. If anything, it looks like Tom King. And I think that might be a little bit of a wink wink. But yeah, where me and you both agree, and I kind of like it, is the idea that going through this, this is a little kid. You know, yeah. this this Matthew is a little kid. He's in jail. He's imagining these things. So As what's going know, on? And what's going on is a very kid-like Generic. investigation. Though the problem we said also is kind of what we got from tom king all the time anyway i mean is this just the same as when he was trying to find where kg beast was and ended up going to kanto and things like that here we go here we go so so with all this this is okay it's it's a very childlike thing for a bruce wayne to go trying to find the pearls ends up leading to a room that has a train that then ends up on top of a train trying to get this guy it's very childlike it's very you know simple but in the other way is i think that this is tom king trying to yeah i think that it's tom king trying to show you that he could rewrite that intro uh, you know the origin but really when you get done this this issue is a bunch of nonsense. You get a redone origin that really isn't happening. Yeah. Half of it, though, is pretty much mirroring the actual deal, which, again, why would a master Bruce know that at one point Bruce went and sat in the mansion and looked at the I'll become the bat thing? You know what I mean? Well, Everything the whole idea is forced. That there was something with the pearls. Like, how much did I want to say he's like nine or 10 years old? How much did this kid read up on? I want to say yeah. he did his due diligence to a degree, but he's still a young kid. Like, how yeah. would he know all of this stuff about the Waynes? And even the idea of how Batman would work is would, the thing yeah. is Batman would be there. So that makes sense for his deluded mind to think yeah, that he Batman would, think would that because Batman. this has been a figure that's been around his entire life. He's always heard about the yeah. Batman. So putting them in the scenario makes sense. And he wouldn't sense. know that Batman is Bruce Wayne. So he exactly. would think that Batman, the biggest detective in Gotham, the guy who solves every mystery and helps the poor people who end up at this, it would make sense that he would think Batman would be there. But why would he know that the Pearls are the sticking point really for Bruce. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's really, and then you just have a thing where, you know, how many pearls were there? Think, remember, be worthy of your parents. I'm like, really? And, and all this again leads to the twist that this is just a Matthew's mind and he killed his parents. So yeah. he is progressing. But while this is going on, he God, does so end much, up nothing to this issue. Yeah. So th- it's all in his head. Then we get to a point where he's in school, he's distracted. They end up with three pages of F Scott Fitzgerald from the crack up and yeah now, there you go again what is why this, do we have every this? issue where he can't write his own stuff all every issue we have to have some other writer's it's his new stuff thing. put in there it's his the new thing, thing. We do it all the time and i don't yeah. understand why everybody's allowing this to happen we barely get any dialogue half the time besides and for batman except for yeah. stuff and like yeah, that we know. know and yeah, but batman. Now we're getting 
Now we're getting yeah. a quarter of the book written by other people's stuff. Yep. I'm like, what are you doing over and, and, and over again? And with that also, most of the panels here also are, you know, lifted from the original origin. So yeah. there's not a lot of original stuff in here. He is trying to do this horror twist, though, with the idea of this is ending up in Matthew's head by the end. Because by the end, he is thinking he's Bruce Wayne. The mayor lets him go to jail to confront the killer of his parents. And it's this guy. He ends up slicing his neck. He goes to town. And as this goes, it morphs then into him actually in jail, killing a guy who doesn't even – it's not a bald guy. There's the guy who's dead. And Gotham it's him, City Correctional Matthew. Services, it says on there. Yeah. Why wouldn't it say like Blackgate or something like that? I the know. whole thing is though, it's weird because when you see him slicing up the guy who he believes killed you know, his family as Bruce Wayne – yeah. There's blood everywhere. But when yeah. the delusion ends and you there's see the none. guy who was just in there, there's no blood or nope. The guy just looks like he kind of just died of and, a heart attack. And What's the that weird about? Th- and the weird thing about it, I actually thought that as this was going on, you had a deal where he was the cellmate of this guy. So that would make sense where he ends up slicing the guy. They come and grab him, pull him out of the cell to stop him. But at one point they start yelling, we need to get in that cell, the cell, unlock it. So this is just a guy. Yeah. You see the guy come up and Hey kid, what's going on? Why didn't this guy just walk away? He is up against the bars. This is a little kid. Well, we say this. I don't know where the mark is that killed him when he's yeah, laying there on the ground. I, so I it's think weird. That, that was just a weird thing that I guess they didn't want to. I, I just don't I get, even understand. I'm the whole saying idea. that that was supposed to have blood there and, and didn't. I think that okay. was a, a well, mess up because they do say he's dead and he is there. You know, as you see the guards go, you see blood going everywhere right. as he's slashing. But why the, the guy must be getting sliced through the bars that he could just step away. And this is where I think there's a lot of things in these Tom King stories where he is trying to fudge this into the overall story, but he's done this all along. He always ends up with these details that don't quite jive. One of them being, why didn't the guy walk away? He could have pushed this kid. It's a kid with a razor blade. Yeah, the first slice might have gotten him pretty bad. He still could have gotten away. You see him going downtown. I mean, he's actually forcing down. I don't understand. He is going downtown. (laughs) So then he he ends up getting taught, you know, grabbed. This guy does die. Now, the whole thing is, is at the end of issue 38, we yeah. have discussed everybody that I, I have seen online, uh, even a description on like a fandom page did say at the end of uh, that issue 38 is that. Uh, you had Master Bruce, Matthew, get taken away in a straitjacket. You could assume that he was going to Arkham. Now, if somebody's going to argue with me, listen, I understand why he didn't go to Arkham because he's a kid. You're not going to throw a kid in Arkham, but this looks like he's just in a state prison. That's worse. That is worse. This is a kid who ended up killing his parents with the help of his butler, who still escaped. He's still out there. Ended up defacing the, the uh, gravestones of his parents and then carved Thomas and Martha in his face and claimed, I am not Matthew. I am Master Bruce. That is a reason for him to be in some sort of juvenile Arkham. Well, not, exactly. Not even the whole idea there. He is a young kid. Yes, he did some terrible things, but given his age, you're not going to put him in Gen Pop That's what with I'm a saying. bunch of when people, Yeah, when people will say that Arkham wouldn't be the place for him because, Jim, you should realize he's a kid. He's in a worse off situation here that makes no sense. Plus, they want to tie it around. The reason he's able to do these things is because they say that he has resources. He has his butler. Taylor, his resources sent him here? Really? That's his resources? I mean, yeah, you can say that 
it's because he wants to be there. The other issue I have, that's a huge issue. And again, uh, last issue or episode, I claim that I know everything about psychology. I will tell you, I don't know anything. I don't know everything about, uh, you know, the prison system and how it goes. But I would guess that after you kill six people, they're not just going to put you in a general cell next to other people. I mean, really, th- this well, warden- even this whole idea, this is like the sixth or seventh time. There's obviously the, uh, the wardens all like talk about this is you're doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. There's obviously some psychosis here. Why yeah, why, did they why let are this they, go on over and over again? They just let him. Keep, is he? After, are they being after, bribed that way to let maybe, him go back in? It's just, after metal, though, we did establish the uh, the the juvenile Arkham system that yeah. we had out there for like you know you had meta humans going in there after the whole meta situation going on, but you established a juvenile Arkham in Gotham City that you could have taken Master Bruce to. If oh yeah, Tom King even if you didn't, even if you own. didn't, after three murders, don't you think that they'd isolate him after four, after five, after six? But he wants to make it so there's this exclamation point at the end. This is the well, seventh one. Now, also including that you have to remember, he didn't just murder his parents, him and Taylor. It was more Taylor, but he was involved with four other murders before he got caught as well, trying to make cover it look up like the fact to like make that. it look like Zaz and Two-Face did this. Yeah. So this is now a mass murder. Yeah, and, and yeah, now they're like, oh, and, and the best is it's never a, you know what, this kid has problems. It's let's send him to Arkham. It won't be our problem then. Now, again, is that Tom King giving a little wink at the, you know, awful sort of prison system in, in Gotham? That may be, but there's no way that they would keep allowing this kid to just go into a cell to kill people. This guy was just, they said, he is just a guy, almost a first offense, drug charge, no history of violence. The guy he killed that he says, he killed my parents, he killed my parents. And you have the warden's like, what are you talking no, about, did. Matthew? God you damn, you killed, killed your parents. parents. And this guy was just an unrelated guy who came in. Why is he in a cell next to a kid who in jail killed six people before then? This is completely ridiculous. And it's just forced to get him to Arkham. And that's the thing. This issue to me serves two purposes besides driving me insane. That's a third. The first purpose is reminding people who this kid is and his MO of wanting to be a Bruce Wayne. Number two, you have to fully establish him going off to Arkham. So then at the end, he's going off to Arkham and you're like, oh, no, Bane's going to get to him. I think that it's also going to roundabout deal. Thomas Wayne's going to get to him. Now, this is the thing. This is where you, before you read the issue, you said, but Jim, that doesn't make sense. He killed his parents to become Bruce Wayne. Why would he want a Thomas Wayne? Well, this whole issue was about him avenging his parents and ends with, I love you, daddy. It's so forced in. Like all of a sudden now he's completely forgetting the idea of becoming and being Bruce Wayne to the point of now it's just I love my parents so much. I want to avenge him. Yes, he's insane. But you're going against how you established a character to fit your story to go off to Arkham so Bane can grab him and set him up with Thomas Wayne possibly to be Robin. A, a, a evil Robin type character I don't even know with why Thomas, Thomas Wayne, Wayne would be an evil character working for Bane right now. No, this Flashpoint and, and Batman. so it's this is where I idea. said in my review at the end. Also, this can't now. I see the. I see what I think is going on. I, I think that I'm not really jumping to that many conclusions. I think that this is pretty hundred percent what will end up happening. 
with that, though, I still don't know what's going on with Thomas Wayne. So you end with the cliffhanger of last issue with this huge cliffhanger that gets everybody fired up. You know, your father and there's Thomas Wayne. And now we have to wait for issue after issue from the setup. More people to go with them when we don't know. Yeah, we don't really know what this people are still debating if they think it's Thomas Wayne from yeah. Flashpoint. Is it something else? Whatever. We really don't know. Everybody's guessing at this I point. Don't know. So to set this up, it just to me, you wasted an entire issue for a story that you could have had as a backup to a story three pages. You only had to show a Thomas uh, uh, Master Bruce. Right. In Arkham, we already assumed he was in Arkham. Have somebody say something, a little bit of a recap. Oh, this guy, he thinks he's Bruce Wayne. He's crazy. And then all of a sudden you see Thomas Wayne come up, go into the cell and go, come on, son, it's time to get going. Uh, Daddy? And go off. You will accomplish the same thing. And I think you're, actually would have been a better psychosis, deal. psychosis, Thomas. Now he's going to kill you to try to put yeah. the fucking reality right. Yeah. But now it seems that he wants to love his parents and avenge them. That's what this is set up. It's to reverse the polarity of the story. And <laughs> to get you instead of the neutron yeah, flow? Yeah, exactly. Because now you have to have him want to team up with Thomas Wayne. So to do that, he has to seem like, I mean, at points he's imagining himself sucking his thumb in bed crying. You killed your parents to be Bruce Wayne. When did it get in your head that this would be something bad? You are now Master Bruce in your mind. That's what you wanted. Endgame. Done. You had it. And so if you're anything from the character, you should be plotting to kill the imposter Bruce Wayne who's going around saying he's Master Bruce when he's not. No, freaking, you know, yeah, I that's, know. I that's know. what it should be. But it's not because he has to twist it to make us think that he always had these clues. I mean, a goddamn banana told, uh, you know, fucking Joker oh, that it was Bane. It's quite obvious at this point that he said it's 50 more issues because it's only half the story that well, now we have to scramble because there was no clues. There was no story. No. Now I have to try to make things like retroactively and fit so, at yeah. places that even whether it makes it, sense It drives or not. me nuts. And what happens is you have that 38, that issue 38. Again, I reread it for this. There are so many. I remember us getting angry, a lot of jumping to conclusions. At one point, basically, Bruce figures it out because he says that what is being done is childish and then just arrests him. That's all dun, it was. Dun, dun. Yeah, yeah. So with that, a lot of people are like, man, I really like that number 38. And this doesn't expand on the story. It doesn't make it better. And I think that's where we're going to have some problems where Tom King is going to go back, say a Gotham girl. Gotham girl's arc was my favorite of the entire series. I know that Tom King didn't like it that much. So, but when you go back, the death of her brother made me cry. It made me cry. Now we're going to find out probably that that was all a setup and it didn't matter to her. This and doesn't it's gonna, make it's any gonna sense. It's going to kill me. Or she's going to blame Batman for it, but it's going to take what I already loved and make it less. And, and I think it. that's what he is doing here. Uh, are we going to see? I said soon we'll find out that Talia let Catwoman win that sword fight because that was something that he got guffed for. So that'll happen. We'll have all yeah. these. Campbell was throwing games for the Knights because that's where Bane was getting money he's gonna dun, try dun, to tie dun. in all these things but who's still betting on campbell and well it, it, yeah really oh, or maybe we only see some games maybe he really kicks ass some others when it's bet but yeah it just it's lessening the story as it goes on to try to expand it and it seems like he's grabbing for straws going back and rereading his own run to try to see where he can tie it in to say that he had a story in mind the whole time which i don't think he did if people would have loved the idea of that that 
wedding. And if he would have gotten a lot of accolades, like, you know what? That is Batman. I love it. Oh, man, I'm going to go for it. I don't think any of these stories going would be the same. We we wouldn't have what's going on. This is not what's set in stone. And there you go. But yeah, it, it just gets me upset. I I can see some parts of this issue that I liked, but as an issue and part of this run, I hated this issue. It infuriated me. I thought it was worthless, and I thought it was grabbing straws. I gave it a three point five. I like the art, but it, the art isn't going to win me over in this because this was a nothing issue filler. All you have to do is go on and read a two sentence synopsis of what happened, and you'll be set. Don't don't waste four dollars. The on idea this. too that you know half the people that are reading this apparently were confused about what they were getting yeah. here because of how silly the story I is. I had one guy just idea- arguing mean, the whole time that there was no Matthew in this book. It was always Bruce Wayne, and and it never was the kid. Really? I'm like, what are you talking about? There's Batman investigating this crazy thing. That's not Joe Chill. It's Batman there. This is him in his mind thinking of what he would have done and wished that he would have had a Batman, but now he realizes he doesn't want to be the Batmans. And I really... Well, how did wrong were, were, were turn get on this message board? This That's what I wanted to know. <laughs> Where'd you get on this message board here? Wrong turn. Get, get off re- of I'm it. Sorry. I really enjoyed the art in this issue, but yeah. it was a big nothing of a story that just kind of retold the same, you know, Batman origin story while then throwing in some, you know, was it Blake? I can't remember who the, who the uh, writer was for this whole thing, but throwing in somebody else's work to fill up a few pages. It but was F. Scott end, Fitzgerald this um, time. That's what it was. Well, thank yep. you. F. Scott Fitzgerald. But like Jack Kerouac have, will be coming soon. Uh, he's probably. going down the list. He, you know. I, just, I just imagine that like you're telling this old story, just tweaking a thing here, using somebody else's writing and then having your big twist ending, which isn't a twist if you see that it's not going to be real anyway because you have Batman investigating. Yeah, it's not real. Murder. This is so a there, there's dream. There's no twist to the whole thing. And it's still a character I don't care about. So 3.5 out of 10 is well, what I'm doing as well. I'll tell you, this is where it got me too because you have this idea that I think it was supposed to be the big twist. Right. You have a cover that is it looks nice. It's a Tony S. Daniel cover. It's okay. He's smashing like a window. It's very generic, though. It's a very nondescript cover. I don't want to say generic. I'm not putting down Tony Daniel here, but it's a very nondescript cover. So you you get the idea that they wanted to have this twist. Yet the the uh, solicit fully spells out that this is Matthew Warner, Master Bruce. And then Tom King was on every day going on and on about how this was a continuation. So he didn't, he wasn't even confident in himself to have this be a twist because still people were confused. You got too cutesy with it. There was no need for what you had. It was smoke and mirrors that ended up, you know, getting you in the ass at the I end like both those because things. more people were, you know, you do like smoke and you like <laughs> and mirrors. mirrors. I don't like either. And they don't like me. They don't. We're going to move on to the next issue. Now I'm, I'm down. The oh, next issue go. is Just League number just 14, started. written by James Tynan IV. Now I'm going to do something, Eric, but I oh. don't want you to reveal what I'm doing yet. Now they'll have to wait for later to see what that means, right? Right? <laughs> There's a little hint for later. James Tynan the the context now. Art by Jim Chung, Steven Segovia. I always ruin things. Tomel Murray, Will Quintana, Tom Napolitano. We finally are off to Thanagar Prime to get down to business of solving this book's mysteries, right? No. 
Martian um, Manhunter, Kendra, and John really find out nothing but add a few other things to the What the Hell is Happening file as James Tynan fills in on a non-Legion of Doom issue and brings his now trademark yakety yak with him. And it's not just the yakety yak. That, that is my problem here, though there's a lot of it. Oh, the yeah. problem is there's a lot of yakety yak for nothing. You don't learn really anything here. And the basis of the issue is set up to go to Thanagar Prime to not find out info. And it's a weird idea to set up an issue like this. Well, we're going there. It starts off, though, with Batman and Starman. And he has Jaro, you know, getting some info out of Starman that's going into Batman's brain. I don't it's even understand what's going narration on here. That doesn't make any. The narration is like this weird flowery type. Just tell us what's going on, please. Talking about secrets and what the powerful the power of a secret is. Well, this fancy. whole thing is I want to know why if Jaro's on Starman's face, that somehow it's getting pumped right into Batman's mind. And yeah. then it's, it's too much. I guess like- he's getting the mind control out of him and then into him and and the thing is the weird thing about this is is as we go i'm reading this i'm reviewing it i'm going my deal and i'm like boy this this doesn't seem like a scott snyder issue this seems really odd i'm having a lot of problems getting through this and then i looked i'm like yep the script is by tynan and it's pure tynan now it's a explanation that doesn't explain things like you're saying it it doesn't tell you what's going on batman knew the power of a secret he knew that it could change a person hurt them and still he pushed and there you see he's got a bloody nose yeah but when when superman jumps in the first time i read it superman jumps in and grabs jaro off of starman i had no idea what was going on i really had no idea and the way that we're shown we're not shown we're told through Batman and Wonder Woman's dialogue of, you can't do that, Bruce. You know that Kendra's... All this stuff is that he was using Jaro to try to suck the secrets out of Starman. This whole yeah. issue was you about know, secrets. could have booby-trapped them, or the power inside his yeah. mind is too much for a mortal to handle. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's, you know, you know he could have weaponized things. We talked about this. I know you're upset about the totality going, but Starman's mind, it could have killed you. The immensity. Then you have Superman like... I'm looking at it now. This energy is off the chart. What is what is he looking at? Is he looking know. at meddling with could trigger a reaction powerful enough there, to there rip a hole in the Will universe? Peyton's head that I don't think anybody should ever have to look at yeah, ever this again is like because me, it ain't right. Yeah, this is like me looking into an electrical box and saying, you know, oh man, yep. this is off the charts. It, it doesn't <laughs> he has x-ray vision. He's just looking. And so he's saying that. It could rip a hole through the you – know, we don't know this. This is no. just – it's just, just words. Pain. It's just words, though. I do like Jaro. Hey, man, it's stung, but I'm tough pop like you. I'm like that best part of the issue. Best <laughs> part. I love that he called Jaro, you all right? It's stung, oh, man. I'm tough like you pop. I love that he called him pop. I love I it. Know what's I, up I, with this Jaro? Actually, like, how much has Batman and Jaro been spending time together? Like, they are, like what's I the mean, bonding really? process? I want to create it. I want to see Damien shopping though. You son of a bitch! I'm right Say here. Say hello to your brother, Damien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is going to end up being like the what's it called? The uh, the puppet that was ended up <laughs> making. You know what I'm saying? What what was his name? <laughs> it's freaking. Uh, it's uh, Candace Bergman and. Yeah. Um, and Char- uh, Joe McCarthy, Charlie McCarthy, Thank Charlie you. McCarthy, God. the puppet where Candace Bergen was made to act like it was her brother. Damien's going to show up. Jaro's his brother. It'll, it'll make me laugh. And it'll be like, you know what? And then He's Batman wearing will a be like, ball listen, cap, little t-shirt. Batman will just say, listen, Jaro doesn't talk back. He likes me. But if, if they ever animate this at all, 
and they end up having Jaro, please, please get the voice of Butters uh, from South Park because when he says puppy, hey, fellas, it, it just makes me seem like you it would be You don't want to be good. guy, kid? No, no, I don't want it to be. Hey, there. Hey, there, pups. I don't need That's that. That's what guy, I want. Guy kid's always up to no good. But yeah, <laughs> they're there. Oh, come on. And he's like, but, but. I got to find out all this stuff. And then you have Wonder Woman. The secrets of the universe are being laid bare at our feet. And you go off the Thanagar Prime again with a description about these wings that surround the pla- uh, the, the the raptor superstructure. Yeah, the like, raptor I superstructure. About, yeah, you know, I don't either. Just this whole idea of Thanagar Prime. I didn't like it when it was first in, like announced because we had Thanagar before, but that's not the real planet. The real planet is the secret Thanagar Prime. The face is in and out of its location, yeah. so it's very hard to find. You know, because of the raptor superstructure, the wings. Yeah. Why, why is it called the raptor superstructure? Not, anyway, not many people have seen this. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, everything really. that we get in this issue about Thanagar Prime, it just contradicts so many different. Yeah. Things yeah, that we've had does. throughout different things, even in the series alone, and even the series that pro, like you know, proceeded yeah, it, to lead up to this whole thing. The ideas, and even with Kendra being on the Justice League now, and because you know she is tied in with Hawkman, Carter Hall, and we have just yep. been given the Hawkman book, his initial origin, which for some reason does not include her for the reasons of his reincarnations, even though she reincarnates the same way. Yep. And I don't know what they're playing at there right now because now we have Shaira, who is a reincarnation of Kendra. Going yep. on at the exact same time. And they now. do say that something Kendra does uh, say, boy, something feels unnatural here. And I think that that is the big mystery that is going on, that this is not just phasing through, you know, space, but time and dimensions and things. But does that make a better story? Does well, that not set only up that, things that I like? The I, whole idea that the death of Hawkman was in continuity because they bring it yeah. up here, how they had to leave Thanagar, uh, Thanagar after Despero attacked where we saw Hawkman die with all yep. the nth metal and stuff like that, where they moved to Thanagar Prime now. Yeah. But I'm like, how many people, like how many Hawkmen are there and Hawkwomen at this point? Because you're get, like, you were trying to make things right with this new origin to try to finally make Hawkman's origin make sense with all the different continuities and you're getting it all convoluted all over again. Yeah, I know. Like, why? I, I have a feeling that they really don't care about that other book. And it does say at one point, like, boy, you need a, you know, a calculus degree to figure out those origins, but you're making it worse is, is what's happening, which is odd. But also you get this thing with Thanagar Prime, which reminds me very much of what we were talking about, Tom King, and trying to tie his 50 issues at the beginning to these issues now, where you have this idea where they show up and John's like, you know what? I heard about this as a rookie. I've been wondering about it. No, you didn't. You didn't. We just found out about this nonsense. Why even throw that in? And then he's like, yeah, you know, I have my questions too. And they have these questions and none of them are going to be answered. They get there and they're immediately, and even just the idea where you have Martian Manor, yeah, I was here. I had to pretend that I was a Thanagarian guard for months. But then later we find out that Miss Martian was raised there. Uh, what is that? Of, I, I'm yeah, telling you, I, not that's only that, I'm we saying. have the keep. The keep was brought here. The, the, the yes. Martian who has all of the history of Mars. That she was staying there, like you know, um, Martian Manhunter was in disguise there because they don't like outsiders. Even though the White Martian, you know, McGann, yep. uh, McGann was raised and the there. keep like, is keep- there, and exactly. and they like- spell out almost as if this. Thing, the Stanagar Prime, number one, is the safest place. I mean, this is like, you know, Fort Knox times 80. Yet, the only thing we know about is it was taken over. So that throws yeah. that out. Adamar Sin was taken the, over. Yeah. Also, the idea of this kind of, in my mind, since the keeps here, and it kind of spells out like all of the most important info 
is like this is a vault even where all this is. so you would think that they'd be open-minded they'd be allowing things but yet they're not but it doesn't tie into i wish it would tie into hey we were just taken over and since then, we're trying to, you know, tighten yeah, up the screws, and do but some they stuff, were yeah. already being pieces of crap before that. And the way that Marsha Manhunter got out of being captured was to pretend he's Thanagarian. So it's the Thanagarians here are pieces of crap. They, <laughs> they end up just pretty much, hey, you're not supposed to be here. We're going to fight you. We're the wingmen. We're going to fight. You have the Justice League here. These three members, John Stewart, Kendra, and Marsha Manhunter are there to find out information. It, it takes them one sentence to be like, let's get ready, boys. It's going to be a brawl. I mean, they are ready to throw down here. It seemed off to me. It was only well, there so that Shara can come in and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, this is the Justice League. Don't do that, guys. Hey, you know, they're friends. And it's just nonsense. It's and none nonsense. of it adds up because I'm telling you, we have a lot of questions. Even the most, you know, like kind of like the the basic, the most basic of questions. The whole Here thing we is go. Like, yeah, now it's on your end. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like, you know, keep just going. Like, hey, hey, the Guardians of the Universe, they know about this place, right? That it's yeah. active again. We're so close to Noah. They know, but I cannot say more on the subject. Like, and then, why not? Is this like that, an RPG yeah. where I have to go ask more people and, and about the, this thing until so you eventually thing, trade the, some yeah. stuff up? And the thing doing? about this is, is that John Stewart does say that, hey, the Guardians know about this place, right? I mean, we're close enough. She goes, they know, but I can't say more on the subject. And he doesn't ask anything else. And like, even what this does whole that thing, mean? though, they know – since we're and we're so close to uh, New Oa, but then later in the issue, we're not in Green Lantern's it's right like, there. Jurisdiction. It's at the panel later. He, yeah. It's in that same deal. She goes, "Listen, we're not under the core's jurisdiction here. You're gonna have to forfeit your ring." lantern and he goes oh i can it's a tattoo ring burned into me it's like i'm the ring itself and my heart's the battery i'm like what is going on here yeah it just why i I don't know what the hell they're doing anymore because even this whole thing where they're trying to tell you about the whole idea of the tattoo ring that john has now when he was taken over by umbrac from the ultraviolet it was told specifically as you can never, never be, a, be green a green lantern, lantern again. That's what but it was then for said. some reason, the green energy just emanates from him, burning from his heart out to now. To me, like, it seems as if the, the ultraviolet deal didn't hit, and, and it's back to green. You know, they were like, eh, that, that didn't really hit. But all of a sudden now, it's the green. It was said that he could never be a green lantern anymore, it's, and it's then so was never like, it, it referenced a, again. It seems a lot like what they did with Alan Scott back then, when I think they made him, like I think he was called Sentinel at that point, where he, he was the energy himself. It seems like they're doing the same thing with John Stewart. Like, like, it also seems why. Like, it seems like how when he just became pure, you know, pure energy, pure will, yeah, yeah, pure will. It's it's almost the same thing. Then Kendra's like, look at my wings, and hey, what do you think it's a, doing this, Kendra? I think it's a map, and I want to see. Oh, yeah, I don't know about that either. She just keeps going. And, and by the yeah, way, I, I should have gotten a hold of you. And this is the best. When does Marsha Manhunter ever mention anything to her? Never says why he is there. She just right away says, oh, and by the way, you've arrived and uh, the keep, It's she's dead. <laughs> she's not here anymore. She's gone. I'm sorry. I didn't tell you about that. Well, and and it's just one of the, out of nowhere. This is the last green Martian in the goddamn universe. There's only real one thing. You, look, I don't I'm know. Keeping he could, they the could be there asking Martian. for help. You, you know, I'm keeping or, the oldest green Martian here. The only one other one in existence. When the other one goes well, up, here's like, the deal. I to tell him what's going on with I this other I, one. Maybe that, but she just says, I'm sorry you came all this way. Uh, this it, it, They could just be there for Jon Stewart and Kendra. It's a very odd. Yeah. And there's another part that I thought was a little off when it comes to Kendra and Shire when we get to it. But yeah, and then she's like, well, 
couldn't help you with anything. Sorry about that, but we have a big festival coming hey, up. Hey, you, you, you want know. to come to the fair later tonight? Yeah, so they end up going, and they I end up going now. I again. guess we're going to go to the fair, everybody, because it was a long trip yeah. here. We're going to have to rest up before we head back. Can, can somebody tell John Stewart that while he does have a tattoo ring, maybe he should go a little subtle on the, on the outfit? I mean, you're not supposed to be allowed to be there. You you might cause some people some problems here, uh, but he they well, end up even going. this whole idea where the whole thing is like, oh, uh, the Green Liners have no jurisdiction here. We have to take your ring. Well, you're going to have to cut off my hand. Please don't do that because this is a tattoo ring. Well, get the hell out of here. Then you're not welcome. Like, why is, yeah. Why did they allow him to stay? That's what I'm saying. Why isn't he in the cell? <laughs> he, he should be in the cell. He should be. He should be there or you are made to stay in your room. You, we're not going to kick you out. We see what's going <laughs> on. Or just – I want her to go tattoo ring. What the hell's that bunch of bullshit? Let me see it. He's just like, yeah. Owen's like, up to now. That, that tattoo ring thing really works. And they go to this, you know, this big Thanagarian, uh, you know, festival. festival. Yeah. And they're there. You eat, you drink, you dance. Yeah. Well, you they're fly there. around and with your wings. It's a lot of yakety yak again. Because you have Kendra's like, yeah, you know. You don't want to talk about dancing with Martian no, Manhunter? No, we, we talk about dancing with Martian Manhunter. And Martian Manhunter does reveal that it, oh, it's a real shame to keep because that's where, you know, Mar- Miss Martian, she was raised here with the, oh, you know what? She she probably earned her green by now. I'm like, really? I, I don't know. And she's like, oh, look at this dance. If we go and fly up there and dance, we would have a pretty good view to kind of check to things see out. everybody while and we're I'm, dancing. I'm just thinking to myself, like, why do you, do you have to dance? You could just fly up there. You get this weird moment no. here. Is this the start of a sexy relationship or something? Because Marsha Manor is like, my wife used to dance. Forget this dancing. And goes off like this weird thing because Shira shows up. It's just odd. He goes off. And it, I think it's just to get him out of the way. Now, also, right. when they were showing up here, you had the idea. Kendra says, listen, listen, John. When you, John Johns, when you go, when Ken, when Shira comes, read her mind, find out what's going on. I think she's lying. Can't do it. Something tells me, and he's like, "Listen, we can't do that because she'll know." And also, check this she's out. Probably, you know she's how, probably you know set up mind bombs. Hey, check this out. Remember how we we're talking about, you know, Will Peyton Starman earlier with the problems with his mind? Yeah, I got the same problem here, so we're not going to yeah. do that. And I, <laughs> I do like it where uh, John's like, "I'm out. I don't want to talk to you too." And then just the panel is half of him phasing through the floor. It just looks so. Weird. He's just half a guy. There. He's had enough. I yeah, was facing stuff all the well, time. Goes, if I didn't and, want to have a conversation anymore. And that's where you get like this thing where it seems like Kendra and Shira, they are the same person. They they establish this here. Kendra, it's been bothering her, but they are acting almost like twins where they're, you know, hey, you keep finishing my sentence and I can tell if you're lying and all this. And she says, listen, Shira, it's because. We're the same person through these weird, you know, life that we lead in these reincarnations. But you know, they're also we're not the same. to a degree because it doesn't seem that she remembers her past lives, Shire, because they're not talking about this whole thing. Well, or yeah, Kendra yeah, doesn't I, remember. I think there's this not life. enough space uh, yeah. because she does say, like, you're married. You were married to Car- Qatar Hall, and that was one of Carter's things. And I was married to him, and I always followed him. So she's like one plus one equals two. I think that we're the same, but. That that's when they touch and you end touch up too that, much. They, well, yeah, because Kendra then sees a vision 
when and this is the best is she keeps saying when i touched her it, it's the opposite yeah, it the was, art's yeah, off yeah. the art's so off be about you, doesn't it, it actually bothered me uh, for <laughs> some reason it's not that big but it did bother me <laughs> it because me too, she put her she, hand on she her shoulder you, yeah, she keeps saying like when she when i touched her i but why and this is the thing she says i can't explain it but I saw that the keep was alive. So you're just going to push that aside. You can't explain it, but I saw it. Well, nobody can really? explain anything. And this could be a past memory or the whole idea where the keep was alive. And you're just well, seeing some now, memory of no, Shaira. They're, they're basically, I, in my I'm mind, saying, the keep I is never know, dead. And, I'm just yeah. saying, though, I don't know why there has to be a thing that's pushed out of nowhere to keep the narrative going where all of a sudden these two beings touch. And I had yeah, a memory it, of the well, exact same thing that we're here to talk it's about. It's just a full out MacGuffin because they don't know how they can do this because it's set up by Marsha Manhunter. I can't read her mind. Why? Why even do that? You don't have to do the Will Payton parallel from the beginning like you said that's what it is don't do that and have john just say you know what i i sensed a little i only saw a little because i was blocked out but i think the keep is alive instead you have the MacGuffin of i can't explain it but uh the keep's alive i saw this memory in there now while this is going on kendra's freaking out hey everybody you know john get me uh john as well we we got to do something i did this john's there oh man i'm working the room this attendant i think i could get the pact of the guard why would an attendant know and tell it just this is the most ridiculous bunch of non-information that that has ever been in this book, and it's weird. We want this information, and that's why well, I get John so Stewart's angry a good about it. He wants to work the room a bit, right? Yeah, he was working the room. Uh, the the reason I have an issue, but again, he's now walking around as a Green Lantern, which you, yeah. you've been told are not allowed. But uh, the reason that's I'm how so mad, he is. This issue has some things that I like the art a lot. You have this, that's and we get to this. Uh, cliffhanger that I like, though, like you said, it's a little confusing if you've been following all the different things. But the problem I have the most with is the idea that we've been waiting for answers and you're at a spot where you could get answers. a little of them. And tell instead, in a story I've... way, you're like, I, I can't tell you that. I don't know. I didn't exactly. see it. Why That's do how that? I feel the entire series has been because I want to know about things. I feel like I'm asking yeah. all my questions to Shia. Yeah, I can't talk about that right now. I'm like, oh, yep. good. Well, I guess we're going to go another fucking tw- – like, you know, whatever. How many issues? 14 issues. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I'll get some more answers. And I don't so, know. Yeah. Let's imagine this is a monthly book. You would have no answers to anything over a year now. Yeah, yeah. No answers. And so they're there and that's where Shaira shows up. She knows that they're on to where the wingmen show up and fight and the whole Such deal is – thing because when the wingmen first show up and the Justice League members show up, like, like Shaira's like, hey, stop that now. You, These are yeah. the Justice League of Earth kind of thing. They have saved the multiverse more times than we can count. But then when the, the tables turn at the end when the wingmen show up like for when the multiverse to survive she yeah, for the multiverse it. to survive some things must stay secret isn't that right my love and I'm this like, is the thing all, up the multiverse? all you had to do at the beginning again i'm no rightist but why not have at the beginning these wingmen make them the guy that we work with who shits his pants have it so that, that they go and they're like you're gonna go down justice league and then shira shows up and whoa 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 this is the justice league but my lady you told us no 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 this is the Justice League. So you get a little hint that things aren't what they seem and these wingmen are, are supposed to attack them. And But yet she's pulled it back because she wants to know why they're there. That would have solved a lot of problems that I have with the beginning and the end. Because then they just attack and she's like, oh, for the Mulderers, why then didn't you just kick them out? Why didn't you just put them in jail? 
You had all these people. You could have put them in jail. Though you don't. You invite them to a, a party and then get mad when you know you accidentally touch Kendra and and she sees things. So you show it. It doesn't make sense. Well, who expected that? Yeah. Why isn't this where we saw a little inkling of an? Oh man, she was playing them the whole time. She wanted to see what they knew. Wanted to see what they were up to. But no, no. It's just all I don't know. That there's no reason for that. It's not a map. It's a map. But uh, even then, when Kendra's like, listen, I could tell that you were lying to me, that you recognized what this was with my nth metal wings. What is it? I can't tell you. It's too scary. That's basically what she said. And we got nothing again. So then she's like, hey, they they wrecked the multiverse all these times. Isn't that right, my love? And there we have the Savage Hawkman, Katar Hall, who shows up, looks incredible. Looks and he's great. there. And he it looks says, like the New 52 Savage yes. Hawkman, which I really and then like. The says, problem is we had the death of Hawkman, which they brought up earlier where we saw him die, this version I'm of I'm telling Katar you, people Hall. do not connect the, the dots in any of these things with Hawkman. But still, why bring it up? And then it says, time slows on the edge of revelation, as if the universe itself anticipates the change, resisting it with all its might. The power of a secret can bring discovery and enlightenment but more often than not it brings discovery I, I don't know what you just told me but the best is here where you have will peyton starman he is going nuclear right he, he things yeah. are going wrong it's a gonna connection blow. he's gonna blow i love superman's claim of what they're gonna do we need to evacuate the planet what, what are you going to evacuate the planet? <laughs> like, really? That, that's what oh, you're How much time we got here, Superman? Really, we need to evacuate the planet, he says. He's going to explode. All right. Again, it's something that he knows, doesn't know, and it's just thrown in to be a cliffhanger. Evacuate the planet. Please, please. I do it. Calm down. Stop yelling at me. Oh, jeez. But yeah, uh, I did not like this. I didn't like it at all. I thought that this was a lot of, like, like you said, you're writing the story. You can give us some info. You don't have to set up a whole issue to actually make us think we're going to get info. Well, not only that, and then but just have the characters not give ask questions where the other characters are like, well, I don't know. I can't talk yeah. about that. I'm like, why are you bring it up then? Yeah, uh, I don't know what that is. Hey, do you recognize this map? I think it's a map of my nope. wings. Nope. And then later, I know you were lying. Uh, nope. It just keeps going. And it's it's so frustrating. I gave it a six because I really, really like the art. And so I, I like I like that we actually were going to Thanagar Prime and trying to get something. But we got nothing here. So I, I could go lower. But and I nothing makes sense to 10. me. Yeah, what do you give it? I'm giving it a 5.8 out of 10 because I do like the idea of Thanagar Prime. I do want to understand more about Kendra yeah. and her connection to Carter Hall and how the reincarnations work now that we're getting a, an official origin for Carter Hall in his own book. I want to know how this all works out, especially with the Thanagarians and stuff. It's a lot of cool stuff here. Even the Martian Manor stuff, which is my least favorite part of it, I'm all about that, finding out about the Keep and what the secrets of Mars are, as long as it doesn't tie into his own book. But 5.8 out of 10, and that's mostly for art here because most of it was a big disappointment. Yes, yes, indeed. But we're going to go to the last book of our first section, and that is one of yours, Eric. What is it? Nightwing number 55, written by Scott Liddell and Fabian Nacesa, with art by Chris Mooneyham, Gary Brown, Hi-Fi, and, and World Designs. Dr. Crane has changed his game thanks to the original Robin and his newest patient, Rick Grayson, where instead of pure fear, he's working on flipping the script and going back to the 90s where no fear was all the rage. Hopefully the new Nightwings can take down this villain, but the Bloodhaven losing its mind, it's anyone's ballgame at this point, Jim. Yeah, yeah. I uh, 
I like this enough. I, I, I'm kind of wanting a little more progression going on, but I like that the, we see some I'm more crane I, here. I like it a lot to a degree. The thing is, it's it's doing the same thing every issue, yeah, which is bringing it problem. down a bit in my mind where it has to keep reiterating the fact of Rick Grayson doesn't know who he is or he uh, yeah. knows who he is and he has these muscle memory situations. We keep doing this over and over. Yeah. It really kills the momentum of the story in my mind. Yeah, I, I actually am more interested in the night wings uh, than actual Rick Grayson. I wish that we would just kind of, I know that it's tough to have a Nightwing book without, you know, Dick Grayson, I'll say his real name, uh, oh. and just have these others. But That's I Rick. think that, I think that we would be better served with that, and especially because most of the people that seem to have a problem with this book have a problem with Rick and have a problem with just the name. They won't get past that. So maybe if we had these others taking up the mantle and we were still having Nightwing, Rick Grayson in his comb, even I think that maybe it would have been a little better uh, for readers to stick. But with this, is, I, I don't like mind him it, but- being. I like him being the focal point of but why he doesn't the Scarecrow do changes. No, I'm saying for why the Scarecrow changes the game. The idea that he does have a life that he no. wants to move towards you, and stay, you, keep stuff you in the last You still would have had that. You still would have had him. And the best thing is, is that it's not, he's not the focal point because what's going to happen as the cliffhanger is, you're going to end up what I thought all along. Scarecrow's going to attack this would-be Nightwing and he's not going to be able to fight him. He's not Night strong wings. enough. And he, ha- I'm saying he's just going to a- attack going after the Hutch. main sap. Uh, he's going to go after Sap, and he's going to end up not being able to fight off Scarecrow because he is a guy that has fear. He's not Dick Grayson. He hasn't been trained like that, and I think right. that that's what's going to happen, and that's going to be eventually the way that you have Dick Grayson having to come back. Even this issue, he kind of seems like he's starting to come back a little. But yeah, the, really, you have the story going on, and the Rick Grayson stuff is just thrown in there. It, without it, you still have a full issue it never exactly. really ties in so i i just wish that maybe he would have been put aside for a while and we have the night well, wings we have the the deal well, we're, like he can be the thing that he's like you know he is rick grace and he's trying to do his new life we don't have to focus on like more than a page of us issue in yeah, my I, mind i, I wish him. that we didn't even have it uh, you know and but yeah is, I, I like the fine. idea where we kind of have that deal with you know like in the last issue where he is the scarecrow's patient stuff like that and there is that duality between the who the scarecrow thinks he's there for no. and this guy who he doesn't know is that person rick grayson and vice versa i like that whole angle the fact that we have to spend time with Rick Grayson going and fighting the raged out people of Bloodhaven outside of a bar, yeah, it doesn't do a lot they don't the really have anything gotta, for him to do. So they have exactly. to, you know, you, and you then the, show uh, the escalation, but of the city going mad, but just in that back alley of a bar doesn't really show you all the stuff that you could be doing at this yeah. point. And I, I just want to tell you. Uh, that uh, Swoboda is on to my game and wanted to know what the hell is the Scarecrow guy doing in town? What are you doing here, doctor? Because there are no records of you, but yet he is the, you know, the psychologist who is there to write off if Dick, it makes no sense. And they even point it out here when she shows up and Swoboda's like, hey, listen, doctor, we don't have any record of you being anything in Gotham. What gives? And then he just attacks her. Why didn't Bruce Wayne look into this? There is no way that Rick Grayson would be seeing what ends up. I know that it works for the story and that's what you need 
come up with some better way. I, I just uh, like want to know said, why Dr. Crane would have a dead body just rotting away in his bedroom uh, up here for the police to find in case they did know. come snooping uh, around. He doesn't care. He's he puts, uh, Crane. puts it on him front street, this guy. He, he has no fear, Aaron. Well, yeah, you have this <laughs> whole deal go. where you do have <laughs> Rick Grace and he's there and people, it, it's pretty much, you know, now it becomes the walking dead where the whole, t- the, all of Bloodhaven seems to be in a rage because of this fear toxin, this new toxin. That's not the walking dead. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's 28 days later. No, I'm saying they're all just like zombies now, just going around attacking everyone and he's fighting them off. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying, I don't know any of those things. I didn't see or do anything with it. They're running zombies, Jim. They're just zombies. (laughs) They're just zombies. They're attacking. That's all they, and they are there. They're infected. They're there to just get Rick Grayson off the board while he's fighting. I'm remembering his muscle memory and doing this while then the Nightwings are, you know, it is a pretty funny thing where you have Sap there and they're like, hey, hey, Detective Sapienza, is it true? You're the new mass vigilante. And it pulls out that it's just his, you know, his people, his uh, his Oh my wingman. God, I'm telling you, this whole thing, when they started like, well, that whole panel they had, the whole page where you see Sapienza with the Nightwing paper and it looks like some yeah. people are wanting his autograph. Them having that as just one page really threw me up like, what the hell is happening here? People know that it's Sapienza. Yeah, no, yeah. How is this going to change? No. And then I realized it's just the rest of his Nightwing crew screwed with him. Like, oh, yeah. you got me. Yep, you got yeah. me good, Scotty Liddell. Yeah, and with that, you're setting up a couple of things as well. You're setting up that they're all very tired. They're all working triple shifts. So that's going to lead to them in big trouble as well. But then you shift off to see that Swoboda is on to the dock. He's on, there on to a Gru Day. Yeah, how do you even pronounce it? Is that how I you pronounce know, Gru, it? I'm saying Gru Day myself. Gru Day, uh, which is Crane Scarecrow. But she shows up and is like, hey, you know what? There's no record of anybody by your name being a doctor in Gotham. What gives? And he just ends up, you know, oh, and he says that the plan <laughs> you went know, wrong you a little. know who I am. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I tried to get you when you were in, you know, in that morgue, and I didn't, but here I am. I'm the Scarecrow. He has a dead body behind he doesn't care also i think that the art as it goes on becomes more and more howard stern as well as it goes i'm telling you when he comes out of the hotel that he's staying in it's howard stern so it made me laugh uh but yeah he's just going well, with this plan here with the whole idea that Swoboda has you know he's she's onto his game and he then fear toxins her. And I like the whole thing because we've been making jokes for the last couple of issues. Yeah. The whole idea where all of a sudden Dr. Crane's in a scarecrow cosmic. Like, what happened there? How do you have time yeah. to change into this? It really actually makes it really like, you know, it shows you really well here that that's just an artistic cue to know that the fear toxin is going out at that yeah. point for when you see him in the scarecrow. Because the he says, toxin- I don't know what you guys, anybody I fear toxin. It's one of the things. And I like the description of him saying, basically, it's a weird deal that my biggest weapon is something that's unknown to me i don't yeah. know what goes on in these people he says uh it's all guesswork and uh, you know and he says after all these years i'm not privy to the details of the hallucinations my fear guess brings to bear on my patients well let's be honest my victims it's all guesswork my greatest weapon will always be a mystery to me i thought that was pretty Which cool I do enjoy now that because we've been I, having the issue yeah. lately where we don't know what the scarecrow can or cannot see and yeah. how he's interacting with all these like we had it in batwoman we have it in kings of fear right now this i think it's really well just laid out there in one yeah. and two panels now in this do you you think that then because he becomes the scarecrow that Swoboda's neck doesn't get broken because it certainly seems like her neck's broken, but she's like, Oh my God, I heard my neck snap. I felt it. Am I dead? No, I but think that's it, just her fear. It is like the, the sound though. It's a, it's a weird deal that it, you see it and it's just cracking. He has her by the neck and then yeah. throws her down. But I don't know it, the way that they're using her in the book. She doesn't even need to be here. She's not, I'm she's surprised she was here. She wasn't even a around before, so. 
Well, yeah. Well, she was in the morgue, so she was looking into this. And I mean, I in guess the previous, I'm talking about in like the previous freaking, you know, like, you know, what was it? Sam Humphrey's run? Yeah. So there's about it even in that one? Oh, yeah, yeah, she, she was, was. She was. There she was showed some, up occasionally. Some, she wasn't there for a long while, though, yeah, is what I'm trying to yeah. say. Yeah. And so. even that, the, she had that bit part. She was in there, the, uh, the morgue before the body blew up to release that new, like, no fear toxin. Yeah. But even then, it's like when the scarecrow is talking about it to, this whole idea, this fear germ bomb or something, whatever he was. I'm like, yeah. uh, I don't know what you're dealing with there, but uh, let's just get back to this no fear thing because I don't need you to make this more convoluted than it has yeah, to be. Yeah, so basically he says, you know what? Let's just get on with it. I'm going to go with my big plan here. I'm just going to go out and let's let's gas everyone. And that's pretty much what happens then. All these people are getting gas, and you have the night wings show up and you have, have Hutch, Hutch there who wants to engage by himself. And yeah. Seth's like, no, no, don't don't go solo. We're not trained enough. Because the other Nightwings aren't around again, at this point. They're again, still it seems like it's a little foreshadowing of something going wrong with old Hutch. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, as this is going on, Rick continues so I really to like fight this whole people. Thing, though. This Nightwing Hutch with the freaking fireman axe. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. That looks kind of cool. Yeah, I kind of dig that. And so the, the whole, all of Bloodhaven's going, you know, berserk. And you have Rick Grayson again. Oh, this muscle memory. I can do stuff. And then I don't know. And the pre this, post that. And it just keeps going. It's not that interesting that's the least interesting part of the nightwing book is rick grayson now it is and you go then and the most interesting to me is the continuation of scarecrow wanting to find and fight the boy who had no fear which is ends up being nightwing and the twist of it not really being dick grayson nightwing so he's going to end up facing a nightwing that in fact isn't the end all for him nightwing and yeah and i think that it might be trouble for all of them uh but it's still keeps going i even the solicits for a couple months i mean it's not a lot of issues from now uh because this book starts going monthly again um but it looks like it's coming to a showdown and we'll see how that works out but he's like you know what this is getting better and better uh as scarecrow ends it with the night wings this evening couldn't have gotten any better yeah yeah so we'll see but i think that they're in big trouble so uh what would you give this or what did you give this that's the thing is you think they'd be in big trouble. They do have respirators on, so they won't be affected by the no Oh, I know. Toxin. I just think that he's going to have all at, these people attack I'm just looking and- at the Nightwings, though. You got you got Sapienza, who's holding a handgun. You got Hutch, who has a fireman's axe. You got the other two. Yeah. Who looks like They got, like, well, Billy Here's the deal, like, too, is <laughs> you also have down. that idea that you have it a lot in, in, say, you know, any superhero book where they are going to start getting attacked probably by normal people. They're not oh, going to know what to do. Yeah. yeah, they're not going to know what to do. They're not going to kill, you know, innocent people. And this is something that maybe they'll play with that a Nightwing or a Batman or they, they're very used to getting past them, doing this right. to get to the villain. I don't know that they'll be able to. Plus, when they get there, are they going to try to kill him? I mean, it'd be crazy, but they may, and that might go wrong. I don't know. I just think that Rick Grayson will save their butts, and then we'll go from there. And even when it happens, I think that maybe Sapienza will kind of see in his deal like, you know what? This kid might actually be Nightwing and, and try to figure out, you know, what's going on, kid? Why aren't you huh? Nightwing anymore? You've got to be like the hero that. the city needs, Yeah, Rick. I think that that's what it'll end up being if they don't end up dying. And then I, I would hate Hopefully. to think <laughs> – I would hate to think that they're not going to try to guilt him and then he'll have blood on his hands coming back, that it will be the idea – that Sapienza sees that Rick is, you know, indeed, boy, nobody moves like that. I know Nightwing. You're Nightwing. What's yeah, let me take this? Let me take this costume off and you put it on. Can you please wash it first? Yeah, Sapienza? yeah. Boy, that's you, gross. You, you seem like you'd fit. I don't want to get MRSA. There. 
Yeah, really. He's like, why does this stink like hot dogs? He's like, listen, I like hot dogs, buddy. But yeah, uh, what'd you give it? I gave this issue a 7 out of 10. I had a really good time with the whole idea of the Scarecrow and him explaining what he can and cannot do. The idea that he has changed his game to the no fear aspect. I'm all about this and I love the new Nightwings. Rick Grayson, like we said before, is the weakest part of this. But, you know, you, you got to have Dick Grayson in the Nightwing book. Yeah, You're going to have to keep going the, the same thing. I, yeah. And it's the worst part of it. But, like, I really think that the art works really well for it, except for a few weird panels here and there. I really enjoy this art for the story that's being told yeah. right now. So and 7 I, out of 10. I keep going back to thinking about that uh, fair issue with Superman where they said that, oh, man, you have to have Superman in costume doing something. So they ended up where he was leaving to go and because you can't have an issue of Superman without seeing Superman. And I think that they probably would say, listen, you can't have an issue of Nightwing without Rick Grayson. So you have to put him in. It's not that interesting what no, he's I'm doing saying, right it's now. Him and B at a bar where he's mostly drinking and fighting, you and know, just, zombie-like and goddamn talking people the same things and exactly. keep going with the same thing. This. Yeah. And uh, with that, like I said, I think that this book is interesting. I think there's some pretty cool things at play here. And a lot of people are just pish-poshing it just to pish-posh it because they're upset at other things and things like that. Uh, if the Rick Grayson part doesn't, you know, if you're in your head and you're not reading this and you're like, oh, I don't want to see it, America. He's really not that important right now. It's an interesting book besides him. And I, I would tell people to kind of, you know, see if they like it by reading it, not just by going with not on my watch. Especially nonsense. if you're not a Dick Grayson fan. Yeah, if you're not really. a Dick Grayson fan, this, I have a book for you. Yeah. You're a Rick Grayson fan. It'll be funny from now on. My favorite character's Rick Grayson. There you go. But yeah, the alcoholic I, cab driver, Rick Grayson. Yeah, the alcoholic cab driver with his muscle memory. That's all he's got. <laughs> uh, yes. But we're going to go off now to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim. Yes, it is mail with Jim. Oh my! Oh no! He's a Draxulus, Eric. Uh, if you want to be involved in the mail, you can end up mailing us, and we'll put every mail on this podcast at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail I have that Phantom Reviewer noise there, Eric, because I put it in my Secret Origins Phantom Stranger podcast <laughs> that I'm in the middle of doing. I thought that that would be funny. Uh, the funny thing, though, I lead with that as like the intro, and didn't realize it was so short when I could do it. I, you hear me come like flying it hey there uh when it got over with what but think it was this be like is a whole the mail long thing i don't know why i You've thought it was a little longer times. than it was i know but i just thought it was a little bit longer it is not it is not that long arc here we go again oh my so i'm like all right oh no <laughs> i realized <laughs> hey there everybody but yes this is the mail mail section number one and it has one mail not a lot of mail tonight two mails the first one, actually from last week, J-Man ended up emailing us after came in we a bit recorded late. the mail. It came in a bit late. And he says, hey, Jim, what's up, Eric? What's up, J-Man? It has been a long, long time. A lot of uh, O's there. I almost said zeros. <laughs> a lot of zeros. 
close in that long long night for us too apparently it's been a long time since i've communicated with you guys work and family life have all but consumed my time i just wanted to express my joy and how awesome most of the books coming out this week have been months now remember this was last, last week, yes. Last week, months ago, when the solicits for Batman Annual came out, I noticed the writer was going to be one Tom Taylor. And I knew that there was at least one comic book titled Batman I can enjoy this year. Ooh, yes. Uh, yeah, and I enjoyed it a lot. This last Wednesday, okay. my hopes were fulfilled. Why can't Tom King give us just one story like this through his plethora of story arcs across his 100 issue Wait run? till you get to read Master Bruce guy. J, man. You're going to love that yeah, one, huh? He's going to love Love it. All right. Anyway, the Batman annual was a very touching Alfred story that gave us something we have not seen that still fits very well in the Batman mythos. The Batman Who Laughs was awesome, in my opinion. Me too. I liked it a lot, too. And Peter Tomasi on Detective Comics had a pretty darn good start to his new ongoing detective run. I agree as well. You know what? That needs a little ding sound. Oh, no. I thought it was going to be the Uh, fan reviewer sound again, honestly. Oh, really? Really? What am I, like Roger with the sound effects now? It's like, you are going to do that are. now. <laughs> oh, how dare you. Oh, I only have like is. seven that I can use. That's it. I only have. I don't know. I need the full soundboard again. There we go. That's all I had time to read this week. It's been a long time, maybe years, since I've gotten three solid comic issues from DC in one week. We mentioned wow. that as well. Keep up the good work, and I'll see you when I see you. See you and next year. man. <laughs> From Half Moon Bay. Oh, that's the best. I always loved that in school when you were leaving for that summer or summer, that <laughs> holiday break. And you end he up like, see you next year. Works. And people are like, I don't understand. Are you moving? No, no. Oh, but I got I, And also, by bastards. the way, I see your epidermis. Oh, no. There you go. I love, it, it, it's true, in fact. Nelson, when he says that. Oh, yes. Well, there we go. There we go. There in America. Are you having fun tonight? Are you ready to have some I fun? I always here? have fun. Is that what you're saying? Because we are going to go off now to talk with Reggie. And boy, it's not exactly the fun time that I expected. Oh. Uh, just a roundabout deal. I, I may lose my mind a little, but we're going to go off to that section of books right about now.
All right, and we're here with the Reggie. Hello, Reggie. How are you doing on this Hello. holiday weekend? How, how is things going? What did you ask Merry, for for Christmas? Merry holidays, Jim and <laughs> Oh, Eric. no. It, it, what are we? Is this TGIF and we've been invaded by Reggie Robot? Hey, I've Reggie Robot. Guys, as long well, as you break dance, said. right? If you break dance, I'm in. Would you right, be a breakdancing robot? Would you? I could. I could be. I could be. I um, have come to Earth. Breaking my limbs, I could <laughs> okay. definitely. Do well, you. Do. I have come to Earth to develop the funk. That's what you. I, do. I'll do every breakdancing move, but the robot. That's my gimmick. Oh yeah, I'll, you can't I'll do, do the robot. Spin, head spin, but I'm like, I'm not. That's you're just not like, a self-hating like robot. Dance, you know I mean? yeah. I'm not, it's not going to be a stereotype. Yeah, no yeah, way. I, yeah, you don't want to be the stereotype. That'd be funny to see a robot do the human. <laughs> I, I don't know that I've ever seen that. I think uh, that would be kind but of to me, I think it'd be slides. funny because I, if I was going to have a robot do the human, it would just be the robot. He's just calling it the human. There or maybe go. he'd just sit there and pick his nose and scratch his ass at the same time. That's no, doing I, the human. As we'll find later on in your section here of two books, people are awful. So maybe doing the human would just be being an awful thing uh, to the robot. Robots sure. want to take over humanity. I don't know if you realize this. I've heard about uh, that. But I, I'm a little scared that I this saw, might I happen. saw a new thing on the internet being sold. I can't remember the name of it, but it's a new robot. Really what it is is an iPad on a stick, Okay. essentially, which actually was done in Community, if you remember. But it yes, essentially it is. It's an iPad and a stick that can follow you around and can be con- controlled remotely by someone else. That un- unfortunately, me. too, that was also re- done in Big Bang Theory at one point. Was I it believe. done there too? I, I mean, believe I, Sheldon I, I went think... to work. At, he was sick and he went to work as that's a robot right. with a, a screen. A, it actually was pretty funny. I, there's some of that right. early. It looks like this, this like. might become a more common thing. This thing it kind of remind me also of Kevin Screech's robot from Saved by the Bell. Oh, I like that, Kevin. Sort of like that. So. uh <laughs> But those things will definitely be killing us. Well, Eric, first, Eric's not a fan of Kevin. He, he never. He, Eric yeah. is afraid of robots. He he does uh-huh. not like robots. He stays. Away. I don't like anything. That's true. That is true. You Even are though, Do you not like Kevin because he forgot Screech's birthday? Is that what it was? <laughs> That's oh what my god! Be. He forgot Screech's birthday. What How? kind of robot is yeah, he? What kind I mean, of robot I mean, is? That? I mean, you have to think about that. He's a fucking robot. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you, like literally, a calendar would be the. the well, main. there's the thing though. Maybe he wasn't programmed to love. Maybe that was why. Oh, too <laughs> love. Too love. And, and maybe love. maybe it was the fault of Screech not putting in his own goddamn birthday in there. That he just was... thought that he would know that. And what asking, happened, robot? I yeah, thought we well, were that's friends. The thing. You don't yeah, even know really. my birthday? Come on there, robot. You remembered to get me some new suspenders. That's what. That's that's all I got. That's all I got with Very Screech. He, he liked the suspenders, I hear. Sure, uh, what is what is the first book that we're going to talk about, Reggie? The first book we are talking about this evening is Aquaman number forty three, written by Kelly Sue DeConnick, art by Robson Roca, Danielle Henriquez, and Sonny Go. The village where a chill brings satisfaction, not a whole lot of action. Like they like fishing, but they're catching dead as mackerel. I'd never ask for potatoes. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Is that it? I was waiting Stew for you to continue. Uh, yeah, yeah. Stew is what we want. Yeah, yeah. You can sing along with the rest I, of it. I was, I was trying to do the ah, ah, ah. I uh, heard uh, a little DJ. A little of, uh, was what was the guy's name? DJ. It was DJ. I, for some Gioke. reason. That's yeah. what I was. Yeah. They, they, had a, they had a very interesting look. Uh, that band, yeah, yeah. I, I like. It was I, a look of people that have done a lot of LSD. 
Look like they went to a lot of raves. <laughs> they yeah. might have met at one, but yeah. That was uh, the yeah, I, here's the thing. I think I'm going to be the most positive of the three of us on this book. Um, it's a very slow paced intro into this oh. new run. I admit that. I actually like it though, and I like the mystery that it sets up. I liked it too. Uh, the thing about it though is I see online a lot of people already dismissing this book. Only because they say, hey, this amnesiac uh, Dick Grayson is not for me. So this isn't for me as well. And it's a weird thing that you get two major books with that sort of storyline going into. But I, I'm begging I mean, people it's, it's to kind of, of go. Common, it's sort of yeah. a common thing you see in comics a lot. And I'm you know, saying that it's different the, here. And I actually, yeah. I really enjoy this. this weird, like, unknown land is definitely yeah. interesting. You know, like, where is he? That That's a good question. Yeah. And, that's uh, the thing is uh, about this unknown land is the strangest part to me because not only does it feel like, you know, he's been washed ashore with amnesia, it also feels like he's gone back in time with a bunch of supernatural like you know stitious savages for this whole thing i'm like i don't yeah, like i don't any think they're superstitious savages i think that because they even say all of them have gotten there the same way that yeah. aquaman did you end up losing your memory and show up on an island you might become superstitious and and get uh, upset about the ocean and things because they all ended up the same exact way they they have no idea where they're from what happened i mean my my impression is this probably isn't on earth which would fit fine since he did get here last time we saw him i think it's like a pocket a dimension crack. type thing almost Something like, like that, a yeah, uh, like a exactly. bermuda triangle type deal is what i'm that's, guessing that's what i'm guessing although honestly at this point it really could be anything in on earth or anywhere yeah. but uh yeah like this, this is really almost like a fantasy land you know what i it mean is. like this is this is a place where you lose your memory where like now you have become a potato soup eating yeah yeah and and they also think that they're there for worker. a reason they don't know but they think that they have done something wrong in their lives the that sea, ended that was- up doing this because that's all they have they're on an island surrounded by just water so mm-hmm. they are kind of yeah they're superstitious for the sea because that's all they got there and yeah. i i actually liked it i i thought that that's a pretty cool deal especially where you have you know, pretty much the king of the sea there who doesn't have memory and without memory thinks the sea is nonsense, doesn't think that it's a an, a thing. Like they're like, oh, the sea, she's angry. No, no, no. She's it's not a she. It's an it. It's water. Please. I also heard you thought that Loke was the uh, character find of 2018. No, That's I did not. You said? I did not. Loke you is said. very odd looking. <laughs> so yeah. odd looking. Pretty, and pretty racist, I might say. A maybe on the racist what my my favorite thing is it shows me though that if the good sea could just grab me and take me to an island where people forget things, I can really marry up because the woman that he's with is way hotter than he ever would be. He's a monstrosity. Yeah. She's not bad. You know, they're she looks both like a, she looks like an actual human. Yeah, yeah. Well, he does not. She, he looks like well, a she, toad. She, she, she does something your wife doesn't do for you now, and then makes some potato what, cooks? soup. Oh, yeah, yeah really. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and he's like, oh, potato soup, they want fish. And it's one of those, like, the sea hasn't been nice, but you do have this mystery behind the scenes because you're introduced to this. Kaylee, as the characters are introduced, you know, you meet her. She's, you know, the hottest on the island. Her and Aquaman are obviously going to kind of... Doing her witch, witchcraft and Yeah, doing her witchcraft and stuff. Yeah. And you don't know anything about it, but you do find out that at one point these superstitious people thought that the sea was angry they wanted to get off this island maybe thinking that if they can please the ocean it will take them back because it ended up getting them there 
What's They're that? They're pulling in nets of dead fish. That's the thing. Well, you know? yeah, <laughs> and I, I actually, if you see, a lot of the surrounding deal does actually seem to be surrounded by rocks and stuff like yep. that. I think that the problem with the boat is also, if you look, there ain't no trees that much. I mean, there is a grass thing, but it, it's basically cliffs and they can make potatoes, you know, grow potatoes. I think that they don't have the resources they are, to really do it. They have the it. same problem on this as they had with Gilligan, yeah, uh, Gilligan's, Gilligan's Island, Island, which is... But they don't you know, have they coconut, just, so they, they can't make a radio. It, so but yeah, you know, and you have this idea where Aquaman did wash up. He didn't have a memory. Kaylee was the one who found him. And the funny thing is, all they know is that it, it's almost like a Back to the Future deal with Calvin yeah. Klein. They end up seeing the A, so they figure his name must start with an A, so they call him Andy. And no, yeah, not. Kelly doesn't like it. She says that she is going to call him a Rusio. Yeah, <laughs> and and I, I thought that was funny. I can't roll my R's. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and she God. says, you got to roll the R's. You are more than just an Andy. You can tell. And they have this kind of, you know, back and forth. But the big problem is, is that we find out as this goes on, is that the superstitious people on this island, uh, they ended up pretty much sacrificing or at least banishing Kaylee's mother, uh, that they sent to this other rocky, you know, little island out there, and they need Aquaman to possibly go out swim and ask her for forgiveness. They think that she's the one who's causing troubles, and you do see that Kaylee is, like Eric said, kind of into witchcraft and things and like that. It's a weird thing with this character of Nama, who they think is kind of cursing yeah. them, who's Kaylee's mother and stuff. The whole idea that they think the ocean, the sea itself, is a physical being yeah. kind of thing, where this is like, oh, the ocean's mad at us, but it seems to be like this person who hates Hated the ocean for bringing her here. Nama is the one who's making the ocean hate well, I the think people. That that's, like, that I think that they're going with that just because they thought that they could please the ocean and it got worse since then. And they think that she's the one doing this, it now. These bunch of savages, like they, she did the Nama. She did not like she disrespected the ocean. Not like us. We wouldn't earn its favor. Well, so like we I said, her though, away Eric, and stole her child. Of the ocean, Eric? Well, here's I the thing. I don't even think it's scared of the ocean. The problem is these people don't have any memories of anything. Sacrificing well, they people, would though. be savages. I, I have a feeling that that. Hey, where does it say they don't have memories of anything? They say they can't they were... remember anything from before they hit the island. They said they well, washed they, up I just and they yeah. were brought here. No, they said that when they washed up, just like Aquaman, they they nobody had any sort of memory. So they end up they're going to be savages. They don't know anything of anything and Listen, going they're on. They're not totally sad. They're cooking food. Yeah, they are. They have they houses. Live at home. You know, yeah. They're living a pastoral rural but, existence. But like okay? any sort of, you know, civilization that, you know, ends up going, uh, you know, a seaside deal, they, they end up thinking that the ocean itself is their yeah. god and things like that. Now, the other thing that I just want to spell out as well is that in the early solicits and the story that was kind of said about this did kind of make it seem like everybody that Aquaman goes to are gods and lost gods from other civilizations and things. And that might be the thing that's playing out as well, that these aren't just people either. They are banished gods mm -hmm. that ended up on this. And I'm just saying that's how it was spelled out right. when it was that first announced. So, and something. that would kind of be, but they don't remember it and why they're here. But yeah, at one point they end up thinking they're catching fish. They end up all the fish are rotten. So it's again, it's like, why, salt do, content. why do you forsake me, thy ocean? They yell. 
And then you have the weird deal, too, where they're talking about Aquaman. Oh, your memories and things. And he does legitimately look into his soup and sees a very pissed off Mara. Well, no, that was the unspoken water where if he drank that, he would have his memories returned to him. But I'm saying everybody seems to be doing witchcraft and things like that. So uh, there's more, I think, going on here. Now, but if he if he takes care of Mama, then they'll. And that's uh, what I'm saying is I I think there's more at play and, and, and what was going on and how they go. But again, these may be gods, ocean gods and things like that, that they already know and know what's going on. But yeah, he sees that they want him to swim out to the Nama on this other island and think that, well, she doesn't know Aquaman, so he can go in, kind of, you know, ask her for forgiveness, kind of get her whatever. And and even he, they, they, like she does attack him, it's Aquaman, so he could take it. Yeah, yeah. And so when they go Andy, out, you know who cares? Yeah, He's Andy. a new guy anyway. Last and one, he, he looks strong, one and he looks strong. So, and you have it where Kaylee is out in the ocean doing her little dancing, her scarf dancing, That's and she does. and Aquaman runs out to help her. And then she says, you know what? The ocean has plans for you. As the ocean parts around them. Both and I know, us, yeah. You know and I saying? know that, uh, the deal is I don't think that Aquaman is using any aquakinesis because we haven't Good. seen him being able to use any abilities no. anyway. I think that this is more now. Kaylee does look surprised. But I think that this is more either Nama doing this and something going on or the ocean itself reacting. Or it could be actually Kaylee doing it as well Layton, because Layton I think that she has to, Yeah, up, I yeah. think that something might be more We kind of saw Aquaman, in my mind, doing a feat of strength when he pulled in all those yeah, dead but he was fish just and woke as well. Yeah, but he was just strong. I mean, you see him. He's a strong dude. Yeah. He ends up, you know, grabbing some fish and pulling it in. But that's not, you know, it's not like he talked to fish or he ended up breathing well, underwater. Right. He doesn't even seem to know that he breathes underwater because he doesn't want to dive in he says i can't go out there give me the rope i don't want to drown so they're really pushing away from him really using any abilities so i don't know if that's like a latent thing or the ocean is reacting we'll have to see we'll have to see what's going on i liked it i i actually liked yeah, this I liked a lot i really, I really and, had, there was not one real problem i had with it except that it didn't really grab me it didn't well, get me like super it's jazz, very slow and it, it, here's it, it the weird good. deal I liked it. The, the weird thing to me is if we would have started Rebirth with this issue, I, I might have even liked it a little more. But because we've had all these issues leading up yeah. to it, and it's not a number one, you kind of want to get in. We're reading all these other books this week, you know, Batman 61. Yeah, all these are continuing. This is starting, and it is very low-key. It is very low-key. And uh I liked it though. I like the art. I like the way it's going. Wise though, because essentially he did vanish. Yeah, you know, yeah, and it shows and, and, and we. Sort of. Yeah, and I, yeah. I like this. Like, say compared to the G. Willow Wilson starting up the Wonder Woman on her run, I like this way more. This actually has something that intrigues me. I like the dialogue that we get. Yeah, I'm confused about some things, but that's part of the story right. and I'm intrigued to see what happens. But yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not confused to the point now where I'm just like, what the hell is no, going no, on? I'm just no. more wondering, okay, now we got to find out. It's more like, you, what it's more wonder. What the deal is with, his, with her daughter and stuff. So, yeah. you know, all the information is there. The nuts and bolts of this comic are all in place. You know, they're fine and I, I left with a good yeah, positive feeling, but I didn't leave feeling like that you yeah, have to but, read this is the must-read. I, 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 I understand. I haven't left that way uh, with Aquaman no. probably 
either. Well, so I, it's I not- saw people. I saw people on on Facebook when they had this, like, oh man, another amnesiac like Rick Grayson. I'd rather have Dan Abnett still here. Why'd they get rid of him? His run was killing it. No, it was. It was boring. It was get, going nowhere. This is something new, and it has me intrigued. And like you said, it's more wondering than confusion. And I'm wondering, you know, how it goes forward and what's going to go on. And yeah, if we're going to be doing the story for 50 issues then then i'll be upset if this lasts five issues six to a, an right. end of a trade that might even be stretching it but, uh, but I, at, I, least, at least if we do that and then we can get back to you know yeah. i don't like, like whatever his status quo is going to be we don't necessarily want yeah. him to be king of atlantis but no get back to your more your regularly scheduled aquaman yeah stuff. have some aquaman i do want to see that eventually but I'm, yeah. I'm happy to take this for now yeah what did you give it uh, like I said, I had no real structural problems with it. It just wasn't like crazy, but, uh, you know, obviously I'll be in for the next issue and visually it was really tight. I, I really yeah. liked it. So yeah, I did too. I gave it a seven out of 10. Yep. I'm going eight. I, I really <laughs> liked it. It got me excited to, you know, not like you said, it's not excited as a, oh man, the story it just, I'm pleased that I, I heard, think that I she was, has a grip so on the character. And Couldn't stop talking about it. No, you were just like, I and just, then, and then yeah. Aquaman, they call him Andy, and he went in the house. Yep. And then Loke was eating soup. <laughs> I, I told Eric, I read it, and I said, I like it. But, yeah, yeah. I am pleased with it. it to me, uh, I like, like you said, the nuts and bolts of it, the dialogue. It's not, you know, you, you could end up having a lot of yakety-yak here as a beginning, and it's not. I really like it. And so, yeah, 8 out of 10. What about you, Eric? I'm not a huge fan of this first issue of, you know, this whole new run and stuff like that. I am going to give it the benefit of the doubt and give it a 6.8, though, just because we're getting started this whole thing. But, you know, the whole amnesiatic Aquaman, I don't mind. It's just that I don't like any of the side characters. The situation just seems so weird at this point where I just the whole supernatural aspect of the whole thing, the superstitious aspect. Of it, but nobody's ever heard of seeing Aquaman felt weird for this whole thing. And that's so what like, I said, though. They're supposed to have no memories is what they were told. That's, but then they that's have how a soup, though. They have their memories. Yeah, they have a soup, but I don't know that it means that you remember i think that it just shows you maybe also, what got you there in your love i i don't know we're is, gonna have to is see. this is this or they know these people derived from earth or maybe they do know yeah we'll, we'll exactly. find out all that yeah, and I, again pick up for yeah. me as it moves forward it's just this initial issue did not grab me the way i hoped it would and this didn't really like any of the characters i'm telling you this whole kaylee yeah she says a russio but she's just out there dancing in the water the entire issue yeah, like, I, I don't her. care about you yeah i liked her and uh i actually you know in a book that's based on a guy who talks to fish and you know is a god i i don't mind superstition in this and where he would end up because i think there's more to it when he ended up getting sucked under the water and yeah these people don't like, just see aquaman he can breathe underwater so he ends up getting but some of these people might have been underwater for a year getting to this thing that we don't know i don't think they're just normal humans so we'll end up seeing we'll see how that is but we're going to go on to the second issue of yours reggie and what is that it is Harley Quinn number 56, guest writer Mark Russell, guest artist Mirka Andolfo, colors by Arif Prianto. Twinkle, twinkle, Harley Quinn, do you see the crap you're in? Used to be Joker's concubine, now you're used for the party line. Twinkle, twinkle, Harley Quinn, wish they left you in Ark him. Ham. Yeah. Him. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. It's Mark. I really Russell. don't want to spend a ton of time on this. I'll be no, honest with you because I don't gonna. think it's worth it. I really think this was a fundamentally problematic book, and it's not the commentary on. Although that is part of it, yeah. is that it's this it's this one sided poor commentary 
on on uh, Harley Quinn. The other thing that annoyed me, and this I think Eric might appreciate more, oh. is that he just basically uh, put did a fuck you to Harley continuity. Yeah. Like she start she starts off the issue allergic. She's to cats. allergic to cats. She had a the thousand of them. She had a whole yeah. floor full. She of had a whole floor. I don't even care about this whole idea because every time I think about it, I think of dogs, but I'm sure there was a whole bunch of animals yeah, throughout animals. this whole thing. She had a trillion thing that, animals. Animal, I mean, she had everything. She had cats, The thing dogs, that bothered me, though, is this whole thing is she has a new tenant who is an old cat burglar who has a ton of cats that he's trained for years. These things are the most important thing in his life. All right, um, you're going to have to – his name's Pharrell Cats, and it's like, yeah. you're going to have to get rid of these. No, I can't. Well, you're going to have to get rid of – Okay. Okay. <laughs> And that's and, the, how we yeah. have to get our story going. How, like, really? how does the person that's so allergic to cats get rid of them? She straps them to her fucking body and walks around. Yeah, and walks around. Island. Now, here's the thing. What's going on? Mark Russell is telling a story here. It's a comics gate commentary. Yeah. Uh, it's about the people who are the diversity in comics followers, <laughs> the comics gate Ethan Van Skyber comment, you know, followers who end up going on Twitter and saying they don't want SJW books, you know. So what Mark Russell is, since he's on the opposite side of that, uh, uh, he is going to show you, look at how awful these people are that just want to keep things for the men. And then, it, and it's so one-sided. It is so black and white that it is ridiculous. It doesn't selling go and get... Selling pets are for it the men. Yeah, selling pets are for the men. You ladies aren't allowed to do that. I wish it was back in the old days when it was just the men. And oh, it gosh, is a one-trick deal. It's just not a thing. That's, a, you know what I mean? like, that, that's, that's where it's so stupidly ham-fisted because it's so you know, ham-fisted my, comp- my comparison if i were to do this would be harley is selling cats or giving away cats and then the men they want to give away old school cats that are covered in cat armor that yeah. would be that would be maybe the way i would do it and that might be closer I to said, the actual argument that, that you came up with some yeah. really good ones well the I thing that gets me happened. angry is the fact that i'm reading a book that we used to like i'm reading a book that we have to talk about on this podcast and i'm not for either side i'm at the point where i'm right. in the middle of this fight that they're having and getting shit thrown at me from both sides and also what really infuriates me about this whole comic skate nonsense is the idea that one side will claim that i'm on the one side and the other side thinks i'm on the because you get to this thing where creators have now started to think that if you give a book a 5 out of 10, you must be – there's no reason why except toxic for you must fandom. be toxic fandom. Not that right. they wrote a shitty book. And then the other side, if I like a character, say, you know, Riri, or I like uh, – one of my favorite characters is Gabby uh, over at Marvel. Uh, okay, you know, and, and they'll be bullshit. like, oh, I don't need that SJ. They hate her. So because I say that's one of my favorite characters, that means that I'm an SJW. And so I get I get caught in the middle. So to me, the idea of this, if Mark Russell could have pulled his ass or his head out of his ass and, and actually looked at what the satire of this would be, it's the idea that him and these other people are causing this big fucking cahoots together to just ruin comic fandom in general. You end up where it's now a war to read comic books. Yeah. I, I don't want to get on Twitter and end up, you know, trying to defend myself for this or that or the other thing. I just want to say, you know what? I, I think that this book is is a six out of ten. But if I do, it's always these underhanded things I must be involved with now because nobody cannot like something I- unless they're involved in some other thing. That's not the case here. That's not right. our podcast. People who listen to our podcast realize we aren't that way. We go and read the I comic. I like good stories. We judge the comic on its own merits. Got, we judge characters. If, well, you know, I was I was already angry at this comic before they even got to the commentary because yeah, of because of the continuity bullshit. 
but but then when I did get to the to the thing, if the commentary was humorous, you know what I mean, yeah. and, if, and if it was a little more insightful, you know what I mean. This really is just like here's here's Harley just trying to give away yeah. cats, and these men just won't let her do it, and it's like, and they're that's, you know that's you so lady, not you're not allowed to do that, lady. Well, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it was I, really it was really poorly done. I thought it, it was and, uh, I thought very also, poorly done. I thought there were also problems with just again. I'll go back to the nuts and bolts. Talk about the storytelling was just not really good. There's like this one thing where there's like a long strip of panels down one side of the page. A lot of weird panels yeah. getting jammed in here and there that I really found jarring and unpleasant. No. And uh, I, I I really hated this issue. I, I did really too. It really made me, I, I hated it. Really it. made me look back to. Palmiotti and Connor, and think about like we said, uh, the good old time. Yeah, we think yeah. about their they they had plenty of social commentary, a, a lot about gentrification. Yeah, and sometimes and, we rolled our a, eyes at it, a lot you know, of, a, little, a little. But it was yeah, always trying to be funny. Yeah, that yeah. was the thing. It was always comedy was involved in it. You know, I mean, whatever it was, it was like the gentrification would be that someone's opening up an artisanal hot dog store, yeah, whatever the yeah. hell it is. You know yeah, I mean? and, like, and and Harley it, didn't it made, want it because it that would make Nathan's sense. go down, and she'd exactly, be upset. Yeah. I think that that actually may have been or something similar to that. Yeah. And like it always made sense within the context of Harley, even though you know it might yeah. be like a little bit of a groan. They were always at least trying to be funny. Well, and, There's nothing funny here at all. Well, I'm just... gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna channel one Eric Shea and think right. that when Eric Shea started this out, you have Harley eating hot dogs. Yeah. You know, that's okay. Then you get this character with the cat guy, the cat burglar, the and I cats. guarantee you that Eric was like Okay, I could see some humor in this guy. Suit. Like this would be okay, yeah. you know. You have him. The cats are going to go out and do things. They, but that the cat yeah, burglars—that's the best part of the whole no, issue. No, no, the, the best. And then the it best ends part up being my nothing. Mind. Is when Egg. Holly goes out to first start giving out the cats and stuff like that. She goes to Nateman's and Nateman's getting the, the shit beat yeah. out by these men pet shop owners because he took a cat from Harley. How dare you take a cat, take a from, cat a woman. from a woman? The thing is, and then Harley says, you like going weird to things. <laughs> no, no, that, this is not it. I'm just trying to set what up the whole piece idea. Of crap. Hey, honey, the mustard's over there. But I was looking for the cats up. There was a cat at him, and they talk about how they yeah. rushed. The hot dog condiment puns was my you favorite like part that. of this. Uh, I just, I'm telling you, you could have had. Uh, I, like, I like the cat with a sniper rifle, too, towards the end I of the just book. Like, I like the cat that's trying to pick the lock of the safe right away when you first see it. Also, one <laughs> painting. And to me, you're actually starting out a book where you have a character that seems like a straight out of Batman 66 character and i thought that it could be very funny so i'm like okay reggie said i was gonna hate this what's going on oh i see now i I see what's going on because once the commentary hits it it, you might as well have harley get the hammer and bash us over the head with it what am i wally west here getting bashed in by harley because that's all it is and harley is kind of being pushed to side to side and you know it's one of those weird issues where I don't know why this ever existed. I don't know why anybody it I can't tell if this was something where Mark Russell went to them and said, Hey, I have this great idea for Harley or somebody else, an editor or whatever, thought that, hey, you know what would be funny? Harley is a book that you can kind of play around with. We can make a comic skate thing. Call Mark Russell. He's the satirist. He'll be in. And then when they called him, he's just like, okay, I'll make – because the story ends up changing. Like you said, the nuts and bolts of it, all of a sudden, it is just hitting you over the head, over yeah. and over. It's not subtle at all. It just keeps going and going and going. And, and like I said – At one point, the punchline is – 
it's about ethics in the pet industry or something. Yeah, yeah. And it's like if you if you didn't follow or give a fuck about Gamergate, no, that means nothing and to you. And Comicsgate now, it's both there. of them. Yeah, and with that, it's also oh man, you think they're bad? Wait till they get on the Twitters and they're the people following them, and then there you have it. You have all these people with the pitchforks and the the you know yeah. down with the pet and the ethics in the pet industry. Yeah, they, they do a kind I, of Night of the Living Dead type. Yeah, thing yeah. Well, at and, one point uh, too, I really thought it was going to turn around that Harley was going to help with the main guy Randy because at one point she she recognized them because yeah. she went online and did her homework before this so she knows who these masked men are that are trying yeah. to put out all the stuff and the whole idea behind I get it like oh once they're outed with their real names they, they back down but then he went harder Randy and had a bigger group so I don't understand because there was no wraparound no, to try to make anybody even better with just, that, you that have guy's that, a piece yeah. of shit and that's it and you have that whole deal like oh look at these guys with their they're online behind uh, you know anonymous and now that they're exposed they sit there and anonymous. cry and piss their pants and i'm like i i don't care because where is this where if you're going to do this where are the people on the other side who in this comic skate deal where you have a guy like al ewing who over at marvel that blocks people with a block bot no matter what if you're a fan or not he doesn't care and brags about it and that's what gets me mad this is not a one-way street here it's a two-way no. street and i thought we're all caught in the Scott middle Snyder. of it yeah. i saw people like, jumping are we on all he didn't come out yeah. against fucking yeah. uh, his comic hard enough. enough. Yeah, and, and they like, were mad at him. Break. It you know, goes like, both oh, ways. I'm, I'm disappointed by that, Scott. And this well, is you know, why, yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yo, you should have come out stronger than that. And the guy's just like, I write comics, please. You know, every, this is the whole thing is everybody should just be nice to everybody. I, I don't know <laughs> why that is such a weird concept where we're <laughs> almost at 2019. I'm not a nice this. person, but I can be nice <laughs> to people tall. because I don't want to upset <laughs> people. I don't want people to walk away from talking to me or whatever and, and be upset. Yeah, we we get on this podcast and we rip apart comic books very often. It's because these comic books half the time stink and somebody has to do that. That doesn't mean that we're hurtful people or that we have an agenda. Our, my yeah. agenda is I want to read good books and I want to warn people or talk about and have fun talking about some that are good, some that aren't. There's no you know, toxic fandom and all this stuff. This is what gets me angry is it ends up being the point now because of this comics gate and this nonsense. It's that if you don't like something, there's an another agenda i don't know yeah. i don't have another agenda if i don't like a new character like we just had eric didn't like aquaman because he said that kaylee ah she's dancing around with her magic or whatever it's because it's a woman and you don't like it. this is what happens no he just doesn't no, like the character I, I didn't like loke either he, yeah. does, he doesn't like the comic and he doesn't like women. The well, two things are that's related. The thing, they're, they're, they're Here's the other things. thing, too, though. If you want to go with what they're saying this, though, is most people would just say that he doesn't like the book because Kelly Sue DeConnick's on it. And it's all, right. It would just be that simple. Oh, you don't like it because of Kelly Sue DeConnick. Uh, I, the hell I, with I was you. looking forward to Kelly Sue DeConnick. Yeah, well, this is well, what they say. I, this I is what people are online I, saying. I think we've all lived long enough to know that no matter what you do in life, there's always somebody to tell you that you're doing it wrong. So yeah, I say well, – I say fuck them. This book was, was bad on a fundamental level and that it wasn't funny. The story wasn't well told. It didn't no. really make any sense whether it was even even if we try to peel it away from the commentary, which you really can't because it relies so much on those uh, those jokes like the fact that they are the Mike's rent to animals, obviously the men's rights. Men owe pause. Yeah. Uh, men owe pause. And there's a, it's a whole bunch of different little puns in there to tell you how uh, man oriented this all is. 
Uh, it just doesn't work. It's not a good commentary. It, and, and not even a matter of where they had to show both sides. They don't even show Harley's side. Like, you know what I mean? The, the side, the whole thing is ludicrous because it, it, there was never a time that men controlled pet sales. So, uh, I hated this book. I, I hate, uh, I didn't, I didn't think the drawing was even that good, although that wasn't really my, it. I, it wasn't, I liked it. It wasn't art. my main problem with it, but I didn't no. think it was kind of weirdly sloppy at points. But believe me, if this had been a, uh, Palmiati Connerbrook, I probably wouldn't be talking about it. And I gave this not only just a fuck you five, but I think it actually deserves a real, uh, this mediocre middle of the road of a shitty book gets a five. Yeah, yeah, I, I give it a fuck you five too, cause the hell with this. And again, uh, are we gonna get the next issue of Harley where somebody that's on the other side of Comicsgate has an issue about how everybody's being, uh, this and that and the other thing because this is just a one-sided deal and I don't agree with either side. I, you know, nope. I, I will sit there and say, it's like anything. Yeah, I, I think that everybody should accept Everybody, and then this is what I my whole Except deal. This will be the last deal. Is the fact that if a new character comes out and you have Ooh. it's a minority girl, you know, a little uh, girl, and if the character is cute, isn't like, written really? good, if the character isn't good and the book stinks, it will be canceled. People right. will not buy it. It will be canceled. That there it is. That's all you go. If the character is well developed and the story is good, and it can, now you can have fans of it, and it won't be canceled. That's all that you need. People are there to be these gatekeepers of either way of they're saying like this character only uh, you know only is there because of this, and then the other people are like oh you hate that, and eh, just caught in the middle. I just well, want to read I've good books. That, I've said that the other way too. You know, a lot, you know, a lot of times you hear people just heaping crap on of all books squirrel girl which to me yeah, is like squirrel girl. who the hell who the hell cares what squirrel girl's doing and i but i always tell them read it it's probably not yeah. what you think you know no. what i mean like they, i think people think it has a big agenda because of the way the author is but and not, not that i'm here stumping for it but i'm no. like but that, it, that's it, a, it came out. a lot like, of these it, things it became weird. a symbol for like yeah. you know everything that's well, wrong and, with comics and really a lot of these things <laughs> are the thing that's kind of funny about this issue is most of the you know the battle lines are pretty much over at marvel there, there's stuff with the book yeah. America. There's stuff okay. with Reary becoming Iron Man. All these things were all thrown out there. The whole thing pretty much started with the, you know, milkshakes tweet and everybody In losing way, yeah, their yeah. mind to that. So it's a lot of Marvel centric stuff, but most of the stuff, uh, you know, the new Unstoppable Wasp book. I saw people, oh, yeah, that, that, that's not going to last or whatever. I like it. There you good. go. I just read it and I enjoy it. If it's not good, I stop reading it. That's all you have. And yes, I, I, you, there is the problem where the comics industry was dominated by white males. So yes, there is kind of a backlash in there. But I like the diversity. I like yeah. to have other people. But if they're not good, they won't be around that long. You know, their books will be canceled if people aren't buying them. But don't not buy them just because of who's in it or who's writing it. Just give it a or chance. Don't, or don't buy them for that reason yeah. either. either. Yeah, either no, way, like, read it and yeah. Well, and, I know, said all the time when I actually, I actually had a long discussion uh, just earlier today with Chris about it. Basically, like it's these people that are buying comics for every reason but the contents of them. I know. Is well, why that's they what never get any different be. or any better. There's and that's no, why people get they mad have no at us. To change anything that yeah, they do. People get know? mad at us because you'll have somebody who's a huge Batgirl fan, and because of that, will refuse to give a Batgirl book a bad review because they think somehow they're so important that if they yeah. give it a bad review, the book will be canceled. 
No, just don't just give an honest opinion and and just deal with things. And if you don't like it, you don't read it. There you go. And yeah, like I said, I don't want to make it seem like I'm more yelling about that side either, because there's at least three creators that we talked about tonight that have blocked us for what I can only think is no reason, except maybe we follow people they don't like. Yeah. And, and that's not, not that's basically the a lot of people in comics the whole thing of being a nerd and stuff and a lot of people are, man when I was in school I'd get my ass kicked uh, for reading a comic but now they, the the thing that you're doing on Twitter now is basically saying oh if you're friends with him I don't want any it, it's the same thing now you are yeah. now becoming the bully and I don't understand why so. these just, things change just everybody you wants to be the bully. Twitter. Just because you follow someone on Twitter doesn't make you friends. You might no. not even know anything about them. You know, like I had oh, to follow people up with all Gail day Simone. long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gail Simone had to fight uh, with a guy because they said that she was best friends with that Eric Escobar that yep, did yep, the Border yep. Town. She said, I tweeted him three times. I, I'm yep. not best friends with him. But like I said, th- this is where me and Eric talk about things like nowadays it ends up becoming the idea of who's – not the worst, but it's never who's the be- – it's always like everybody wants to end up being the bully. I guess that's the nature of people that, it, yeah. you know, at any step of the way, it's never like, oh, you know what? We'll be the good side of this and let's, you know, let's win people over with being nice. And it just becomes a war and a war to be the biggest bully, it seems. And we're all just stuck like in the middle. Just like they said in Batman, the, uh, the second one, you either die a victim or you live long yeah, enough and to I, see yourself. I, just, I, think that, I, don't, I don't think that's how that works. I actually think, no, that wasn't the line? The line, no, no. Reggie, the line wasn't was, it, there's it, always it, two sides money? to every yeah. loaf of bread, is what right. they said. Okay. I just, I, I'm telling I think I get the idea of most people that I talk to, the idea that Comicsgate is a little more, uh, a, you know, not as wide ranging as they think. And we're all caught in this crossfire and you're made to pick a side by each side saying that you're this or you're a piece of crap or you're this type. It always ends up being some sort of piece of crap you're being accused of being. I, I'm just the regular piece of crap. Yeah. I'm just the regular Standard guy. Piece of crap. I'm just the regular guy who just, we started a, a podcast just because me and Eric talked about comics at work and we decided to have a podcast because there was a bunch of other podcasts and we had a site. That was it. There was no, no reason. There's no, and then yeah, I said before too for my last deal is I understand that you can grab one of these sides and it may benefit you. It may benefit you to say you're one of these sides, one or the other, yeah. and then kind of grab onto that fandom to get. I don't want that either. I just want people to read, like I said, of reading a book and judging it by that. I want people to just listen to podcasts. If you think we suck, then you don't listen. If you like us, you listen. But please, just don't get involved in this stuff, especially with the three of us. We we don't need it. We have enough problems in our life. I have my son spending $400 on Madden points. I don't need getting (laughs) shit slung at me by either side of this. And again, just talking about it in this way, probably I'll end up turning a bunch of people off and they'll never listen to us again. I don't care. You know, that's how we've kind of rolled the whole time. We're just us, and we're a little secluded little thing here, and everybody, you're our friends, and the Get Fresh crew, beep, boop, you know, they can decide on their own as well. We're not going to force them into something, but, well, yeah, we're done, right? What would you give it, Eric? Did you give What's a score yet? Fuck you, five. Yeah, it's, it's, it's right, awful. It's awful. I hate it. Uh, <laughs> yes, but that's it. Uh, do you and Chris have a book this week? I believe you do, We right? do have a book. It is uh, Lucifer number three. Okay. Well, I know that you weren't so hip on that series. 
series so far. I hope it changes. Oh, Reggie, we gotta get out the wait and find I out. I hope it changes, and I hope it's not just because you're a piece of crap. Yeah, I wanted. <laughs> I've I had enough. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and go to bed and cry myself to sleep. Is what okay. I'm gonna go. Uh, but yes, we'll go now to Chris and Reggie. Welcome back to the Sandman Universe segment on the WeirdScienceDCComics.com podcast. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And just in time for the Christmas season, we have one holiday-themed comic book for you. Which one is that, Chris? It's the one starring the devil. Hey! It's, uh, it's <laughs> Lucifer number three. It's called Dense and Macabre, 10 out of 10. Oh! oh wait, no, that's, not the, that's, that's not the name of the that book. That was your review uh, of it. That's what, that's what you got mistaken. Yes, yeah, send me free things, DC. Um, <laughs> and retweet me a lot. Please. No, no, yes. the, actual, the actual title of this book is The Annulment of Heaven and Hell, written by Dan Waters with art by Max and Sebastian Fiumara, Dave McKegg, and Steve Wands. Uh, we open in the wherever the hell that's that little village yeah. uh, that uh, I, I I was gonna I had a, a perfect adjective for it but I, I can't think of it now. Oh no, it's a Dutch village or something. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. It's a little cottagey village yeah. where Lucifer, this is the Alan Moore looking one, he's sitting on his couch and he's in a pretty bad way. His legs are all torn up in bandage, and he uh, laments that though he was once a shaper of universes, he now needs bandages to cover his wounds. He can't heal himself anymore. Uh, his whinging is interrupted by the arrival of William Blake, the mad poet. I, I don't know if this is someone who who we've seen who we would have seen before in earlier volumes or oh i mean this this is a a, a guy from uh is he a literary type the of literary character literary figure okay. he actually was a real poet from the uh late 19th century in england okay. um and uh he i believe he did write poems involving satan How about that and such well he's got lucifer's shovel with him and he uh, informs him that the people outside really miss him Lucifer listens while playing with a shard of broken glass, uh, with which he chops off a couple of his fingers. Lucifer is attended to by his keeper. I don't know if we got a name for her yet. I don't yet. think we ever did. Maybe, yeah. but Maybe. the woman. The woman. <laughs> the woman who uh, who was feeding him soup a co- or oatmeal yeah. a couple of uh, right. issues ago. Uh, now, he, he's attended to by her as Blake continues making his appeal. And uh, before we shift scenes, Blake breaks his walking stick, his own walking stick, over his knee. And uh, we jump over to the relatively more mundane world and meet up with John Decker. He wakes up at Gately House, and he thinks about his late wife, and he also recounts some of the symptoms she showed uh, with her brain tumor, you know, smelling things that weren't really there. Mm. Um, he also, uh, we also, I, I can't remember if we learned this before, but Decker himself was diagnosed with cancer the day before. I, I don't know if. I seem to I recall in the first issue, he, he gets some bad news, but I don't think we. It we, wasn't expounded. Expanded. Yeah. I think yeah. we see more his reaction to a, to some sort of diagnosis and here, sure. I guess we're finding out that it's cancer, but, uh, you know, that's rough. That is rough, buddy. Let me tell you. Um, so Decker gets himself dressed and heads out of his room. And in the hallway, he hears some muffled dialogue coming from a different room. And inside that room, the dialogue is just as muffled. It doesn't get any clearer. Yep. The woman uh, speaking is wearing a mask. And it's really frustrating to read, to decipher what she's uh, trying to say. They, You have to see it. To I, I don't want to say what she's saying because it's just be frustrating to hear. But you have to see yeah. it. Like You really have to like read it several times to, to figure out what she's saying. Uh, and I mean, that's 
gotta be the point, obviously, but I hope. It's, yeah. it's a bad idea. It just slows down the pace of the book, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, you know, you shouldn't have to linger over that to to mm-hmm. you know get a the single idea. word in a caption, just trying to decipher it. It's, it's, not, it's a not, bad idea. It's not good. A little too cute. So uh, she's speaking to Caliban, who's uh, bowed after a who's bowing before a small altar with a skull on it, and he's brought flowers for her, quote unquote, the uh, skull. We have to think. Uh, Caliban places the vase of flowers on the floor, and they instantly die. We learn that he and the muffled masked woman both seek Lucifer's return. Also, that Decker might be the key to that happening. And Decker overhears this, and he's like, yeah, and he beelines yeah. it down the stairs. Very Scooby-Doo style, you know? Yes. <laughs> and uh, uh, Decker gets downstairs, and he looks into the common area of Gately House to see some folks napping and playing cards. They suddenly change into demonic figures, though they're still <laughs> napping and playing cards. <laughs> Uh, I, like, I like the one demon with the like the newspaper on his lap. He's just like he's got like, like a big skull monster head. He's just knocked out. That's all. <laughs> uh, Penny's cousin, who uh, Decker had come to visit, his name is Robert. He comes up behind him and places his hand over his mouth so he doesn't scream out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tells John that he was warned that this place wasn't for him. Well, at the same time, kind of pretending not to know what he's talking about when John mentions, you know, the demons. Right. Uh, so uh, kind of talking out both ends here. Uh, Robert gives John a necklace that has the same uh, symbol that Penny drew on the car window in the first issue and also the same one that Lucifer carved into his chest during uh, John's hallucination in the right. first issue. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing this is kind of like a sigil of sorts. This, uh, this is obviously what, some kind of binding yeah, sigil. That's yes. gonna, it figures in import, importantly here, yeah. Yeah, because Robert claims that this will protect him from them. Uh, and then he sends John off to a motel where he promises to meet up with him the following day. So hopefully uh, hopefully that'll be next issue and we'll get a little bit more uh, of exposition there. Yeah. Uh, we jump back to the wherever the hell, uh, and William Blake is wrapping his hands with leather straps, and he brandishes both pieces of his broken walking stick. Then we jump into a Blake flashback, where he is accusing a man named Thomas Stothgard of plagiarism. The dude basically tells him to screw off uh, and even kind of flips the accusation back at him. Uh, Blake's, Blake starts talking about visions he's had of some sort of a prophecy. Uh, Stothard is unimpressed and he dismisses the notion and just walks away. Blake takes to the streets where he's approached by a creep with a top hat. And I'm guessing this is where uh, Blake makes some sort of a deal with the devil, right? Yeah, well, it looks like the deal, the devil's trying to make a deal with, with Blake, but you actually get the impression that he's... Uh, recalcitrant, um, mm. and like, and in the end, he he, it's unclear what he exactly whether he does or not. To, as far if as it I'm was concerned. forced on him or if he accepted, yeah. yeah. Uh, what happens here? He rushes home to get to work. Uh, where he labors over his next book. Uh, his wife Catherine tries to assist, but he refuses her help because. Come on, a woman writing in the 19th <laughs> century. Yeah, uh, he claims the visions are too poisoned; doesn't want her infected by them. This muse takes over his life, and he sloughs off playing uh, any paying work to attend to it. Although, though, producing nothing of any substance while he's uh, working on this new tome. Finally, he realized the story will be written in blood, and stood before his blank page. He commits seppuku. He cuts open his guts. Blood gushes onto the pages just as Catherine rushes into the room. Blake smashes a lit lantern onto the book, which engulfs it in flames, and then he dies. And this book would become the annulment of heaven and hell, uh, which I believe is a book of his, I'm not sure. Uh, And Lucifer appears to be pleased to now have it. So, my my impression is, I I don't know, I don't know whether he got Yeats' soul, but it's the book that he wanted. 
Mm-hmm. You know, maybe Yates' soul is in the book, but he's hanging out with Lucifer. I don't know what the deal is, Chris. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, something happened here. Uh, a book written in blood exists now. Yes. Um, back in the and pr- flame. And flame, you know, and flame, I, I yes. kind of like that too because it kind of reminded me of like those old uh, science kits where you have you draw an invisible ink, right? Yep. Yeah, with the lemon, the lemon juice, and you have the lemon juice. Put flame on. I was like, oh, you put it under a light. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, back in the present of wherever the hell they are, uh, maybe it's hell. We don't know. Uh, Blake is bracing Lucifer's broken legs with the pieces of his cane, which, frankly, we all expect. Admitted, he broke the cane, right? Yeah, you, you knew that was coming. Uh, and also, he's giving this whole time. Blake is giving him kind of a pep talk of just like you know, we are we are men of uh, hale and hearty stature and whatever, and we do our thing. So he helps uh, Lucifer to his feet out of the house, and they pass by a pile of books. And one of them is the annulment of heaven and hell. Look at that! Lucifer's keeper walks by and notices the book. Now, Lucifer and Blake head over to that gravesite from last issue, where another giant stone face is partially uncovered. Lucifer heads off with, to get a pail of water to loosen the dirt so they can, you know, finish uncovering the face, I suppose. Uh, back inside, Lucifer's attendant opens the annulment of heaven and hell and finds that the story that we're reading is actually part of that book. Mm. She seems displeased to see herself reading the book in the book. It's uh, basically <laughs> like a like one of those, you know, uh, endless mirrors. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just... She's reading a book and there's a picture of her. Reading the book, book, which has a picture of her, it goes on and on infinitely. (laughs) Now, the book also warns of a particular devil. Uh, Outside, Blake is digging when he's approached by that particular devil. This is that same creep in the top hat named Jack. Mm. Uh, When Lucifer returns with the water, he finds Blake has been crucified at the gravesite. Uh, We wrap up in the same place from the previous issues uh, with a clean cut Lucifer and Caliban stood before the frescoes. Uh, Lucifer scatters the bones and organs of Caliban's mother, who uh, I guess we kind of met last issue. Yeah. Uh, Caliban ain't pleased by this, but Lucifer promises him that this was just flesh and bone, and that his mother's spirit was actually nowhere near. Uh, He tells Caliban uh, that he has to make sacrifices, which looks to be maybe a suggestion from that demon in the top hat, Jack. Yeah, uh, maybe. Maybe. If I knew what... Jack's purpose was he. He sort of seems maybe like a a puckish character, but yeah. Well, um, if Jack, I, I thought that Jack might be Lucifer was when he approached Blake, like he showed him something that kind of looked like a demonic Lucifer. It's just I, well, it's that's what weird. we thought. We we thought that um, last issue, last issue also, and, and yeah. I, I might think well, maybe he's an aspect of Lucifer, right? Like one of his takes or whatever, but. There he, there he is. It looks like he's on Lucifer's shoulder at the end, whispering, uh, mm-hmm. you know, suggestion. Something. Yeah. So uh, what is is this guy? What is going on? And that really is basically how I feel about this book. What is happening? Yeah. Why is it happening? Um, it's long past time for us to find out <laughs> what the hell is going on, really. You know what I mean? Uh, it's really mm-hmm. it's it's very, you know, there's obviously something between uh, what the hell's name? Parker, right? No? Decker. Decker. Obviously, you know, he's in this uh, demonic hospital or whatever, and that's uh, it's just, there's nothing developed there, you know what I mean? There's nothing for yeah. me to, to for me, there's no mystery for us to uncover, there's no, no file folder that's been found uh, it's just like wandering around in a dream or something mm-hmm. uh, what was your take on it? 
Oh boy. Um, I think there's a lot of neat, uh, ideas here. Um, the book suffers tremendously with transitions cause you don't know when and where you're going mm-hmm. ever. And you know, just like with the muffled woman, I, I, is that the point? I mean, are we supposed to be disoriented? Because if that's the case, that doesn't work in serialized comics. No, it's not. It's it's overboard. There are other ways we talked about this that you could you could get that across. Yeah, uh, I mean, still making it difficult, was, but not making sure. it so uh, uh, impossible. So obscure, yeah, it's yeah, so like, weird. Like if this was a, like a gra- original graphic novel or something, sure, be as be as uh, you know ethereal and weird as you need to be in the beginning. Because you're going to get an answer at the end, but here it's just month. We this is the third month, and we're just like, what? Yeah, it's and and it's it's one of the, and I might be projecting here, but this feels like one of those books where if you don't like it, people just dismiss you as not understanding it. And uh, sure, I'll take that rap. I don't understand this. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I grew up a I grew up a, Grant, a fan of Grant Morrison, so I'm used to that uh, that little insult that being flung around. Sure, sure. So uh, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> so uh, it's I just don't get this. I uh, uh, sometimes you get very angry at a book, and it makes it easy to write about. But when I was trying to write this review on the site. I was lost. It's like, what yeah. do you say? I'm not mad at it. I'm just confused by it. But how many times can I write? This is confusing. It's having you know? storytelling issues, though, you know, and, and that's sure. fundamental to a comic that whether now, you know, now we get away from whether the story is good or bad. Now we're just having trouble reading it. And that's not ever good. You know what I mean? No. Uh, like, the, the you know, a million things you could do to to differentiate between Lucifer's village and the real world without just like kind of making such a hard jump all the time either captions or, or coloring or colors paneling. yeah a million ways you could do it they don't they don't do any of it you kind of figure out a page in you're like oh i'm 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 so here now i'm here now okay and yeah. you know it's, it's not like it breaks your heart but like for example as a matter of fact that whole thing with caliban and uh, the the mass-faced woman i didn't quite catch on they were in the same places decker really for sure. For like a panel yeah. or two. I was like, oh, oh, all right. I was like, oh. Yeah, man. we're somewhere else now. I was like, yeah. oh, he's he's looking in there. Like, I, I didn't know where the hell we were. And, and I find myself feeling that way a lot throughout of it. And, and and of course, like you said, the way they chose to do the muffling, that, that I think that's a big problem in just basic storytelling. There's nothing really wrong yeah. with the rendering of art. I, I wouldn't call it my favorite, but I have no complaints about it. You know what sure. I mean? It's fine. It uh, does the job. For, the, for this genre, you know what I mean? I don't, I have no real thing about it but the plotting is suffering a little bit here and uh that's that's like to me that's a fundamentally don't go that way you know <laughs> you, got, yeah. you gotta be cre- you gotta be clear in your storytelling yeah so um what'd you give it on the site what'd you think of it uh 10 out of 10 Dense oh okay comic. very good so oh. we'll be <laughs> no, I, I you this, the uh, uh graphic novels where's it go <laughs> i gave this a six out of ten uh i i i couldn't give it much less than that but uh I didn't enjoy it. I really yeah. didn't enjoy it. And, uh, you know, I think when you, when you see, when you judge a comic by whether or not you're excited about the next issue, I, I hope this next issue doesn't ever come out. It's becoming, <laughs> it's becoming something to dread, which is, which is, it's a you, chore. you yeah. never want to do, you know, you never want that to be when you're, uh, reviewing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then I, I mean, work. people, people who have followed us for a few years now know that we, we were not big fans of the early issues of mother panic over right. at young animal. But at least those made sense. Yeah, you know, sure. it's like there was a, there was an actually a I remember the a, very very first couple where really did kind of have us wondering. Well, they had those weird symbols in That's there, but other was, than that, yeah. the story was uh, the story was linear, yeah. and 
even though we didn't like it, we could actually describe it. And this is just this is like a puzzle box. It's and not 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 interesting enough to make me want to dig. Like even that William Blake thing, I could have Googled that. Right. Just didn't care. Yeah. No, I hear you. It's uh, yeah. you know, at the beginning, you, you don't need to, you don't really need to for those scenes. The weird the weird thing is we were saying before we recorded is that in the first issue we were having a lot of trouble with what was going on with Lucifer, but we felt like we were understanding Decker's story, which really was the story of a man kind of losing his, uh, you know, family, his, his reality or whatever. Uh, now it's flipped. Now I feel a little more comfortable in the Lucifer <laughs> world. And like, I like, what is happening in the Gately house? Yeah. Over the, you know, I think I would probably come in on this, you know, after talk, when I read it, I was actually the same place as you, but talking about it and thinking about these fundamental comic book problems, uh, I'm going to come in at a 5.5. Uh, okay. which is, you know, you know, a, a sliver of a difference anyway from what yeah. you, you had, <laughs> but it, you know, this is, this is definitely goes to the level of don't buy. It's not something to support because it's, it's not doing the basic things that comic book should, uh, you know, being clear in its storytelling and its settings, you know, it's, um, it has troubles. It's having trouble. That's all I'm telling you. For sure. Uh, but good news next, we do have a book that we are both enjoying. In a couple of weeks. That's two weeks, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we have the next issue of Books of Magic. Uh, uh, everybody, the whole DC, the whole uh, comic distribution uh, outfit is taking a vacation next week. Yeah. So, uh, that includes the Sandman universe. That's so, right. Uh, so we, yeah, we, we won't be on next week's episode, uh, which I, of Weird Science, which I believe is some big New Year's to do. I don't know what, I don't know what they've got planned, but they're doing hmm. something for New Year's. But uh, we'll be back the week after. To talk about Books of Magic 3, right? Or is it? Yeah. It's it is. 3, yes. It's 3, mm-hmm. uh, which is something we are looking forward to. So For sure. That'll be cool. So definitely everybody have a uh, lovely Christmas, New Year's, uh, what, what have you. Be safe. Um, Chris has no uh, feelings about that one way or the other, but... <laughs> Of course I do. I, I want everyone to feel good. Yeah, I just wasn't going to interrupt you. I hear you. <laughs> I did enough of that this week. That's fine. Uh, but uh, I think that's all we got from this week, Chris. Got anything else for him? Nope, just a uh, merry, merry, and happy, happy. That's beautiful. Well, until next time, folks, I want you to keep it sandy. <laughs> See you next year. Something's wrong because my mind is spinning. Yo, it's mail call. section number two hey there you mail section two did you just run up the stairs you're either trying to get sexy with me and we're ready for you hey big boy what's going on i'm guessing it's the sexy one what's going on and it just got less sexy how's it going it was going better before this happened oh my can i come up to your apartment sometime yeah i think you should should do it right now (laughs) Maybe Come find me, get, motherfucker. Maybe we can have a little bit of the vertical mumbo. Is that vertical. what you want? <laughs>
I don't think you're doing it right. I like to have sex standing up, you son of a bitch. Because it's awkward like you? Hey there, do you want someone to in and out? That might be a burger joint, but I would like to see your beef. Do you like that? That one was better. That was the best one you did. (laughs) You want someone to in and out? And yes, that means I do want you to put it between the buns. Is that a good one? I I feel sick. I I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Hey, why don't you pick some of these scabs off my face? And then we'll talk about the first thing that pops up. You like that? Uh-uh. Do you like that? I don't like any of this. You might think that I don't look hot, but you wouldn't say that when I was with the blowtorch. Is that good? Which is that a good? <laughs> Just hit the fatty sound effect and move on. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> there we you go. don't like these. I don't like, you don't like these jokes. Why wouldn't you like these jokes? These are pretty good, don't you think? That- <laughs> They may call me May West, but if you come over to my house, I want you to go south. Oh. <laughs> Is that a good one? These are good jokes, right? Is this on? Well, what's going on we're, we're here? Doing some, we're doing some mail, right? We're doing some, some I, I good don't even know now. Mail. I thought those were good. I, I'm trying to, as I'm talking to you now, I'm trying to think of another one, and I can't think of anything. Thank you. Thank you. They may... So hamburgers at the end or not? We're back to the hamburger, are we? Your hot dog. We're going to go to Checkers? <laughs> they may serve it at the Checkers, but I think that you would want to go all over my chest. <laughs> what? Checkers and chest. Checkers and chest. <laughs> Could you even make something about me being Hardee's? Uh, you don't like that. Hardee's. Okay, I'll think of uh, Hardee's. I, I can't. Hey, you want to come to the Hardee's because I want you to butter my biscuits. <laughs> All right. Smell what happened? What happened to fucking no, podcast? They, they, they Happy had, holidays, folks. They had uh, biscuits at the Hardee's, Eric. I used to work there. I know what it is. I know what oh, it is. I used to work there, and I know all about psychology. My they name's Jim Werner. They may think I, yeah, I was just going to say something about roast beef. <laughs> I don't want to hear uh, it. I do not want to uh, hear it. Uh, yes. Uh, thank you, Mae West. Thank you for that little bit of impromptu comedy that you are known for across the nation. Gross. The first bit of mail in mail section number two is your Brandon. Brandon Brandy. says, sup, fellas. I actually uh, tickled my own fancy so much I started crying, Eric. I actually really got a kick out of myself there. Sup, fellas? I'm it just brings crying me great sad. joy. Yeah, it is sad. It is sad. I mean, just because she's now like 150 years old and possibly a burn victim, you don't have to throw shade at Mae West. Please. Yes. It brings yes, me great joy to hear people who have been on board with the Bendish change on Superman at any point to begin to change their mind back to the I don't think this guy has any idea what he's doing way of thinking either for the first time or after having been fooled by the bald bastard once again. How dare he talk about you like that? I know. When you get sucked into Just a Bendis filled. story it, that usually never pays off. I meant the bald bastard. Never Aww. pays off until well after you've given up. I called that being Bendisized or Bendist, he says. <laughs> Bendisized. I, I, I like Bendisized. I like Bendisized like Jazzercise. Right? Yeah. It's like uh, buns of steel. Bendisized. You, you know. No. They used to call it 
fucked a bunch of st-. you know i really don't have anything for that and it's not a fun <laughs> feeling to put oh. yourself through i like it to uh the feeling of luke finding out kyle rayner volume three was canceled and will never ever ever see the light of day by the way that's become my running joke on the news eric to announce that that's canceled each week that's my my chevy that's my chevy snl bit now (laughs) the only way to avoid such symptoms and it's always the last thing for dc like it's now announced again just to upset him the only way to avoid such symptoms is to uh ignore all issues with the bendis name slapped on the cover it severely improves one's quality of life and avoids you feeling like luke left when kyle rayner volume three was canceled I, it's funny because I saw Luke and then for some reason when I saw the Kyle Rayner, I thought that said Kylo Ren. And I'm like, is he going Star Wars with this each time? Uh, those he's ever heard the word that, Kylo Ren. No. Those solicits that just came out, look for the latest month of books, don't have me feeling very optimistic. There's some a little bit of problems with the writing going <laughs> on in Buffalo here. again about the direction of DC Comics for 2019. Seems like it will be a lot more of the Didio spearheaded Bendis Tom King love fest that we've all suffered through the past year. And I'm not much looking forward to any of this nonsense. Marvel isn't much different itself in its current state, mainly handing off more Spider-Man work to Chip Zdarsky, who is another guy that Brandon hates. And my future seems headed to me finding myself buying less and less at the store each week. I'm almost getting to the point where somebody will only have to alert me to comic book news when the next Masters of the Universe crossover drops. Oh, and TMNT books. Nerd. I do love me some (laughs) TMNT, but I have a feeling IDW might be heading that for a Transformers-type reboot in the not-too-near future itself. Ah, the comic cycle can be quite a bitch at times. Uh, I'm looking forward to that Transformers reboot, and I talked about that on the news. I want to get on the ground floor. I said, I told uh, everybody that you are looking forward to that because it is a convoluted way. All those books, there's just so many. It was around for so many, so long with so many different books, and Depending they on who you look at, they change the reading and, order and that, yeah, like, that's different what volumes. I, 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 I should have gotten that. on. I should have gotten in right away, but I didn't read it. And trying to get in yeah. at this later point, what's the point? I said, I, "What's the point? What? What are you? What are you now off uh, drinking Fago again?" Uh, <laughs> the, the, nobody knows what I'm talking about. Uh, no. I did mention too because I wanted to get into the Transformers comics. This is kind of recent. And I wanted to get into them and basically so that I could come into work and I was going to undercover read like a, a trade or two and then come in and just drop some knowledge. On it's so them. funny because you and, would do this and it's something I haven't read. So I have no idea what you're talking no, about. No, but just that I knew what the Transformers were and things like that, where I was you, just going to mention like, no, I'm saying you, if the I knew like some gym, sort of history or something. Yeah, I, I know that. I don't know what they do and things. So I'd come they in and like, something would happen. And I'd be like, huh, that's just like Starscream when he did this or transformed to that. So I was going to have some knowledge. I looked at three different reading orders. All three went against each other. Yeah. And I said, yeah, this isn't happening. So I'm excited as well. Also, editor's note, Jim, last week's Home Alone talk. When Buzz runs down his list of three things, he goes A to D. I am currently in the middle of bringing this series of movies for the 400 times this month. Binging, he meant, but he put bringing. <laughs> Due to one track mind of children, there is nothing I'm more positive about. Yeah, he ends up, he's watched a lot of Home Alone, which is awesome. I, I yeah, love I when my kids actually when my kids actually kind of got into that it's such a great movie for like a six-year-old seven-year-old when they enjoyed spending time with their daddy 
Yeah, well, no, this is that's why Brandon's saying that he's watched Home Alone all these times. He hasn't. What he's saying is he's used that as a babysitter a million times for his daughter. <laughs> that's all he's done. In fact, we were doing the Marvel no, podcast last week, that. and all of a sudden, Home Alone was playing in the background once again. Daddy, Look, can I watch now, Home Alone? Can I watch Home Alone? He's like, listen, lady. Get out of town. Yeah, I said, you are an awful father. If anybody listens to the podcast, they'll hear this, where did, I say, Brandon, you shouldn't talk like that to your daughter. I don't care what you say. Did you watch that bottles Google, Did you watch that Google commercial I sent you with Macaulay yeah, Culkin, Agnes, Kevin McAllister? I saw I saw it without without any sort of volume. But I did like that uh, Kevin Durant was the basketball player at the end. That made me laugh. It made me laugh that it was updated. Batman number 61, though I hate Kevin Durant, by the way. But oh. I do like his three burner accounts. I'm very big fans of them. Batman number 61, what another glorious piece of shit of Tom King. About the only thing interesting that came out of this issue to me was that I had my comment about J.D. Jr.'s review removed from his website no less than four times. Each time they pulled <laughs> it down i put it right back up i didn't call him any names or anything it only said that after this thousandth near perfect score on batman i think i found what site tom king's mom writes for they did not enjoy my sarcasm they didn't like that one no they didn't they didn't like it still need to get Justice league and this week but did catch up on last week's books batman damn i still have no idea what the hell's going on here and now i can't batman, sell damn. this issue on ebay for 60 dollars. i don't know what the hell to do with it yeah, he doesn't like that. I don't either. Supergirl. You didn't like the well, rap book, Etrigan? No. No, I didn't like that. I like the Romulan and stealing Etrigan, but you know, when you make it right in my face, then I don't like it. I like the idea that I can laugh at you and say the Romulan and steal him, but when he's actually a rapper, it, it just didn't it didn't tickle my fancy like Mae West does. Well, Supergirl, he says, well, this book I enjoyed briefly is getting old real, real quick. This has a hodgepodge of an issue. I didn't get much out of except being able to read the last story to my daughter. I told you, I thought that that was a really good last story, especially as an all ages type deal i'm gonna get and really all and the main line of books i don't think there's any book that brandon could read to his daughter i think that they are missing that i i I know that people would sit there and oh we don't need all ages you have those superhero girls or whatever but i actually wouldn't mind having one of the books maybe super you know adventures of super sons but well they got those chapters coming out of the young justice i saw that but that's a digital thing i'm saying in the main continuity i like just one book and supergirl with crypto seems like it would really you know really be good to kind of have that where you can because this is the thing you know children are the future eric i've heard this maybe in a song one but you you get brandon's daughter reading supergirl and then like all of a sudden she becomes a comic book fan gets older and is a comic book fan i wish that that would be the case i'm gonna give it one more issue and if something legit interesting doesn't happen i think supergirl's on the chopping block now i will also say that was a 25 anniversary issue and him saying that it was a hodgepodge of nonsense there does kind of go hand in hand of why i did like that teen titans you know, one coming up. I, I think that that was better served as a 25 to kind of, you know, it goes in, expands the series. That was kind of like the Supergirl was like, let's get this one story done real quick and then just tell nonsense. That really yeah. didn't do great. What you wanted them was, you know, to teach us well and let us lead the way. And they weren't doing that. 
That's that's why we the children are the future. I, I I know this. Batman Annual. Nice break from Tom King's nonsense with Tom Taylor rele- relegated to a B level Marvel Spider Man book, and that's about it. I'd like to see DC give him something, anything to do to bring a little life to their lineup. I, I love it that Brandon is not looking forward to that friendly neighborhood Spider Man by Tom Taylor <laughs> that everybody can't wait for. He says as long as it isn't in the vein of X Men trash, and he does mean. X-Men Red. Oh, yeah. He hates that book. And it's almost like, to me, he... He has like Tom King or not Tom King. Tom Taylor is two faced to him. The shitty part at Marvel and the good part at DC in his mind. He just doesn't like a lot of things. He he even the all new Wolverine and Gabby hated Gabby until I convinced him to like her. Oh, yeah. Now now. he's given her a chance and likes her. He likes her now. It's one of his favorite books. It seems when we talk about it. He likes it. He likes it. Mikey, hey, the right cereal. Nobody likes that. Why am I kicking off? Hey there, nobody likes the the life cereal. You don't like the cinnamons, right? You don't like the cinnamons. I actually don't mind life cereal. I haven't. I also haven't eaten in like twenty years. But I I remember liking it. I like. I like life cereal. The problem with life cereal to me is that it just gets soggy too quick, and there's no way to rectify that. You are stuck with that thing. You have to eat that shit like it's on fire. You got shit's gone wrong. You got to eat it quicker. You got to eat it like you're uh, you're in a orphanage with ten thousand kids and only one bowl of cereal. You get that shit done quick. That's what you, you do. What is it, Thunderdome? All of a sudden, damn right it is. Can you dig it? Do they say that? <laughs> no, no, they do not. <laughs> they don't. That's not what they say. to digs it. Can you dig it? Do you like uh, dig them? Do you like some sugar smacks? No, I hate I hate honey and sugar smacks. I hate all that bullshit. Really. I don't mind those. You got to eat those pretty quick as well. Like pops. Uh, the kids the other day, the kids the other day got uh, chocolate Lucky Charms, and okay. they were pleasantly surprised by it. They actually liked it. Uh, so I don't I know. I got if you those, tried those thinking that it would be a good substitution for my Frosted Flakes che- uh, Lucky Charms. I saw and those I the other day. The, I they were there. The Frosted, I tell you, it's a weird thing where I uh, got you these. Just wanted I didn't to like get away much. from it. No, no, I, I couldn't find anything. I thought they had stopped oh. making them, so I got some chocolate Lucky Charms, and they were okay, but they weren't the other one. For some reason, then I found a box. I don't know if they were old or somehow I got used to them or whatever it is. I got the Frosted Flake Lucky Charms. I didn't like and it, it anymore. it good? No. You know what they don't have there, which we looked the other day, Logan won it desperately, is uh, Rice Krispie Treat cereal is no longer out on Walmart. It's not there anymore, and there's not even a space. We actually looked at all the spaces and the tags and stuff. They ain't got it. Well, the major that- cause of diabetes has been stopped finally. <laughs> yes, it has. I love that cereal. But yeah, Logan wanted to have some, and they didn't have it. But he says, I fellas right, and Brandy. all GFC members, beep, boop, boop, in the U.S. and overseas, have a great holiday. And that is Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. That's the end of the mail for the night. And now we're going to go off to, I believe, a little Electric Warriors that was delayed. Uh, You had Jeremy, the Orlando Zone. Jeremy was a little under the weather, uh, as they say across the pond. I don't think they say that. I think everybody says that. No, no, it's just them. Uh, You don't know this. That's just just the Brits. The Brits say it all the time. They say, oh, hey there, it's a little foggy out. That means that they have to take a shit. I'm going to translate. I'm going to translate everything. Then they go like, have a spot of tea. That Uh means they have to take a shit. It's weird. Everything that they say, they have to take a shit. They have a, I have a stiff upper lip. 
that mm-hmm. means that they just took a shit. Oh. They, they they have changed it. It's one of those things where you have uh, cultures where they say that they have like 17 different names for rain because it's always raining. The English always have to take dumps. I, I don't know. It might be something to do with their cooking. And also, Eric, I don't know that you realize Princess Di, she was the people's princess, Eric. Oh, I know. She was indeed. So pretty much go. it's like aloha means hello and goodbye. And it's like everything they say pretty much talks about them having to take a shit. Yeah, that's okay. what my mom taught me. She taught me the other day when she stopped on by. And high as a kite. High as a kite. What is what I don't is think we can sadder? take her word on these things. What is more, you know, is that the saddest thing? They they say that one of the saddest things for, is for a parent to bury a, you know, son sure, or daughter, yeah, yeah. a child. I think it's more sad where you're there and your almost 80-year-old mom comes over to your and house you with bury purple them. hair and she's high and as a, a face kite. tattoo. And a face tattoo. What is she fucking it Mike really, Tyson coming up in your house? Yes, she's Mike Tyson. I'm going to tell her. She's lucky I didn't turn into Buster Douglas. And I almost did. But uh, what is more sad that your your 80-year-old mother is high as a kite? I'll tell and you it, when it I get there. And it infuriated me. And yeah, really. It infuriated <laughs> me. And then I left her with Tanya at one point. And then Tanya's like, why did you do that? Why did you do all this nonsense? And really? I said, because I think that she was high. I, and Tanya's like, yeah, she was. So yeah. Tanya even noticed that. And Logan did as well. They all why are you okay with her. this then? You know why, exactly why know. I did this then, if you know what I the reason know. was. The next thing, I, it was weird. She had a face tattoo. And while she was there in the house, she was sharpening a shiv. I, I believe, maybe. She got the molly chews. Yeah, really. Oh, God. And, and there she <laughs> and I, And she comes, and I hear her downstairs. I'm sitting upstairs. And actually, I think I was recording some sort of podcast for Patreon. And you? I hear this, Jimmy, are you upstairs? I'm like, that what means she the was about to take fuck? a shit. I'm like, do you have to take a shit? The bathroom's <laughs> in there, lady. Hello, love. What? Oh, gee, another time. Really? You just went, Mom. Yeah, I hate her. I can't stand It's wet her. outside. Do you have your Mac? Do you have your Mac and your rubbers on? <laughs> Listen, you got to stop eating chili. That doesn't <laughs> agree with you. Ma. Ma. Mac. <laughs> uh, yes. But yes, that's the end of the mail. That's the mail. We're going we're gonna to go off to Heading the Orlando zone with that one. and me and you talking <laughs> about Teen Titans. It's another edition of the Orlando Zone. Isn't that exciting? Um, I, I think it really is. I, I, it's a delayed edition of the Orlando Zone uh, this week. There should have been one last week, and of course there wasn't, uh, because I had uh, rather carelessly lost my voice. Uh, and uh, a couple of days later, I found it down the back of the settee, so that was all right. Uh, there's a couple of mouldy pieces of cracker down there as well. Probably could have done without that. But at least I found the voice, and that's the important thing. Uh, we're here, of course, to discuss Electric Warriors issue number two. It's a festive ho-ho-ho Orlando zone today. Yes, it is. Um, and uh, we're going to look at Electric Warriors issue number two, courtesy of, of course, Steve Orlando and uh, artist Travel Foreman. Uh, letters are by Travis Lanham. Colors are by Hi-Fi, uh, and they're they're good. I, I, both the letters and the colors, uh, as is the case with most comics these days, I think, 
but they really add uh, to the kind of overall look of the story and uh, uh, maybe worth actually half a point or so on their own, actually. But there we go. Uh, it is, of course, printed by DC Comics uh, because they're the only people uh, who print Steve Orlando stuff, as we know. Uh, he's on an exclusive contract with them. Uh, so that's nice. Uh, cover price is $3.99. Uh, last issue's opening instalment in this limited series, set in the 27th century, was as perfect a display of writer Steve Orlando's strengths and weaknesses as one could wish for. Intriguing background conveyed through dialogue that is invariably being shouted out during some kind of combat. Uh, Non-info dump dialogue marinated in a source equal parts silliness, melodrama and social justice posturing. Yes, there's a bit of that this issue as well. A judicious plundering of the more obscure corners of the DC universe, and damn it, despite all that, some hints that there might be a story here worth reading. Having spent last issue setting up the basic premise of this series, it's now time for some serious action. Except, of course, it's Orlando, so it won't be entirely serious, will it? Uh, but 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 serious in intent, at any rate. Let's see if Orlando, an artist to travel foreman, deliver. Eh? Well, we don't get too long uh, before we, we can answer that question. Uh, we get basically uh, an inner monologue uh, from Ian Navarro, uh, who is, of course, masquerading as his brother Oscar Navarro. Uh, but he's taken Oscar's place because... Um, he thinks uh, Oscar is too... Uh, well, he, he, he cares about his brother too much uh, to allow him to, to fight in these, uh, in these games. Uh, there's also kind of a... You know, there's an underlying uh, kind of weird sort of self-loathing and hatred uh, sort of bubbling away underneath the, the surface with Ian's character uh, in terms of why he might be doing this. Uh, it's all a bit odd, to be honest with you. He's had this electric seed implanted within him, and it's given him a sort of uh, sound-based uh, superpowers. Earth is sharing its electric seed with uh, between the humans and the animal people, uh, and... An octopus called Canna has been given the the second electric seed. So there are two electric warriors there, which is interesting um, because obviously the, the the other races, the other planets, are represented by single warriors. This idea of kind of Earth being fractured and divided uh, uniquely, almost. Is kind of their front and centre, and the idea is 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 that you uh, these games are a way of um, of deciding sort of uh, political uh, issues. Uh, so rather than having wars, you have you have bouts between elect the electric warriors. That raises all sorts of issues, actually, which which we'll perhaps get to in a minute. Um, but I kind of like the the basic idea. Uh, so, for example, uh, if uh, to take <laughs> take an example from from the current British political situation, uh, if if you you know the current sort of impasse over Brexit at the moment, which is which is kind of happening in the uh, House of Commons, uh, could then conceivably be settled. Uh, by some kind of fight between 
uh, a representative of the government and a representative of you know uh, the EU or whatever uh, and uh, you know th- there is a certain kind of uh, there's a certain kind of attractiveness to that to that idea I suppose um, here um, uh, the the kinds of of sort of uh, fighting that takes place here uh, seems to me to be kind of sort of one on one kind of uh, combat um and it's it's kind of uh dynamic and, and kind of interesting i suppose and we get to the fighting pretty much uh well not quite straight away um the we, we get a little bit of of sort of orientation and and kind of introduction to some of the other characters uh some of the other fighters on covenant which is the the world where this these war games are kind of not war games, but these these gladiatorial uh, combat uh, is being played out. Not a lot, though. You, a, a, another writer, perhaps a uh, a more cautious writer, would would have taken a little bit more time to kind of flesh out relationships between characters and give us some kind of background uh, and some context uh, to help us understand what's going on with the with the bouts. And that doesn't quite happen here. Um, you get some kind of preposterous stuff here about, um, you know, the the Kundia uh, girl who's called Serene, which is kind of ironic because Kuns are anything but Serene, um, is sort of drinking toxic bomb water. Um, and, you know, there's, there's kind of there's some nice kind of little sort of quirky but ultimately very silly kind of things uh going on in here uh i, I it's okay um it's always nice seeing sort of the alien races of the dc universe kind of being uh sort of presented to us in in, in a slightly unusual way which which is certainly the case here so you got a single dominator uh who's kind of out of his uh out of his comfort zone a little bit here the kund is kind of all bluster and what have you dominators aren't like that um they have this kind of very sort of big kind of social hierarchy and and what have you i mean my, my feeling is i mean i i don't know too much about how the dominators work in this in this sort of version of the dc universe but in my understanding is is the more important you are the bigger your the disc on your forehead is this guy has got quite a large disc and i think it's probably a bit a bit too large for him but i could be i could be wrong in any case it it you see see here i am see big getting getting sucked into this this silliness uh debating how how big a dominator's disc is 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 a bit ridiculous really um you've got typical uh orlando-esque dialogue um which is you know the 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 girl from kundia serene is uh is saying drinking toxic bomb water on kundia that is the definition of strength and the dominator says it's a wonder your one planetary seal can encompass so many definitions serene cuns can make anything fit anywhere dominator dog one of these days you'll heed your own seal and discover a personality discovery brings us all here yes we who have come through warp space to die and the gilded this kuvalf universe's bloodthirsty rich 
yeah, it's I I can see where he's going with this. It, it's all just a bit uh, daft and and over the top, but that's okay. And that's not the worst bit of dialogue you'll you'll <laughs> you'll hear later. Um, th- th- this is a big thing actually about about the way seals are these the way these seals which meant to, which meant to kind of represent the different races are kind of you know are linked with a specific word and a definition of that word it's kind of interesting i this is this is this is the interesting thing about orlando it is 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 in amidst all the kind of the nonsense and the and the kind of the ridiculous kind of plotting and and what have you he is interested in in, in some things that i'm also interested in so so he's kind of interested in in words and how words define us and i i, I kind of like all that it's just not not handled all that well although it's 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 pretty interesting here you get us an insight into into how the the covenant treats its warriors and it doesn't treat them terribly well that the 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 place where um ian and canna kind of uh are based if you like is 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 a bit run down and and not terribly interesting you get a little glimpse of the rest of this this world not enough really to get any kind of sense of of the kind of world it is but it seems very very crowded and very um very urban if we if we can put it like that um so then we have we have a our first about which uh, and we, we get straight into it i mean we're only sort of about five pages in and uh it's ian uh against a warrior of saturn and it's always nice kind of seeing you know, you've got gems of saturn um from uh the dc universe uh, back in the day it's always nice to kind of see these little uh sort of uh, corners of the dc universe that, that 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 are never really properly explored or never really we don't see very often and 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 we're seeing them now which is which is kind of cool i i I like that um and and so we get this this fight and you know fair dues to to travel foreman he makes it really sort of kinetic and kind of clever uh and and sort of dynamic and 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 it, it is really kind of interesting you, well what happens is, is 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 you get a uh you focus on the fight between ian and and the saturnian but you also uh, are aware of the fact that other fights are going on including one between a deep dweller and um a uh, a demon and they're fighting for the cortex crown which if memory serves me correctly is something that orlando used in the commandy challenge that was a, a device that orlando used there um so there, there, there's kind of interesting things going on here uh uh ian Warcry is uh, is fighting the saturnian for um for grain reserves so so that there's a sense that that kind of um it matters you know th- th- these these combats have a kind of a, a real world, a real galaxy, if you like, uh, kind of consequence, and that's that's quite nice. Um, so there's a lot of fighting going on. It's it's you know, and and I know in the past uh, we've kind of said, and I, I know I've said that a lot of a lot of Orlando's fights are, are not terribly clear, um, and obviously that's not entirely down to him. That's that's down to the artist as well. That you can't really say that here. That this is. Well, for one thing, the fights are very clearly defined, um, and for another, 
Foreman's a really good artist, and he and he's 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 drawing them very very well, very clearly. It's uh, it's clever stuff. Um, so Deep Dweller wins uh, her bout reasonably easily. Warcry thinks he's won, um, but uh, he hasn't, and. Uh, this Saturnian puts a, a kind of a, a stun uh, psychic blast on him uh, and sort of takes him out. And and for a moment you kind of think, you know, that he's dead um, or at least dying because his, his, his chest is kind of exposed and, and it's... Uh, and when I say exposed, I mean kind of like you can, you can see the kind of musculature... Uh, and rib cage kind of under underneath the, the the skin. The skin's been kind of pulled back, um, and so uh, it looks like uh, Ian is going to die. Which obviously he isn't because it's only issue two. Uh, but he wakes up and he's um, he's still alive. He's being he's being tended to by another warrior. Uh, this one is a Vrang. Uh, who is uh, like a purple humanoid bald warrior uh who's sort of mildly psychic <laughs> and uh is actually trying to help him is trying to ease his pain so this is sort of out of the arena they're they're back in either backstage if you like or or back in the in the barracks um and uh of course the the Vrang figures out or, or or sees that that Ian is actually not who he says he is he's not Oscar uh he's actually Ian and Ian is is very protective over this and he uh he starts to attack the Vrang and and choke him out um and but he he is too uh he's too weakened by his experience in the ring uh, to do much more than than kind of make himself and the Vrang uh, fall unconscious, uh, which is what they do, and then they're picked up by uh, other characters, uh, other warriors. Sorry, who carry them back to to their their rooms. Um, the, the, all of this is is reasonably good. I I, I think you know there's there is uh, some stuff, a little bit of stuff, and this this is one of the 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 slight problems I have with this issue actually is is that we don't get enough of Earth. Um, these these bouts are meant to be important for Earth in some way. We get we get a little bit of it. We get a little bit of um, you know the implications of uh, Warcry war Ian uh, losing his bout. Uh, one of those implications is is that people go hungry and that that, that food uh, prices are, are, are soaring. And um, we do get to see a little bit of that. I, I think it would be nice if we could see more of it. I, I do think we definitely needed the real Oscar in here. We we needed to see his reaction to being uh, to being deprived of of the chance to represent Earth. If, uh, you know, there was a, there was an opportunity there for for some kind of you know developing conflict and and kind of what have you, seeing his reaction to his brother losing that bout on on his behalf as it were standing in for him there's there's definitely kind of 
you know, a lost opportunity there, I think. Uh, it could be that Orlando's going to do something different with that later, I don't know. But but it just seemed to me that that was maybe something that we needed to kind of to kind of ground the story a little bit further and, and make the stakes just a little bit higher. But we do get uh, some indication of the fact that, you know, that there's a real consequence for for him, um, you know, and for Earth because of because of what's what's happened. Um, so we do get that. Um, and then uh, we get um, everybody back in the barracks. Uh, the Kundian girl is the the dominator is the. Um, there's okay I, let me just kind of throw this out there and and i'm not going to make a big thing out of this but i will just mention it um the Vrang kind of wakes up um and uh, he goes what what no no i recognize you let go of me uh and the the Kundi, cuz the Kundian's kind of got uh got both he's, she's basically carrying Ian on one shoulder and and carrying the the Vrang on another, so there's this sense that she's obviously very strong and, and kind of capable and what have you. Uh, and she says, "Unclench, we're not enemies." Orthus calls you. Orthus is the kind of the leader of the warriors, kind of behind the scenes. A Vrang says, "Tell Orthus, I won't be hefted like a sack of fertilizer by some unenlightened conqueror." And it's like, oh, you, you that was almost good. <laughs> that was almost good, Steve. Almost. And uh, uh, like, you know, why unenlightened conqueror? Why, why just, you know, why does it not go for savage? You know, I, because that, that would be fine. Uh, the Kundians are, you know, the Kunds are pretty savage. I, I, and he's just, it's like he's got to be that little bit more sort of prolix, that little bit more, a um, little bit more purple uh, in his, in his writing. Uh, and then he, uh, she says, uh, you will, but if it's any comfort, humble farmer, I really had to work hard to pull you down from that ivory tower. And it's like, yeah, no, that's not really hitting either. And, and and I'm like, this is, it's nowhere near as bad as Fright Foam or any of the, the, the ridiculous stuff we got last time in Martian Manhunter. But but it is, it, it's just that little bit too much. And, and were, were something a little bit more uh, a little uh, you know he's trying too hard really here i think and it does raise the kind of the whole issue of you know is is the whole issue of ivory tower uh that's that's a very kind of that's a very specific kind of cultural idiom uh and and to to use that to have an alien using that uh is kind of is just a bit odd and and i don't know i I, maybe i am making too much of it but it it just it just seemed a little bit a little bit forced to me um uh, anyway uh they they meet authors and uh he begins to kind of tell them what's going on and it's a little bit elliptical, which which is fair enough because because it's only the second issue, but it, it's clear that there is some kind of network <coughs> network of warriors who seem to be working together, even as they're fighting with one another in the in the uh, you know in the battlefield, if you like. They're they're working together with one another to try and do something about the system itself. 
So that's that's kind of interesting. It's a, there's a little bit of kind of it's a Hunger Games ish kind of thing thrown in there, I suppose. But it, it's it's kind of nice. What is nice is, is one one of the one of the better moments of this book is the moment where Kana heals. Uh, Kana is the is the octopus warrior, and arguably she is, I suppose, meant to be Ian's rival. Uh, and she heals him and. Um, does so at expense at the expense of her own self that she actually takes upon her pain, his pain in order to relieve him of it and to heal him um which is obviously you know there's all sorts of kind of religious sort of overtones to that as well which is kind of interesting um what what orlando's definitely doing here is he's set up ian as basically a bigot he doesn't like um, the animal people because the animal people kept the humans on reservations for for decades. Um, so he has a deep-rooted uh, anger towards... And a justifiable anger, actually, but a deep-rooted anger towards, um, towards people like Kanna. Um, Kanna, on the other hand, is, is obviously kind of trying to reach across that and bridge that divide. And there's like there's like that kind of sense that actually she's showing that you know that that she's that she can be good and that Ian is wrong and and what have you. Now look, is it terribly subtle? No, <laughs> no, it's not. But it is nicely written, and 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 I, and I think you know, fair play to Orlando. That that bit is actually quite effective. I think um, the the story ends with this kind of um th- this kind of shock ending which actually isn't a shock at all if you think about it i mean i mean you've got two um two seed bearers for representing earth it's fairly clear that uh you know I, I, and there's already kind of antagonism between them um you've uh, but i will say this about orlando he he's he just showed us that you know that antagonism kind of being softened a little bit certainly from from ian's point of view so so you get ian kind of going oh my gosh you you you're actually you actually heal me well wow. and it really does kind of make him pause for thought and kind of go oh, okay that's right okay and he can't quite get his head around it and and he's grateful but on the other hand he doesn't want to be grateful and i, I kind of like all that um so he's He's just kind of coming to to this realization that actually Kana and he have more in common than they realize. That Kana is compassionate and 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 not arrogant, and there's all that kind of stuff going on, and it's quite interesting. And then, of course, because of the uh, because of the, the the way that Ian lost his bout, now it means that there are the, there's big tensions on Earth. Uh, that the humans don't have enough grain, the animals are not prepared to to trade uh, with with humans, um, and the the humans have have uh, it says here at any rate annexed animal communities and taken the grain by force. So a challenge has been made, and now it means that the two of them have to fight together. Uh, I have to fight against one another, and that and that's how it ends. It's very kind of dramatic and and bold, and you know it it leads it works really well as an ending to the to the to the issue. Um, there's a number of kind of uh, issues that I have with with this uh, this particular issue. 
Um, one is that uh, the dialogue is still not as as kind of clear as as it could be, and it's still a little bit silly in in, in places. The the <laughs> the the basic idea which is that you which is that you're fighting to resolve political issues is uh, is great i i like that idea but the devil as always is uh, is in the detail and i think part of the problem is is that you never really get an idea of of how how governments get to a right we need to resolve this in combat uh, do do they do they negotiate first do they uh, what happens? You know, you know what I mean. I, I, you know, how how does how does something get referred to uh, to covenant to to be to be kind of um, dealt with in this way? And it's all a bit it's all a bit kind of weird and sudden because if you you know the the uh, the, the situation with with Ian. Yeah, he's been injured for a fair bit, I suppose, but it's only been a day, maybe maybe two days at the most, uh, and it, it seems, in, in terms of how it feels in the narrative, it feels like very, very sudden that um, you've got this breakdown between the animals and the people, uh, and the sorry, you've got this breakdown between the animals and the humans, uh, and now suddenly they're having to fight in the uh, in the arena. Uh, you know, Canna and uh, and Ian, and so it, it's just a little bit, a little bit quick, a little bit too quick, maybe. Uh, and I and I think you know, I mean that's good in a way because it keeps the plot moving. And it, I would much rather have this confrontation early rather than have it later. I, I, I think having established that there are going to be two warriors, it's fairly obvious they're going to end up fighting against one another at some point. I'd much rather have it here in issue two than I would. Uh, later on, so that that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. The the problem I have is is that the lead up to that is not. It's like all a bit breathless, and it's all a bit kind of um, right. This has happened, so this is going to happen now, and and that the understanding of the process for that happening isn't quite laid out as well as it could be. Nevertheless, I thought this was a reasonably strong issue, which is why I gave it six point five, um, and. You know, there's. I, I actually quite liked this issue. I there is still some, you know, Firestorm being there is is a real issue for me. I I, I can't get my head around that. I don't I don't want that to be a thing, and it kind of is. Um, and it's not really explained. I don't think we've got quite enough um, background information in terms of how Covenant's been set up and how long it's been going and, and all that kind of stuff. There are little hints here and there, but, and I don't necessarily want it all on a plate for me, but, but I, 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 I think we need a little bit more information at times um, just to understand the, the context of the ongoing story. Um, but the artwork is great. And the artwork is, is really good. And I, I like it. And I like, I like what Orlando is doing with him. Um, he's making him on the one hand sort of unlikable and brash and arrogant but on the other hand he genuinely cares about his brother and that is something that kind of maybe not redeems the character but it but it certainly kind of softens the character a little bit and 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 that makes him quite vulnerable and 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 believable and and that's that's a good combination really for a hero in this kind of book and Kana's great as well so yeah, I, six point five. It's it's uh, it's not 
amazing um and its status in relation to the dc universe uh, i was talking to uh steve orlando uh on twitter uh he's very he's very nice you know he, he's he's a nice guy and and he uh, messaged me back and because uh, I asked him, I said, I said, where are we in terms of is this the official DC Universe future? And he kind of said, well, it, it's it's one of a number of alternative timelines, uh, and that's kind of the way they're playing it. So okay, that's fair enough then, I guess. Um, and it makes a certain amount of sense for for DC to hedge their bets like that. But at the same time, it does lessen the stakes somewhat because one of the interesting kind of things that I would like to know, because, because the, the Legion Legion of superheroes is kind of referenced a lot, uh, implicitly, uh, in this series. And I would like to know how we get from sort of electric warriors to the Legion, but it's entirely possible that we never will because, because it's an alternate universe, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, 6.5, uh, quite enjoyed it to be absolutely honest with you and not sure what we're going to do next time um i do know it's going to be christmas between between now and and the next podcast so i i will wish you all a very merry christmas uh a happy holiday uh i hope you have a great new year as well it's been uh on on the i would say it's been a pretty rocky year for dc uh, but I think it's been a good year for, for Weird Science DC. I think uh, Weird Science just goes from strength to strength. Um, the number of podcasts that the guys put out on the Patreon is just phenomenal. Uh, and despite the fact that I know I know some of the books have kind of driven us all a bit crazy, you know, Jim and Eric uh, and everyone else really, Reggie, Chris... Uh, Josh, uh, so many people now involved in Trevitt and, and Brandon uh, and and uh, Double Aaron. Uh, there's so many people involved now in in pod in the podcast, uh, and I think as a as a crew as as a group, I think we're going from strength to strength, and that's fantastic to see. I just wish, this <laughs> wish, that DC would get its act together and and just. I don't know. I was looking at the solicits um, that have only just come out for March, and I'm thinking, I, I don't, I'm not excited about very much of this. I, there, there's there's a few things that excite me, but not a lot. And I and I want excitement. I, I want to feel that sense of anticipation about uh, about DC again. I, I want to be excited about it, and you know. We don't always get what we want, do we? But if you try sometimes, you might find that you get what you need. Oh, yes. Righto, that it just remains for me uh, to say, uh, have a great week. Uh, I hope you have as much rest as you can over the Christmas period. And Christmas can be a bit funny at times um, in terms of... Uh, whether it's relaxing or not. It all depends upon the the amount and type of people you end up seeing over the Christmas period. Um, But I hope you you do have uh, a good Christmas uh, and good holiday. And um, I wish you all the best and uh, see you in 2019. Uh, One last uh, thing, I guess, if you're interested in following me, uh, my Twitter handle is at door Jeremy, and you can follow my blog, 
which is jddunsany.wordpress.com. Uh, feel free to check me out. And, of course, you can find me uh, quite regularly on the Weird Science DC Comics uh, award-winning, sorry, Weird Science DC Comics website. Uh, and you can check me out there. Other than that, thanks very much for listening. I'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, and it's time for Teen Titans number 25, Anniversary. And unfortunately, Chris is not here to talk about it with us, so it's me and you, Eric. Yes. Uh, that means... There's no limitations. There are no limitations. Now, are I'll also wonder, well, are there limitations? Did you do a blurb for this? Because I, did I didn't, Eric. No, so I did yeah, not either. No limitations. So no limitations. what this is, is Teen Titans number 25, written by Adam Glass, uh, art by Rob Simroca, Daniel Enriquez, Sonny Go. Rob Lay, and that's it. Probably yes. the, the letters. It's funny too because you have Adam Glass and then Rob Simroca as the guest penciler, and Daniel Enriquez and Sonny Go also as guest inker and guest colorist. Well, I guess this one. I guess they wanted to make sure that people weren't thinking that they were on the book full time. But uh, I'll give you a little blurb. I have really liked the Teen Titans book up <laughs> until now, and in this anniversary edition, uh, Adam Glass decides to give us a little background of. Two of his new characters, Crush and Roundhouse. I like both of them, and I like this issue. That's funny you, know, you say that. that. You liked it up until now. Like you're telling me before how it's like you know showing my hand for something during the no, spotlight. See, I was tricking. There was a twist. I was just saying that up until now. You were saying it as a way of, yeah, I like this before this jerk off nonsense he I, I don't said. Think I said that. And I said, boy, that was tipping your hand. But yes. And also, I was making that up on the fly. Yes, oh. Son of a bitch. Uh, so yeah, this is a, a, this is what I like when we do get these oversized issues. And this being the number 25, we've laughed about like what kind of anniversary or what kind of milestone these really are. But it, it ends up being almost like a, another annual that they can throw it out is. and charge you some and more money. the whole thing though, the whole idea we're going to go background on roundhouse mostly on crush so when we get to the backup story of roundhouse so it almost goes with the whole idea of the movie rogue one where we were okay for all those years with just the crawl before new hope to tell us what rogue one was about i kind of feel the same way about the roundhouse story for the backup because the whole idea where he goes in and everybody thinks he's dead for so long I didn't need to see how he got no, back. No, I didn't need to see outs. that. But I think that more of this was just a point that he misses his sister. And he, they want to get the feel. And even with uh, that, and, I and still bring like up. You, sh- you get to see a whole bunch of different stuff that Roundhouse can do. What his power set is, I still don't understand it after all of these different things. Like no, he does I don't stuff. either. Like, I, I don't know what this Roundhouse can do. He's turning but liquid. Again, he's talking about. He's turning with these this sh- whole deal. He's he needs a reason to want to stay on the team eventually besides the idea. I don't know if this is tying in where he's going to try to figure out how his sister died or find out that it was something a little different than he was told. I don't know. It does seem as if it's pointed out like this is to remind you, hey, everybody, Roundhouse has kind of been out of the book for a little. He's back in. By the way, he did have a sister that died. It kind of gets thrown out there, but it's mainly Crush. It's mainly yeah. to show you Crush's whole deal. She's an interesting character. People are intrigued with her i like her a lot I, I do and the idea where i do go on you go on facebook we talked about this uh, before where we see twitter uh, tweets and things and when low when uh, crush comes up and it's like who's that it looks like lobo and like oh it's lobo's daughter lobo's daughter not on my watch I'm like, <laughs> really is this where this is all we get and people just saying i'm not going to read that because of this and oh i wonder who would ever get with lobo that's ridiculous but yet they don't know the character and i like the idea How that I she does 
Dude looks like Jason she doesn't want to be. She doesn't want to be with like you know. She doesn't want to find Lobo uh, until she does want to find him and pretty much beat the crap out of him. She's more concerned with these parents that she had or adoptive parents the in Rojas. a way, almost like a, a a piece of crap. Kent's is what they all, they are uh, oh, because it's, it's she very ends similar up, to the whole idea of the Superman yeah. origin where oh, it you is. Know, it's, you it's know, pretty you much have, the you same. Have these piece of crap Rojas people who are at Burning Man tripping their asses off, and all of a sudden they see a shooting star. They go to see what it is and it's a baby wrapped up in a sentient chain, chain. which is yeah, odd chain. as hell to me i'm done this whole idea of obelisk or obelisk however you're going to pronounce yeah. it i hate when they have names like that and like i'm going to pronounce it until it's funny yeah. pronounce it, and i'm telling i'm sure that i'm wrong after i'm saying time. obelisk okay let's this say how obelisk. i pronounce it my but this whole idea of the sentient chain that is there to protect you know like a uh, uh, crush as in like you know yeah. the ship was there to like protect kal-el and stuff like that when he came down but like now that she has this obelisk back by the end of the storm, like, is she going to become like Pinhead from the Hellraiser or this chain is going to go and like stab through people? And she's yeah, going to come I think that she is also being, you know, we've seen that she's kind of being a good hero type deal that they'll keep her in, uh, you know, check. But also the cool. thing too, though, <laughs> I love the idea of her and Jin together. I think that they play off really well together. I, I really like them, uh, you know, as friends going off. I don't think that Crush, you see, Crush, it's not just that Crush couldn't have friends grow Growing up, kind of her lifestyle didn't allow it yeah. either. So uh, you end always up on the run from drug dealers, moving yeah, from place yeah, to place. They were time for friends, they, or like they because do, of the way she looked, she had to be hidden away. Yeah, and Adam Glass does kind of pull into the idea that they did love her, and at the end, they did choose her. Over, over kind of, you know, well, or over crack. meth, not even just that, or over life. Yeah. I mean, they basically said, you give me your daughter there, whatever she is, Tony, this and then we'll call this clean. Mark for death was after yeah, that, the whole yeah. thing. I'm like, the whole idea yeah. was screw face. It is screw face. It's screw face. Even, <laughs> even when they find out where this obelisk is, like, you know, Crush wants to get her pet chain back, her protector chain for some and reason. And that's what that's Damien has found out. Exactly. That starts that, with her getting That's where the whole that. idea of being on the Teen Titans say, I need you to find something for me. It turns out to be yeah. obelisk this whole time where he does We thought it was going to be Lobo. Exactly. And it wasn't it was but, or her you know real mother but right. no it was obelisk this whole so thing that was though, pretty cool. i'm telling you like it bothers me because the reason we find out through this is that the reason that they were able to survive the rojas and crush for so long on the run is because obelisk would be able to detect when there's danger so they would yeah. skedaddle it had anybody. spidey sense exactly. it, had it, had chain, sense. it had chain sense and yeah, the whole yeah. thing is I just want to know when Screwface, you know, came in looking for, you know, Crush and stuff like that and Obelisk and the parents, he ended up taking the chain as a, you know, consolation prize and was able to break this thing down to where he was able to go able and to, use to it. You know, it, like, yeah. it was his pet. I'm like, how do you break a chain like this? A sentient chain? Yeah, in the thinking? I, I, I get the idea too, but she left. So the chain of it is sentient. Right. It thinks so the crush weird. just ditched her. You know, it, you know, oh, it left and it probably just beat it. Yeah. I mean, I think that it treated it like crap and made it, you know, break down to protect him. I got the idea that. too. I'm going to treat this chain like a piece of shit. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> even so though, I mean, if you look at the art, it does look like, you know, this could have been years upon years that he had this chain and right. now it's just going with who's with it. Uh, and to the point where it doesn't even recognize crush at, at the first. And then she just, and it's very quick of it kind of regaining, you know, the love of crush. It attacks. Uh, but yeah. it says, Hopeless. I'm your best friend. Okay. We're back to square one with this whole yeah. thing. Now, Obus yeah. is crush's friend again. 
But yeah, they go to find this this chain, and as this is going on, they stop at a diner, and Jin tries to change their look so that they fit in. That's Crush how we wants, do wants no parts of that and says, no, no, they're going to have to deal with us, and you end up there like, oh my god, and they get out of there. But and then here you I do thought get at first this was just a progressive little town that allowed you know a Jin no. and a Crush to come no. in and get some pancakes or whatever the hell they're going to order. No. No, Jin was had glamour on everything. I, what I like too is that I thought from the beginning because you start off with Jin like, "Hey, tell me about you know your childhood. Tell me about how you got here." And she's like, "Well, what can I say? My Earth parents weren't perfect, but I always felt loved." And I thought, "Here we go. We're going to get one of those Harley Quins where we see that she wasn't loved, that she was abused. All you know, what you know, you're getting the narration, and, but it's not. Yeah. You, you see that they did. They couldn't get their life together. She even says a couple times like." They they were good people unless they were high and they and a lot just of times you saw not, you know while the Rojas were protecting you know Crush for a bit she was protecting she a, them she was protecting them taking care of yeah. them because they were a mess of a people yeah and again if you want to see what is usually you know a, a gym book you look at these couple pages where it's a little Crush <laughs> where she's a little princess uh, that it's great I, I love mean she's little there. princess Crush yeah. she wants to be I, a superhero the, oh, like she so believes great. her daddy is it, it's so great I don't want to play princess anymore I want to play Superman and she's there <laughs> in her little dress it's so good and yeah she had obelisks there and all these things going on I even like the idea and, when, uh, they, when they do get the chain sense that they have to skedaddle again that they grab all their stuff pack it up on top of their car and squ- like you know make sure it's squared down with the chain yeah. itself I'm like yeah i don't think and, they're using and, this the way it's supposed to be used and you know they're like hey you're special and she's like special how well your birth parents they were uh superheroes really like superman yep just like superman that's something that she gets upset with later when she finds out it was when she lobo. sees on tv lobo fighting yeah. superman the intergalactic criminal obvious. villain lobo and stuff like that now, the weirdest part is that we have this whole idea this is what sets her off the whole idea you lied to me my parents are pieces of shit yeah. i'm not the super like the hero that you said i could yep. be because my parents aren't like that but the thing is in this continuity, as of late, Lobo has been part of the JLA, and it doesn't seem like we bring yeah. any of that bits up, though. Yeah, he still is a piece of crap. Yeah, she didn't want that to be. Still. She wanted to be Superman. Uh, but yeah, she sees him just like, yeah. Uh, one of the best parts of it, I thought, were that the baby falls. They're at Burning Man, uh, these these two hippie-like uh, the people. And the Molly was uh, getting him chewing. He says, the dad, <laughs> and they see, oh, a shooting star, let's go. And they go and they see Crush, little baby Crush, like, man, whoever baby this is must be a real big kiss fan because look at that makeup. It's fierce. And I was like, that's, that's pretty funny. Child abuse that's assholes. pretty <laughs> funny. Uh, but yeah, she realizes that Lobo is her dad and ends up leaving. Now, in the meantime, with this, her parents had already been, you know, they're dead anyway. So they're going to end up getting shot. All this stuff. They're by dead by face. This, by screw face with that. Now, Again, if you think about it, her leaving and being upset, that kind of led to that happening. She ends up beating up these guys like, look at that freak. You know, you look like the Lobos. And they're like, yeah, we're going to fight. And they end up fighting. She's and bad she loses ass. her cool for the first time. Yeah. And she ends up having to leave where she ended up leaving Obelisk and her parents got killed by this guy while well, she sees this guy and he brings up, you know, hey, your parents, they were fools. They ended up stealing meth, all this stuff. And I have, you know, the chain now. I beat it in the submission. Now it's mine. And she's like, oh, so basically you stole my chain and you killed my parents. Yeah. All right. Hey, chain, remember me? 
oh yeah now kill screw face and oh, it no. ends up killing him. yeah ends up going not killing him. it yeah. ends up beating him up Jin is there to say to be hey, the listen, voice of reason don't do it and yeah actually at one point it even looks like the iron spider uh outfit the way those those freaking things are going and yeah she ends up pulling back uh they aren't gonna kill the guy but they're gonna go but i i liked it i like to see you know what she was all about it ends up getting you obelisk now so we can have another yeah, we have thing. like a that's new feature cool. to go with crush going yeah, forward in cool. t-times I want to learn more about the sentient And you do get it. Yeah, and it also gives you this connection between Jin and and Crush. And at one point, Jin's like, or Crush is like, hey, tell me about your past. No, no, I can't do that. But, you know, I used to talk to Napoleon, and you get these little pieces and pieces there. Yeah, she's like, you old. But, yeah, I like this. I, I liked it. I... I like the idea that you see that these parents were – they were pieces of shit with a heart of gold. They really did love her. I was afraid that we were going to go. Like I said with that whole Harley thing with I had a great childhood and you see that, you know, you're a piece of crap and punching her are, and stuff. Are you, no, are you, they talk, did are you like talking her. about the, uh, the, the Joker's daughter-like thing? No, they did it with Harley, too, in the Harley uh, Villains Month issue okay. as well. And they did it with Joker's Daughter, too. They always do it with that sort of deal. But, yeah, Joker's Daughter was actually more recent. But Harley did it in that Zero issue as well. Where, like, I had a great child. And you see that she was just murdering people left and right and stuff like that. So, yeah, with that, I like that. Then we get the Roundhouse story. And basically, the, like you said, this is a continuation I, I to really show us how Roundhouse so survived. so unnecessary. Besides the yeah, aspect where you want to know about the whole sister aspect is actually Roundhouse in general, he's kind of an enigmatic character at this point where he's just so you know he's a YouTube star. He's got a suit that he built that allows him to do something. You don't exactly yeah. know what, and then he wants to be a superhero. No, yeah, I mean, really, you want to see his origin of his power. I want to see what we would have got. I want to see, I'm telling you, the whole thing with the dead sister and how he still talks to her and stuff like yeah. that, whether it's in his mind or a ghost, I believe it's just in his mind. Yeah, but it seems even like the whole idea mind. with his parents as well, his home life. That's the interesting part. How he got back from, you know, you know, surviving in space and winding up in the ch- like, you know, in China and the sea and stuff like yeah. that. This whole quest of his getting back to America. So when Wally eventually goes to his door to tell his parents that he's dead, there's roundhouse. I don't need to see that in between part because it was funny the way it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, the thing about it, I think that there wasn't enough room for them to go full a full origin. I think that I was just looking while you were talking. I'm trying to pull up the solicits because I think we are going to have an issue coming up that shows more of his origin, of well, his powers so. and things like that, because they only had seven pages to go. The, the main issue is crushed. So you go with this, and I think that they wanted to point out the sister, maybe what then leads into later seeing that his powers and maybe she was involved and maybe his powers ended up kind of going a little wonky at some point, and maybe that was the result of then. Well, it's weird. You it's know, like, Claire, I'm so even. sorry. You wanted to go home that day, and I dragged us yeah. to that stupid Yeah, that's Supreme what I'm saying. Like I think that we're going to see that And later. maybe if I just listened to you then, you never would have. William Bartholomew, woo, do not do this. You couldn't yeah. have known. You couldn't blame yourself. I just – I just wish it had been me and not – and then we move on. Pretty much that is the most you get of the backstory of what's yeah. going on with him and yeah, his sister. Yeah, so I don't know. And I'm looking. I don't see – maybe I'm wrong, but I think that we'll end up – that'll be for something later. Uh, they didn't want to try to jam like it too, in seven pages. I do that you actually get pages. the name of Roundhouse finding this whole thing. You know, William yeah. Bartholomew Wu. Yep. I'm like, all right, we got the whole name there. That's cool. And even the whole backstory because I didn't know this kid was of Asian descent at this point. Yeah, I did. You you didn't know that he no, was Asian. He looked know. Asian the whole time, and I think He's he said something at guy. the beginning. I think he said something at the beginning as well. Then I always I always knew he was Asian. I uh, uh, also did. We know before this uh, crushes 
real name because I didn't remember uh, getting that before. No, I don't and think we, we got did. it. And yeah, and we got it in this as well, which I'm desperately trying to find <laughs> because I, I can't remember. I can't remember what her name was because they say it a couple times as they go. She even says, "I'm Princess," and then the name. Mauricia. I'll have to get that. Yeah, yeah. What's that? Mauricia. I think I don't know. It, is it? Yeah, I, 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 I can't I, remember. I don't know. I don't either, but it I, is. In I was there, worried so. about Roundhouse. You were the crush yes. guy. <laughs> yes, I was the crush guy, and now I don't know. But yes, uh, I like this. I like it as a whole. I thought that it was a well use of the 25th issue. If you're going to get a little oversized, get some Especially origins there. These new characters, get some yeah. things. Yeah. So I mean, it might have been cool if we would have seen a little more of Jin, but we we were told uh, Napoleon, so we had that right. We we got we'll that. We'll save yeah. Jin for another time. Yeah. What would you uh, give this? I like the art a lot in this issue, and I was a big fan of the whole backstory of Crush. And even though the obvious thing's a little silly, the sentient chain, I liked it. I want to see what this is going to do going forward. And the whole thing that that was the reason that she went on the team that Robin could find out where this thing was. I like all the connections there. The roundhouse bit, it's kind of cool for the family aspect and, you know, knowing who he is, the home life situation. But like I said, the whole thing of him getting back from outer space. Didn't need all of that. I would give this issue a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to go 8 out of 10. Uh, I liked it. Now, I'm desperately trying to find the name. <laughs> I, I can't find it. I, I, twice, I think they mentioned it. And I'm like, oh, well, I, I lost out. But yeah, I think I'm going to go 8 out of 10. I like to see that at one point they had CMR. a wedding band. Yeah, ZMR. That's yeah. Did you find it then? I did, yes. Okay, yeah. So you get her name. I didn't remember that before. I like that she's playing keyboards in the uh, Elvis impersonator band. I liked that a lot at the wedding. That was pretty cool, yeah. (laughs) She did all of this. It was funny. I just had had a friend from high school who got married at a whole Elvis ceremony like this, too. It looked like a lot of fun. They were all dressed up like that whole thing, too. I'm like, you know what? That does seem like, no, you don't see anybody do that anymore. I like this idea that having the Elvis wedding. And again, if you just want to have your heart melt, just see where she says she doesn't want to play princess anymore. She wants to play Superman. It's so good. It made me chain smile going crazy so much. Behind oh, her. Like, that's scary. Oh, the chain hell. going crazy. Yeah. But again, they accepted her. They, yeah. I like to, it's like my, my family homeschooled me. And you're like, okay, I get it. I get why she doesn't seem to realize like, yeah, they homeschooled me here. But yeah, it is the Amar. I see it. Princess Amar. I'm forever in your debt. So, did yeah, did yeah, it kind of break your heart though? Or she's a little girl. She's playing princess. She has the whole princess and the the lady in the back with the drugs no 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 no, no, no. not even that just the idea that then she's getting older and she's just wearing a hoodie then and stuff like that i'm like oh you're not the little girl no more you have to be the parents you have to be the responsible one see amara Yeah, as you see, the parents kept passing out places she had to help them she's covering them up after they passed out yeah, the crack pipes there, they're running. Uh, though I will say one thing, too, that I like that Adam Glass never, he didn't sugarcoat the idea that these parents were like, oh, we have to run because, uh, you know, the monsters are coming. She knew all along what was going on. They weren't paying bills. Uh, they were drug addicts. So y- you don't get that sugarcoating oh, no, of it as well. We moved around a lot, well. too, when I was a I know. Well, you told me there was a lot of kind of wink winks of why you were doing it at a point that you don't want to get your kid but crush is a tough cookie and we see why so i I did like this so yeah that is an eight out of ten for me and now we're gonna go off to some rant and raves You know it's gonna be a long one. 
out indeed and welcome to this week's rant and raves and if you want to be part of the rant and raves you can either email your rant and rave in or go to the rant and rave line at 641-715-3900 enter extension 452328 it is just that easy i don't know i don't know and that's not what you're supposed to say there you're supposed to say it's just that easy wrong turn. i like the killing uh, he does like the killing See you on the 7th. Oh, see you on the 7th. I guess we're not going to hear any more of Wrong Turn tonight with the Rent Raves. I, I highly doubt that, right? I highly, highly doubt that. Wrong Turn gives this a fuck you five. Jesus. Watch the language, Wrong Turn. Really. This is a family show. We're going to start off the... Rant and Raves with a family man himself, though he, he has a smaller family than me, but it is Dancing Mike. Hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric, and hello, mother. Hello. First of all, I want to start with a shout out to the Get Fresh crew. What up, Fresh crew? And wish everyone in the Get Fresh crew a very happy, merry holiday season. Merry Christmas. Uh, maybe Happy New Year if you're not going to be around next week. And of course, uh, Kwanzaa has passed us by. That was uh, happening while I was at Walt Disney World and a little bit afterwards. Yep. And uh, so anyway, like I said, happy holiday, Monica. merry holiday season to everyone out there in the Get Fresh crew. also need to give a special shout out to uh, Pete from NYC, who Bye Jim says it's his man. I say it's my man. We oh. might have to fight over that. But anyway, yes. I get, always give a special shout out to Pete from NYC and a very, very he's special shout out to the returning. Well, I hope he's returning. I'm a little bit behind on the podcast. He is. Uh, the king of the Get Fresh crew, Richard Richardson. Richard Richardson here. Yes, Long indeed. may he reign. Like I said, I'm not quite up on the podcast, so um, maybe he's back. Uh, he he's is. back on Twitter. I see back he's back around, so hopefully he's calling in, giving us the unique insight on what it's like to be the king of the Get Fresh crew. So anyway, like I said, I'm a little bit behind on the podcast. I'm not as far behind as some people who call from way back in the past a few yes. years ago. Not as far behind as I think Manship might be. Man. I'm probably about um, as far behind as maybe Jeremy is because uh, Jeremy seems to be a few episodes behind, which is what I am because I got back from Disney and boy, I had a lot of comic books, lots and lots of comic books. Did you fly back from Disney and boy, your arms are tired? 
Can we go there? One of my favorites. But so I've also been very, very busy. So I've been trying to trying to get through those, and then I'll get to the podcast uh, that are uh, analogous to those comic books, and start yes. listening again and get caught up on the main podcast. Of course, I'm keeping up on the uh, other content from Patreon with uh, Patreon.com/slash Weird Science, oh. where you can find a with plethora of uh, wonderful content from Eric and Jim and Jim and Jim and. And also some extra content from Jim, such as a new show, uh, some sales shows, a solicit show, a pop culture podcast, which is always wonderful every couple of weeks. Too much work. Pop up and culture that ass. Yes. And uh, like I said, the... Taking a new tack with the Solicits podcast because I enjoy the Solicits podcast, but I hate, hate, hate spoilers. spoilers. So I think I've come up with uh, something, uh, a solution for me. I don't know if this applies to everyone. It applies to me, though. Is um, I'm going to wait on those. They'll, oh. they'll be my player waiting around, and then after the the period that the uh, Solicits cover You're has gonna passed, you're going to go all, bit, all, all that far in the hear future. hear the insight from Jim and the commentary from Jim, and just kind of a brief uh, rundown of what's happening in the books at, at the time. So I think that's, that's how cool. I will avoid spoilers and still enjoy. Yeah, because the, the Solicits do have spoilers, so that is a spoiler podcast, but uh, there's also a little commentary. Usually just me getting angry. Me getting angry at solicits. Boy, um, the lovely content, the solicits podcast, which comes on the patreon.com. Again, that's patreon.com slash weird science. Now, Jim, I heard you on one of the uh, podcasts talking about guided view. You can't get guided view. I've no. told you what you do is I you do promise. what I do. You set your settings where it's like guided view. You go through all okay. the panels and it yes. leads you. And then as you, before you transition to the... He's going to say to... Expand the page again just to see it. The next page, you see the full page yes. view. So I don't know. I, I never. I, I read on a, ta- a I have Kindle problems. tablet, so it's kind of smaller. Sometimes I read on my phone, but then you get the yeah. guided view. Yeah, I've I've read on my phone. I uh, I ended up getting a new uh, a Christmas present. Actually, I got an iPad, my first Apple product ever. I hope that's somewhere. Dan Dan is out there. Where's the soundboard? Dan's out there, happy for me. Hello, Weird Science. Oh, my, because I got my first Apple product. Right here on Weird Science. Yes, Dan would love it, even though he's an Android guy now, I hear. But uh, I got this iPad, and I love it. I actually had a Kindle Fire tablet and thought that that was pretty decent enough until I got this iPad. And I actually, you know, treated myself. I say a Christmas gift. It's a Christmas gift from myself. And I love it. I'm really enjoying it. Still can't do guided view. And it's a bigger, bigger screen and all that jazz. And uh, yeah, the guided view, I just feel cramped reading it and think I'm missing something. You you get the the page. I think it's just the idea of if I was going to do that, just have to kind of force myself into it uh, a bunch of times and then do it. But the other thing was, was not only do I not love doing it, but the player that I had that was on my, my Fire tablet... Uh, for some reason, that player would not use the review copies that I get, which are just PDFs. It would not convert them into any sort of guided view either. So remember, these aren't, you know, I'm getting review copies from DC uh, for the most part doing this, not actually getting them off of Comixology or the DC app or something like that. So they are PDFs that really don't have guided view, it seems, the way that plays out. Before you transition, then you can zoom in and see anything you feel 
know you might have missed. And that's how I uh, use guided view because I like having the full page on the exit. That way I don't get the spoiler beforehand and then I get the the full view and the full effect afterwards. But again, that's... And that that is a pretty cool idea that you kind of go through. And yeah, that would kind of give you a less spoiler deal until you get to that panel, things like that. Yeah, I see the benefits. I just I just have problems with just it. me. Your mileage may vary, but that's how I solve the uh, conundrum of guided view and being able to see everything at once on exiting the yes. page. But anyway, um, that being said, I there might be a return of the Dollywood Kid tomorrow. The Dollywood All Kid right. might return to Dollywood, weather permitting, which transitions me to the the Hollywood Kid, Luke Hollywood. Now <gasps> I. Anyone who follows me on, uh, seen me on Twitter, and sometimes uh, Jim and Eric read. Oh, your fans! I are they like a restaurant in? Um, yeah, I've heard about this restaurant maybe once, once or twice. Maryville, Tennessee, the Smoky Mountain Brewery. Yes. I go there um, occasionally. Yeah, occasionally, you are like Tanya at now the Dunkin' Donuts, where when we go there, and she's like, "Oh, can you drive me there? It's just down the street. We'll go and get coffee in the morning sometimes." And she's like, oh, can you drive? Can you go with me? Because usually she'll go before I even wake up. But, you know, if I'm up, I'll go. We get to the drive-thru. They see the car, and they're already like, oh, hey, Tanya. I'm like, it's not Tanya. Anyway, I was there last weekend on a Saturday, which is weird. Came out of the restaurant, was very dismayed, very upset and hurt. Apparently, Luke Hollywood was there. But um, did not get in touch with me, and, and you know, so I could say hi to him. I oh. was very, like I said, very dismayed and hurt by that. I thought that if he were in the area, he would um, reach out to me because I, I saw the car in the parking lot, which must belong to the Hollywood kid, Luke Hollywood, because I don't academia. know who else would have a car with uh, those details and paint schemes. So, if you follow the Hollywood kid or uh, Luke, or, I'm sorry, or Jim or Eric on uh, Twitter, you might see some uh, photos of that vehicle once I, I get them up. Lots and lots of pictures I had to take, so I've got to find the best way to put those up without without uh, missing out anything because of it. when I saw now the car, it had to be had to belong to uh, Luke Hollywood. I don't know who else it could belong it's to. either going to have uh, my hero like I said, those details. Long Island anyway, that's about all I've got for this week. Like I said, I don't have anything on the, uh, on the, on the book side, so um, yeah, oh, also Anyone who who knows me, who's listened before, knows that I'm a big fan of wrestling. Don't like WWE yeah. anymore. I gave up on WWE several several years ago, so I'm not a WWE fan, but I'm a fan of wrestling. You know, real wrestling, professional wrestling. So I was watching WGN America a couple of weeks ago. Saw I got my curiosity peaked because there was a wrestler coming out from Bloodhaven. Oh, he hails from Bloodhaven. Bloodhaven. His name is Damian Drake. Damian yes, he's from Drake. Bloodhaven. His name is Damian Drake. I kind of like that. He has a top rope maneuver. The top rope maneuver is named the Flying Grayson. That's pretty And he has a tattoo on his back, a big tattoo, which if you're a fan of DC Comics, you would probably recognize this uh, stylized bird silhouette. Okay. So, um, yeah, so he's... So he comes from Bloodhaven. His name is Damian Drake. He has a move called the Flying Grayson and has a big-ass Nightwing tattoo on his back. So, yeah, I think if you gave me three or four guesses, I might be able to guess um, his favorite comic book character. But anyway, that's, like like I said, about all I've got for this week. Um, 
So I think I will uh, just tell everyone that, again, a Merry Christmas, Happy uh, happy Kwanzaa, Happy, uh, like I said, Happy Hanukkahs. Even though yeah. sorry passes, it is still uh, December. So, and uh, Happy Holidays to everyone in the Get Fresh crew. So, again, those guys from the Pop Culture Podcast will probably pop up one more time when you least expect it, right before the year ends, to culture that ass. Yes, it will. Uh, right be sure to support patreon.com slash weirdscience. Keep it weird, and I will see you all in seven. In seven. Thank you, Mike, and I hope that you have a good holiday as well. And we're going to move on to one of a first. I don't know if he's ever called in before, but it appears that Brandon has called into the Rant Rave line. Maybe, I don't know, maybe he's at a Bills game drunk. Who knows? Here it is. Yeah, this is Brandon. And, yeah, Brandon and, and, and I'm just calling today because uh, I think that guy Richard Richardson is pretty swell. Oh, you think he's and swell. he should be on the podcast and yeah. not me because, you know, I'm Brandon and I'm mediocre and, and <laughs> I, I'm not very good. Like Richard Kinsey. Richardson would be so much better because I'm Brandon. Yes, Brandon. Yeah, Brandon. Yes. So have Richard Richardson on the show. Oh, so Brandon called in and wants Richard Richardson on the show. Well, usually I will, uh, you know, do anything for Brandon. So, Brandon, here you go. Since you asked for him, here is Richard Richardson. Richard Richardson here. Yes, it's the real Richard Richardson. No, no imitation. Coming to you live. Don't accept imitation. Weird science. DC Comics Podcast. With Jim and Eric, Richard Richardson. Yeah, what's better than that? Nothing. No, what's better? Sounds like he's in a wind tunnel. Holy moly! Richard Richardson is on the show. Can you think of anything, Jim? I can't. Can you think of anything, Eric? No, I can't. I can't think of anything. (laughs) That's my impersonation of Eric, by the way. No, I can't. And on this episode. I eat double whoppers and I'm still hungry. Dude, Richard Richardson is going to do a real comic book A real comic review. book review? Yes, All a right. real comic book review. You heard it here first. A real comic book yes. review. Yes. Yes. Yes, Richard yes. Richardson is going to review uh, Batman numbers. 61. 61. Oh, right, Batman yeah, 61. You heard it here. I hear that Richard Richardson's a huge Batman here fan. First, so Richard here we go. Richardson. Here we go. Heard it here. I hope he doesn't get in an accident. First, Richard Richardson is. Now, as we say this, I see there's only seven seconds left. Gonna review. Here he goes. Batman number 61. Oh, no. It's not so, gonna happen. Here we go. My review starts. Ah. Uh, there's Eric. There's my under impersonation. Ah. Uh. <laughs> We did not get that review. I hope that he's okay. I hope that nothing happened to him on the road. And I know Brandon's hoping that as well. We're going to finish up the Rant Rage, though, with one of my favorite guys, like Richard Richardson. It is Jolly Drew, the youth correspondent. When was the last time you used? Use, uh, I, use, I use a blender. I use a vacuum cleaner. I use, uh, you, know, I, you know, household items. Uh. <laughs> Oh, 
what up, Jim and Eric? It's a me, a Jolly Drew. It's your youth correspondent on the streets, bringing it to you hot and fresh, baby, like a fucking DiGiorno. Uh, Teen Titans is fucking lit, and I am here for it, baby. Uh, go off, King. Adam Glass gets us millennials. Uh, let me tell you a little something about this week's Teen Titans. Uh, Crush and Jin found Dane's, like, secret stash of hardcore bat cycles, Forex. Uh, later at the diner, like, Jin makes him look exactly like Kim and Chloe. Uh, Flexa, time to have a sexa. Oh, and Jin, like, used to chill with, like, Napoleon Dynamite. Make yourself a dang quesadilla, Flex. Uh, then he, like, kicked the shiz of this Drexel from True World Romance-looking mother effort. Uh, Flex, uh, time to have a sexa. Oh, and, uh, watch out for Red Arrow, cause mama, she a baddie. When was the last time you used? Use, uh, I use, I use a blender, I use a vacuum cleaner, I use, uh, you know, I, you know, household items. Ah, uh, yes, the youth correspondent. Ah, uh, that was lit. I love Jolly Drew, thank you. And that is the end of the Rant Rays, and we're going to go back to the podcast right about now. And we're back, Eric. Back oh, we're for back. the last two books of the night. Uh, yes. Uh, are we gonna? I'm gonna we put this in fast early. forward now. <laughs> yeah, but a little damages. We can just get it done. Yes, we have two more books, and they're just the best ever. I'm ever. now. I'm depressed. Oh, I, uh, I'm sick of people, you know, with their nonsense. I, I still think I'm depressed from earlier talking about that Harley Quinn. <laughs> I don't need that. I don't Nobody need that nonsense. That. No, I, I mean, really. Oh my! Look at that social commentary you're spinning there. Who you, spinster? You? I don't need that crap. Here we go. <laughs> Damage number twelve. Let's just get right to oh, it. Okay. Because the more we talk about it, then we'll be shoved on one side or the other. I feel like I'm like the guy in the dance floor where I keep trying to walk through. It's the mosh pit. I'm getting. Pushed from either side. Well, I'm getting knocked here. Of the Somebody room, punches the edges. me. Don't walk through the middle. What's wrong with you? I have to get to the bathroom. It's a weird bathroom. It's right in the middle of the mosh pit. They have <laughs> it there. It's all. I don't think like you would use that bathroom. It's like a telephone booth. You have to get there. I'm getting pushed <laughs> so around every side. So as I turn around from one guy elbowing me in the face, I turn around, then some other guy kicks me in the ass. Then I turn around, somebody grabs my balls. There's got to be a better bathroom on. to use. Come on. Uh, no, why am I at an Anthrax concert, Eric? I don't know. And why is it because now 1989? I have not? no idea. I've only been in like one or two mosh pits, and I that's not for me because I ended up and this was probably 
This was probably like 92. Right. I was in a mosh pit. And the problem is coming back from my hockey background. So I take it as hockey sticks. This was a Czech fest is what yeah, this is. And I'm not saying we're in Czechoslovakia. And so where I was told oh, that you were supposed still. to. Yeah, <laughs> you were supposed to kind of go with the flow and nobody's angry. I was yeah. angered. And so oh, I was going at it angry, elbows up. I hated those dicks yeah. in the mosh pit like that. Man, I ended up getting a bunch of fights. That was the mosh pit for me. I even think that night I got one of right. the, I got one of those. Is that your boy as well? But also, you have to think though. I, no. This was in West Virginia. It was at a club, uh, a uh, a Here underground musical Virginia. club uh, <laughs> that a band was playing at. So we went to see it. I was in a band at that point, but this was like kind of a hardcore it's like type thing. A bunch of guys so, in an abandoned warehouse, no music playing, nah, just throwing it, down. It was it's a, a fight club. Is what cra- you're doing? It was a real crappy club, but I actually saw Weezer play there, and oh, also nice. uh, Rusted Root would play there uh, very often. So this was called the Nyabingi Club. The uh, Nyabingi Club. The Nyabingi Club, and it had like a African motif uh, around so. and stuff like that. So. While this is going on, though, you also had that added bonus where there was probably only about 15 people there watching this band. It was just this local band from West Virginia, these guys. So uh, the 15 people of those 14 uh, or 14 of the 15 there were basically like, who are these assholes who never show up here? We're going to abuse them. And then I I wouldn't take it. So what ended up happening is I left them. Now I'm twisted sister. We're not going to take it. Yeah, there was about seven bloody noses, one mine. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was bad. It, it got really it right. bad. I used it to was have a lot of fun bu- with mosh pits when I was, it was younger. Yeah, because everybody was acting cool. They weren't yeah. acting cool. They were trying to show the new people or actually probably thinking, oh, look at these guys. You know, I had a very uh, lustrous a uh, muff, a uh, mullet, muffet, a <laughs> mullet uh, that <laughs> no, I, I had. You know, it. I sat there and I'd comb it like Marsha each night, and uh, so I don't think they like my look. And they started being very mean, and then I had to show them what's what, and that's what happened. The and then you had to take, and then future Jim came back in time into your younger body quantum leap style and showed them what bullies get. That might be, and also I think that maybe Scott Ian from Anthrax uh, was there, and he wrote "Caught in the Mosh" that night, Aaron. That only Dancing Mike would probably know, and I'm not sure if Dancing Mike is an Anthrax fan. I don't know. He was more. He's more of the uh, glam metal, uh, Dancing Mike. So, and we were listening to some Anthrax the other day. Yeah. Not as hard as we remember. No, <laughs> things are it, not it as hard at all. You, things yeah, that you used yeah. to think were hard is it's nothing anymore. It's no, ridiculous. The thing. It's like, like you're going like. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to Creeping Death, and then oh, you no. listen, you're like, oh, what is this? What is this, this is like song? pop? <laughs> yeah, really. What are you talking, Creeping Death? How dare you? But yeah, uh, that, that's my mosh pit uh, thing, and I I just feel like getting in a mosh pit, and I feel like I'm in the comics gate mosh pit, and oh, yeah, I feel like I'm being that. ju- that's how this pushed started. around and stuff like that, <laughs> spilling my drink. I don't know why I took my drink into the mosh pit, but I did. I, I don't know the rules, Eric. And, you know, somebody just kicked me with their Doc Martens right in the face. <laughs> Ethan just ordered a pair of Doc Martens. Uh, he, he's very excited about them. Why? Ethan will come up to me. Ethan's like one of those guys who he, he would write dark poetry. I'm waiting for that. But he'll come up to me and go, you know what I don't like about nowadays? Oh, the plastic go. nature of life. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, the prefabricated way that we go through living. This is the kid that called us nerds. Yeah, yeah, get out of town. I don't need that. He said, and then, you know, then I'm sitting there. Oh, Mr. Intellectual. I hear him downstairs fighting that six plus four is not 10. 
like, really? Really? No. That's just Wh- your rules what? of society, why man. Why are numbers placed Think outside on... the box, yeah, Daddy O? That, yeah, Daddy O, indeed. He starts <laughs> cl- clicking. Jim Bone. Damage number 12. Eric, didn't we say one time that damage number 12 would be damage's last episode or last one time? Issue I think we said the... that about a dozen times now. Oh, is that true? Is that true? You want to get in a mosh pit I, I, right now? I, I don't know if that's true. You want true. to mosh it up there, baby kicks? No. Damage number 12, written by Robert Venditti, art team of Aaron Lepresti, Matt Ryan, Hi-Fi, and Tom Napolo. Tano. 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 Oh, I hit one last one. <laughs> Damage has been about fighting every guest star that shows up in this book, and now it's Superman. Let's right. discuss. <laughs> Since it's Brandon's book, I figured I would have a very Brandon-esque deal. What else am I going to say about it? Uh, it actually, really? this issue. Is, we, we have a reason for the timer, finally, in this well, issue is what we have. There is a reason for the timer, but the timer isn't going as a tension-filled deal for damage. By the middle, you realize what's going on. It's a battle of attrition, and they just have to wait it out. Of course, Superman is going to be able to. I, did you ever think at any point in this <laughs> that Superman was going to die? No. I don't know about you. I didn't think it was going to happen. I even like the idea that we have the timer going on in the background, which it always counts down a little bit at a time whenever you turn yeah. the page and yeah, you're dealing yeah. with damage. Then at oh, one point, geez. they realize... Fuck, we got too much we got too no, much time on the clock. Is, time, this is me as ahead. a seven-year-old and saying, listen, you have three seconds before you better give me that sandwich, buddy. And then I'm like, three, two, one and a half, one and a quarter, one, one, a, you know, quarter. It, it's just – and here was what That's I thought. That's the opposite. You're extending time, my friend. I you're not getting rid of it. In your head, Eric, in your little mind cannon. But while I was reading this, what I thought it was leading <laughs> to was going to be the idea that the timer's going down – and Superman is getting more and more mad right. that he can't bring down damage. And as we see it's at a second, Superman is geared up to punch him into the sun right as he turned into Ethan. And and I thought that's what we were getting. I thought that that was the tension of the, right. oh, man, Superman, watch out. You don't know, but he's about to turn into this guy. And nope, that wasn't it because right before the timer spells itself out, Dead Man shows up out of nowhere to go into damage to, to just do that and to get info. And it's the weirdest thing, too, because the idea that we have, you know, we have Ethan inside of damage. They have both separate personalities. But when Dead Man goes down and possesses damage, it seems that he possesses damage wholly and not Ethan. But for some reason, he knows everything that Ethan knows by the time that, you know, it wraps around. So the just has the information. It's the that they need him, mind really here, And it's only me, so. It's not I don't know. Cool. Really? It, it, it's one <laughs> of those things where it's then dead man kind of informing, you know, the other characters about what damage is. The problem is while well, you're writing this, Robert Van Diddy should know that we know this info. Yeah. Superman may not, but if you're going to do something, you have it set up at the beginning because it starts off with, and we know that Ethan wanted to be a superhero he ends up seeing uh you know right. superman what is that calabac that he's got a beating up yes it's calabac. He's, he's, he's fighting, fighting on, calabac the on television when he's a young kid he sees yeah. you know superman for the first time by fighting something like that's my hero yes. that's who i want to aspire yep. to be and which that's makes what sense. he wanted to be and he said later even when they offered him this damage program he didn't really know what was going on but it was the idea of being a hero being something more more than yourself yeah, being something yeah. more so he went with that so i don't know why by the end of this issue instead of just the slug 
slugfest that we always get. Why couldn't it have been where they do end up Ethan, you know, the timer goes out, it's Ethan. Ethan would explain to Superman, you know, I know that I've done some things wrong, but I I aspired to be like you. Is there any way that you can help me? Instead, you get dead man, knows all his memories, just says he's had a hard life. somehow. Uh, Yeah. And then you have Superman that, boy, I don't know where this Superman came from. He's a dick. He is a very cold... He does not need a doomsday-style threat going around on the rampage. And even that... Well, even the stuff that we have, you know, the Justice League versus Damage last issue and then Superman versus Damage this issue, I thought Ethan was getting more control of Damage and I don't understand why this fight continued on as it did. Like, why didn't yeah, they stop like, yeah, they should and have try stopped. to explain well, this is what I'm, I'm saying. Speak. And if you're going to do this in the way that you're going to try to, you know, kind of get this, I can imagine that Ethan kind of tries to take control and then Damage ends up and they still keep getting beat up. Then that would lead Damage to be like... See, I told you, they only see us as a monster, yeah. which is kind of what they're going. It's kind of playing both They even ways. had the thing before where it seemed that Damage was trying to take over completely, where yeah. he wanted to be Damage. We had a little inklings of this before, but it's never presented here. It just seems no. to be everything that they're doing. It's like you know uh, a tag team effort. They are both on board with beating up Superman, it yeah. seems. And it, it's such a weird idea that they're fighting. Superman's fighting Damage. Even you know Guy Gardner is like, you know what? We can help Superman, but Superman wants to beat him. The last man standing. And then we That doesn't make any yeah, sense, no. Guy. I know fights yeah, don't make yeah, sense. No. That's why that's, I understand. Shut that's up. what that's Shut what up. guy does all the time, I think. He just walks around like, you know, hey, what's the plan? Uh, I think we should go and dress up as, as uh aliens. That doesn't make sense. Listen, war don't make sense. That's all he does. <laughs> uh, you know, making plans don't make sense. Sense don't make sense. But yeah, th- this whole thing is just another fight with the timer more involved. But again, like I said, the end result doesn't mean that the timer gives you tension. It uh, it's ends up no. being on the opposite way of, oh, Superman has to outlast that. And then we end up with, like I said, Batman shows up out of nowhere. Superman's like, oh, thank God you finally showed up. Hey, I brought a friend, dead man. Go get him. He goes in just to learn info so that they can kind of talk about it because then Superman well, even though, before that it seems it, that you know Batman has the knowledge that it's you yeah. know he can only be damaged for an hour so the whole thing yeah, they have we the, yeah, they have the his body for like like point, was it point ten seconds yeah, left yeah. in the whole thing yep and he ends up going and get but dead man really didn't need to be there he was going to revert no. anyway so when he does it's the weirdest thing because then Ethan wakes up in a hospital bed and then Superman basically tells ethan his story oh dead men told me anything when possessed he learned how you ended up as damaged you didn't want to happen and military makes you do this can you see dead man i I don't remember that being a thing this is the other thing with that is this could have been the roundabout deal where ethan does learn more about what the military made him do whatever but here it's just thrown in and then like i said he's finding out what the justice league knows about yeah and so he's like oh man you know what I just want to be myself. I just want it damaged to be gone. I, and Superman's like, the Superman can't, theory. Can't do that. Yeah, sorry, too late is for that, like all, buddy. Is this what we have waiting up to Doomsday Clock? Yeah, the whole maybe. idea of the Superman theory starts with Ethan? It, it might. It might. And so what, like I then Superman's like, hey, I know something uh, about being this. I didn't ask for my planet to explode and my parents to send me to Earth where I've been treated like an alien and a freak. <laughs> like, what happened? 
what happened? He's like, all I wanted was to put up hay in summer and shovel snow in the winter. The point is, we have to do the best with what we can with the cards we're dealt. So then Ethan's like, okay, well, that's what I'm trying to do. Can I just go now? No, you, you're going to be a prisoner now. He's not saying that he, giving Ethan any sort of benefit of the cards he was dealt. And then ends up saying, you should have thought of that before. Like, what is going on? Even this on? whole thing, which kind of goes against, because it seems like we're getting along the lines that every time the Ethan turned into damage, we had one hour of damage, and it take, took 23, 23 hours, hours to, to recuperate. Back. And ever since he kept turning more and more into damage, it seemed that he would sleep over that point to the point where he actually woke up, he could be damaged again instantaneously. Here, just because well, we didn't they have the exposition super well, it's it's under the time. Like We have no Man. fear of you because it's been under yeah, 23 hours. Yeah, he actually like, says that's the only – he goes, why aren't I restrained? Oh, because it's not 23 hours yet. And even if you are restrained, this is somebody who's almost as strong as Superman, if not stronger. I'm like, if you're going to keep him locked up in the uh, in the Hall of Justice here, you better sedate him or something because your time's yeah. running out. Let's see that timer happen because things are about to go down. Like I said, he's there and he's like, I just – I don't want to be anybody's weapon. I, I just want to go, you know, go and be by myself. Don't you understand? Oh, Bruce Banner style like, about I it. I understand, but until then, you're in jail. I, I, I take him to the, earn my trust, buddy. Take him off to the fortress of solitude, where he can't do any harm or something. And, and even with in the this, Bermuda Triangle, even with this though, yeah, even with this, it's not even Superman who sits there and says, "Like, hey, listen, we're gonna figure this out." You know, I know that you don't want to be damaged. Nobody wants damage. Like, damage is awful. We're going to try to figure out how to separate this. We're going to see. Nope. He just like, you're here. I get the idea. They will work on that. But just the idea of Superman, I guess that's why they used Wonder Woman's compassion in the sanctuary. Because he has no compassion here at all. He's just kind of throwing, you know, just nonsense shade at Ethan, when Ethan is just a guy who already, Dead Man said, he, he didn't want this. He, he, he They have used him. They He's like, ah, oh, whatever, you're a wrecking ball. And he's they, had Mr. Alicia's men after yeah, him. Yeah, Come on. Yeah, really. You paparazzi. Know, paparazzi was after him. You know, you don't want that. <laughs> paparazzi. And Snipper. I'm just saying, the whole, this whole thing, too, where we end up where Ethan is in the the you know, like the, the uh, charge of the Justice League now. Like, he's being held prisoner by the Justice League at the Hall of Justice. Yeah. This is a time where I think that we should still have a watchtower in space because if you when you turn to the last page, you see all the oh, people yeah, that are going there. to the Hall of yeah. Justice for the museum. Ethan's just going to get saw, go, you know, well, the thing. As we saw in Drowned Earth, this place can't I keep water you, yeah. out. So what's it going to do with damage? Oh, I told you, though, that this is why I, 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 it bothers me sometimes with this Hall of Justice because it's just a target. You have all these other people <laughs> – Take him to the Fortress of Solitude then. But, you know, and then with the idea, though, he's going to put him in that zoo. He don't care. But if hey, you know we're going to go there to be buddies and then he just leaves him. Hey, by the way, this is <laughs> Here, my look buddy. At this crystal. Yeah, this is my buddy blank. Yeah. Here's my he's buddy. Cyborg Cyborg Superman. Superman. <laughs> but yeah, it just, it's just more nothing. I, it, and it's one of those, again, where it, it, I'm not angry. It's just I read it. I I'm read it. I read it like damage. three I just minutes. It's nothing. It's exactly. just nothing. And then the rules. I, I waited for the point where they actually said that the damages time is the night time. That didn't come. <laughs> and maybe send them to hell. It, come on, it was enough, Bruce Banner. I just want to be left alone. I don't want I to know. be a weapon. I'm like, I just, I just kept whistling the whole time. Oh, yeah. Bruce Banner it, walking it, down the street, and, and hitchhiking you know what from was the weird? TV show. It's weird because recently in the Hulk book and even the like the Avengers deal the avengers have fought hulk and tried to do the same thing so this i don't know why with superman there and you know even guy and flash and and you know dead mention it just felt so much 
like the Hulk with the Avengers trying to bring him down even more than it has before. Even it's very obvious what this is. Well, it's this such a weird more... thing too. The idea, the whole thing that Guy was talking about how fights don't make sense. That's how I understand. We have Flash, we have Green Arrow, Vixen, Guy Gardner, Green Lantern. And we, they can't help Superman because for some reason this time it's personal yeah. for Superman to take this guy down if, by if himself. If they like, end up helping weird. Superman up, then he's not a man. He didn't do his job. It's very Get odd. Woke it, all it was was a way to – I mean really all you had to do was have damage knock them out they, they at the end of last fest. issue. Exactly. Right? Just have them knocked out. They, they, the only reason you have this is you want to have a full issue of damage going against Superman. And then you have them just standing around. And the other point of this that I don't like is the idea damage versus Superman. Yeah. At issue two, maybe this would have hit a little harder. Like, oh, oh yeah. my God, he's so strong. We we know this. Well, even when he's issue two, everybody. when it was the Suicide Squad, that was a cool yeah. thing. But now it's every issue. Every issue. You pepper in Mr. You, you Leach's do, crew. Yeah, you don't you care do about. not need to prove to us that damage is a heavy hitter. We've seen it <gasps> over and over and over. It's been a year now. Yeah. Yeah, it has. That's crazy. And, and we're still getting issues. this as if this issue was supposed to show you He's even more I'm telling of a you, imagine it, for some reason. Let's just imagine it's you know the holiday oh, season and the, the second and the second trade of this is you already out, even though this is issue twelve. Oh, thing, and somebody yeah. gets you. No, I'm just oh, saying, whatever it is, gets somebody, is somebody gets you the first and second trade. You're finishing this whole those two books in 15 minutes yeah. and wondering why did I read this <laughs> yeah, because did. nothing no, was happening. You're looking for the return receipt. And then go get something a little more. They bulkier. didn't give me a gift receipt. Give me, oh, some, no. give me something that'll uh, you know bend my mind like a Mister Miracle, Eric. I'll be reading that pornography. Forever. I got you. Yeah, really, really. But yeah, uh, at the end of this, again, it, it didn't make me mad, but it's just, it's no. it's what it is. It's just and nothing. It's nothing, and it continues. The solicits came out this week. It's not canceled yet, so it just keeps going. But uh, are we going to have to Why? wait? Like, if this was a book where eventually you saw damage form his own little justice league maybe an event you're waiting damage league? you're waiting too long for this i mean damage guy gardner Inc? likes it so he gets i just it doesn't have any you direction damage guy gardner arkillo it's guy gardner's warriors yeah that there you go but yeah it's just you nothing. get doomed in there scott liddell's doomed i was actually looking at reviews for doom today uh, I was uh, getting a chuckle out of those. It's all right. I was sending Scott Liddell tweets about Doom. Oh, Apparently, Doom. he doesn't check his Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Or he doesn't care about one Eric Shea. It might be both. <laughs> but what about Riser, Scotty? <laughs> yeah, really. What about oh. Riser? Uh, but yeah, what would you give this? I'm going to give this issue a five out of ten. Not a fuck you five because the art's decent. It is what it is, even though it's nothing. There's, I'm telling you, you buy this book, you're pretty much wasting three dollars, but know. it's not going to hurt you at all because there's, there's no, no substance to this at all. I don't but the know. art looks good and. <laughs> I'm just playing, Eric. I'm just playing with you. I'm just playing. Oh, just playing. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I actually, uh, I, I, <laughs> we can play time. Play time. Oh my goodness! I thought it was every time. Listen to me. I'm, I got my choice. You hear my choice here? You know what that is? It's Odorex foot Coffee spray. Cup? No, it's Odorex foot spray. Here we'll spray it. There you go, Eric. I spray. Oh man! Now I'm gonna have to cough. I I already have to pause the mic now. I just sprayed. Odorex Dr. Scholl's onto Why my you spray it in your face. I, I sprayed it onto my uh you know my windscreen there. Oh my, it smells Why? bad. Put it where it's supposed to go for Christ's sake. It, it smells a little like a uh, deodorant, but it's it's getting into me. Eric, I think I might have popcorn lung. I might have popcorn you. lung. Help me! It's like I'm vaping. What, what's me. your fa- what's your favorite uh, flavor of vape? Oh, I like Odorex Dr. Scholl's. It's, it's a manly vape. Uh <laughs> 
Yeah, but I'm going to give it a 5.5. I, I like the art. And because I don't the get the that good. angry, nothing I'll go up here, the though. five. And then, you know, I'm going to be say, like these guys I'm who love this. I'm a five as well, so I said a fuck you five. This is for you, Ruben and Simon. Hey, Dead Man shows up. Oh, my. I love it. Ooh. Dark character. Yeah, I'm just joking. <laughs> it, it's it's okay. I do like the art, though. <sighs> Eric, it's playtime. <laughs> playtime's over. Do I have a ding? <laughs> ding. Man, that's the school bell. School <laughs> bell's in. Time. School's in, sucker. I'm now I'm MC Hammer. Oh, oh! I just don't want to talk about this last plug. I don't know. I think I'm high now on Odorex. You're punch drunk. I might be. Maybe because that punch I made was all vodka, Eric. Does that make sense? You should start using this foot powder more often because not only do you not stink, but you're in a better mood. Boom. Oh, that's what you say then, Eric. Oh, there it goes. Oh, my God. Now, now you're just huffing on the nice. podcast. That's it all you're doing. It smells like secret deodorant, like oh. we said before. It does. Just imagine, you get, a foot, you get a foot deodorant that smells like shit. Is that what you expect? Well, if it did, it would still make my feet smell better. Oh! But <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, it's fun times, Friday. Uh, we, we had a, a large plans, uh, big plans of recording tonight, plans. and it's not happening. So, Eric, I'm just having no, fun as we no go. Limitations. But with these books. Yeah. With these books. Playtime's over, Eric. It's time to get in. School's in session. It's now oh, no. time for Professor. Am I going to get fearful? Professor Jimmy. To teach you some lessons on life. That's what I do. I, I I went to college not to learn about psychology, Eric, but to learn about life. And I did. I learned that life was yeah. awful. It'll awful. beat you down and it'll every beat turn. you down so much. It costs a lot. It does. And then your dad will claim he paid for it when he didn't. And then he's dead before you can punch That's him one more time. That's all I needed. One more punch to my dad's face. There you go, daddy. I can't talk now, Eric. Uh, this is my Odorex talk. Because you've been huffing on the podcast. Hey there, people. This is Wolfman Jack. Oh! Wolfman Jimmy. Wolfman Jimmy. We're, we're here for the... the we're going to drop You the, sound like Red Fox. <laughs> hey there, dummy. <sighs> what's yep, that? This is the podcast I know. What's that, dummy? There you go. This only happens on the Fridays. This is the Friday night fun. Friday night giggles, I call it. What's that, dummy? <laughs> hey, Lamont, get in here. Where's your friend Rico? What's that, Pops? Remember when he'd call him Pops? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't, I'm, just, I'm trying to think now from the thing we were talking about before. It's like college hunks hauling junk. You think yeah. Red oh, and like, you know, we're Sanford. Uh, <laughs> they, would, they would, would be pissed. In this whole thing. They'd be pissed. Like, all, no, I'm just saying, like, I think it would be their idea. And all of a sudden, it's Red Fox and Lamont driving around yeah, calling the, themselves uh, college uh, hunks hauling you, junk. I'm telling you, Fred would have a tank top on, his dude cap, and he would think he's a hunk. <laughs> He would. And then somebody would uh, call. They'd show up and they'd get mad. And he'd be doing that like Bowser flex too. That that whole oh, yeah. time he flexing. What you saying? I ain't no hunk. You dummy. There you go. <laughs> get off gorilla face. <laughs> We're going to roll your face in dough and make gorilla cookies. There we go. Uh, I think I might be a little off with this odor X. Uh, yes, it's it gets rid of odors and miserable behavior is what it does. Batman kings of fear. I thought I was hiring hunks. Looks like I just got stunks. <laughs> skunks. Stunks. 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 I thought, you are. I thought this was college hunks hauling junk, and what I got was a big damn thunk hauling stunk. There you go. All right. Thank you. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> even worse. Uh, you could have improved upon no, it. No, you, you didn't like that. Where's Grady? I need Grady. Grady, Grady, I'm so damn shady. 
He shows up. He's got the tank top on. There's what's look, going look, on. There's work to be Fred. done. Grady's not showing up. Remember, Grady. What's going on, Fred? Hey, Fred. Yeah. <laughs> we have Grady was we, my favorite. We have a theory of the mind going on right now, and nobody knows how spot on we're doing this. This is one of the best ever. <laughs> hey there, Fred. What you doing, hauling junk? What you talking about, Grady? You get out of here. There you go. Hey, Pops, Grady what's going like on? Grady seem like a to hang out with. Grady, Grady's one. Yeah. Grady's the perfect friend. He's the perfect friend because he's so slow <laughs> that everybody, <laughs> Fred could just say whatever and it happens. Then they, everybody they, is a slow friend. Come on. I thought you were. I thought you invited Arms Crowder here to get. And that's an actual deal. Arms, Arms Crowder, Crowder. That is a character from the show. He's only on one episode. Eric, he was at the card game there. And then you have, yo, where's Rico? And then he gets mad. There you go, Eric. We got to get on to <laughs> Batman Kings of Fear number five. Now, I just imagine the, uh, you know, if anybody's going to review the podcast this week, it's going to be a lot of nonsense. Like, don't worry. Oh, they have don't... not listened this far. That's true. I don't think I have either. And I am getting a little tipsy here with this. I am getting a little lightheaded. I may have to go to the doctor. Batman Kings of Fear number five. I'm not going to talk anymore just because I think every time I do, you keep muting the mic and huffing more of the soda wrecks. (laughs) Written by Scott Peterson. Art by Kelly Jones. Michelle Madsen and Roble. I, I ended up just spraying it on my hand. I wanted to just spray. Of course you I did. was rooting, tooting, shooting in the air, and I got it all over myself. It smells good, though. Kings of Fear is not my favorite book. Let's discuss. That's nice. I like the art, but the story of Scarecrow analyzing Batman is okay, but it has gone on way too long, and I believe it's just here for a twist ending next issue. Oh, well, this issue is kind of like a reverse. It's a wonderful life. Let's discuss, Eric. Let's discuss. Uh, it's it's a weird thing where I was thinking about the Kings of Fear and how little I care about this book, but the whole idea, because we have Scarecrow showing up in Nightwing as well, as yeah. we've already talked about in this podcast – I like that issue because it actually tells you that the scarecrow does not see what his yeah, victims he are He just saying. imagines like, what they would interrupt. and, you know, going so, by what them. we're getting here, though, I know you want to have the psychology aspect. That's why you have Dr. Crane, you yeah. analyzing Batman with the fear type. But what we're getting out of it, it seems more like a Mad Hatter yeah. situation where you can mind control Batman to see what you want him to see. And then you could also know what's going on because and, and, you're mind controlling that, him. And, and the way you were explaining it, Nightwing, uh, I like as well because it's not just that scarecrow. Crow's like, hey, listen, you know, I use the fear toxin and I, I, I just imagine what you're thinking. He's yeah. also using his psychological background to figure out what that person may be thinking. So I like Maybe. that. This, uh, he seems to know he's Bruce Wayne, but I don't know what they're playing with. This whole thing is a, a complete and utter mess. Uh, this is a it's like, a wonderful like life. Even- and he and you have Scott Peterson who wants to try to pull that back to make it a little more clever by just saying, no, no, it's not that you wish that you're dead. It's just the Batman's dead, but you're Batman and you're going to do Batman this and that. No. And it's almost saying this entire time, you know, if you were just Bruce Wayne and did stuff outside of Batman, but like, you know. Not saying Bruce Wayne, but throwing it every yeah. angle you can, except for actually coming out and saying the name. But yeah. it's weird to say yeah. because you jump in. What am I seeing? Well, this is the Gotham. What could have been, you know, Batman. Yeah. But out of nowhere, after this whole thing, why do we go to start fighting Killer Croc? I don't know. What are you doing? I'm fighting yeah, Killer Croc. It just thing. comes and out so, of nowhere. When Batman says, "I don't understand," how would my death make this like that? And Scarecrow, the twist here is supposed to be clever, I guess. No, no, no. It's not all about you. You're so binary. I'm going to start using. And that throw that at people you're so binary it's not about you dying this is about you being 
better. Uh, what? Like that's the, there we go. There's no twist here. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's just fighting Croc and it's, it goes. And this is where I said, I said, by I, I thought this a little, but this issue, I really go. If you remember the first issue, Batman brought Joker in and yeah. ended up throwing him in there. And that one doctor at Arkham was just like, listen, you keep punching these people and the villains. And you're the one that's giving them, you're giving them encouragement and you're showing them that that's what they want. And they want your attention with the punches. It's said again in this issue, just like this. I tell you, the scarecrow is that doctor. That's the twist. That's why it's a weird type of uh, fear toxin. That's why all the other characters, you know, when that Gotham deal were caught and he, I think that that's what it is. I think that this is the psychology. And it's also a weird thing where I'm not saying that scarecrow is not doing his due diligence. If it is indeed scarecrow, the person behind this whole thing isn't doing their due diligence. The idea though, that we have the idea like, well, what happens if it was never Batman? Well, this villain does this. And like, like how much did you have to think about? It's yeah. like coming up with a D&D character for their backstory kind of thing. Like how much time did you have to put in this whole thing to say what this character would have been yeah. if they weren't and, the, character, again, the villain that they are and in, this, in reality? The, I love the idea of that Scott Peterson is going with if Batman – didn't become the punch people in the face Batman. What he's alluding to is if he was just Bruce Wayne, used his Bruce Bruce Wayne Wayne, riches to just kind of better the city. That I don't mind because that's something that is true to me. You know, maybe he would have been better served for Gotham, his true love that we saw last issue of just being the guy who does give universal health care, pre-K to every kid. Oh, that, that might have by this point would have been better than a mask vigilante punching villains. But you have these things where it's spelled out that a Harvey Dent after skin grafts would have ended up becoming just a great, no, no, no. He was bad on his own. The, the, a lot of these things exactly. are going from this Joker. What became the, the Joker. Personality aspect. Yeah, Joker became the Joker, but Joker was also the red hood a gang. He was a bad guy. I, I love the idea too, because you had just done the whole like origin, like a podcast of the scarecrow. Yeah, the scarecrow. Have you done that yet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, know, I knew you were telling yeah. me about it. I didn't know if you actually did it yet, but the whole thing is well, the scarecrow was so involved in a Batman. He, he, I'm yeah. saying, though, he's out doing stuff before Batman ever got yeah. involved. Yep. How do you just go to be coming this a regular psychologist And this is how a lot of these again? guys are. And you can even go, I know he's trying to pull out the, if Batman never exists, Bane would have never, uh, he would have died trying to escape Santa Prisco, all this. But Bane, you know, all these things, there's a lot where. Now, but the Bane, Bane I can see because Bane did come to Gotham specifically, I'm saying, specifically but, for Batman. Yeah, he Other did. So. But who knows if it wouldn't have roundabout. But yeah, the the whole idea is you can't whitewash what happened now. Scarecrow is being binary. When he says that Batman only sees one or the other, it's, oh, I died. No, no, no. There's not just the one or the That's what this whole thing is. So you're using try to be clever, but showing that if you weren't around – Freeze would be a good guy. No, no. The Batman ended up. What about the Penguin? And, and really, then I, that's the only thing. But what I thought <laughs> this part. should be is the idea of, and it was going with this, is the idea that Batman has perpetuated what their bad things are. He has made them become worse, maybe, but he's also extended what they do. But he, if they wouldn't have been game designers and maybe profiler, but if 
if Joker is a profiler, it's because he was arrested and he's like, it's Silence of the Lambs now. He's not going to be <laughs> some guy who's just walking down the street. These people are awful. You know, they're already, you know, bad people by the time Batman gets them. And I mean, what's Killer Croc going to do? He's a crocodile, for Christ's sake. He's going to eat people. He's a dials. Is what he is. Well, yeah, then you have the, the funny you, deal. No Batman around is not going to stop people from making fun of Killer yeah. Croc and his scaly skin yeah. to, to no, the point no, that he's going to rage no. out against him. And this is where I thought where you're also getting these little hints because as this is going and, – and Catwoman, she ends up becoming Mother Teresa of America because she's helping oh. people. Well, why would – Bat? it's it's nonsense. It really is. It's very forced to fit the story. Like, even the idea of like – you know, the thing I'm trying to think of is like what continuity are we going with because yeah. you know when Batman came around, that inspired Catwoman to stop being a dominatrix and a prostitute. Yeah. What inspired her to become mother, like, you know, Teresa yeah. without the Batman? And she, how, like, she know, won a well, Nobel Peace Prize with abused women and children. <laughs> I get I get the idea of what he's trying to get at, but yeah, you, you have where the Joker now is is a, <laughs> a CSI profiler. I mean, the best ever, they say. It just... It it doesn't match well, and where they were trying to go from the beginning, and even at the at the beginning of this issue, even is the idea of Batman kind of extending it and making it worse. Now, this is where I also kind of like think, the writers extending yeah, well, the story. There, there's not much to this. Now, this is why no. I think there's a part where it is the Doctor and not really Crane is the idea of any time it does get pulled around to him or her, maybe. It kind of gets pulled back again. It, you know, it's like, well, I'd tell you, but you wouldn't understand, you know, stuff like that. So it might end up being that this idea, as for me, not that you asked, I went on to pioneer a new treatment for schizophrenia using, well, you wouldn't understand. Now you do see cream in the background, but in my mind, you're also, if it is the doctor that is at Arkham, what the twist is going to be next issue is because you're not here and there's no Arkham now, I can use my gifts for something better. I, you know, th- this doctor, I think, is ending up in this, you know, never ending cycle of Batman bringing the bad guys in Arkham. She, he is trying to, I, I think it was a she, is trying to right. fix the bad guys. Then Batman punches them again. They come back. So with that open ended, you don't have the, the people wasting her time. She ends up working on a treatment for schizophrenia because it's an odd thing for Crane to kind of go with that. And you know what I mean? You would think that Crane would have something to do with a fear deal and stuff like I that. I don't know so. what Crane's whole bottom line is to this whole thing. I just know we're going to induce some fear toxin and talk some yeah. smack yeah, on Batman. I, just, I think that it's this doctor like, and that's going to be the reveal of I just want I'm, I'm you to stop because of me. Like, yeah. Like I, I usually like Kelly Jones art when there's something I horrific. Like, like I like Jones the Scarecrow art. depiction in this. Besides for this, I'm not caring for it because even the one thing where this Batman's all upset, I should never have been Batman. Yeah, yeah. And the Scarecrow starts walking away and Batman's like riling in pain, but it's in front of a red curtain. And all of a sudden Batman's not there. Yeah. Now he's behind the red curtain. I'm like, I, I, I don't he's know what you're trying to do to me here. from the curtain. You don't get it. I, just, I don't I, get it. I, I I'm like, not a smart I, man. T- I just, if there is symbolism I like there, the old, I'm not picking I like up the on old it. school deal. But the big joke is, you know, you have one of these where it's – you have this and a lot of things like this. What? Well, oh, man, really? Like what happened to the penguin? Hey, he's a gangster. He's still the same. You, you didn't affect him. So that I, is I thought, the best part of the Yeah, issue. that was funny. I like that. Uh, you go then with the continuation of, man, you could have done all this stuff with your money, you know, your riches, where which means to me, you know, that Batman isn't known to be rich. You know, this is him well, he's got a lot of insinuating toys. that we know that you're 
you know, your your uh, Bruce. That's what it seems like. I'm telling you, because we're even then with the kid, the whole you know, you were saying. a kid. Your parents, so you are tiptoeing because you don't come out and say it. But and so out of nowhere, Batman ends up falling down. Then he gets up, he falls down again, and then he's like, "Ooh, I see some of that fear toxin. Maybe antidote. I don't know." Grabs it, and then so, Crane's like, "What are you doing? You can't do, use that on me." From? I don't know. It was laying on the ground at one point. You do see it laying there. Oh yeah, I could see him him reaching yeah. for it. You yeah. see a little bit of it. I'm telling you, this might as well be the reaction. Yeah. Animator serum for free so animator. Crane says, you know, oh, what? You're going to give this to me? Like, I, that's not going to affect me. I don't have anything to hide. And then Batman does inject himself. And is this the, like it's an is this the greatest detective thinking like, okay, I'm going to inject this. Is it real? Because if I inject all this, I'm going to die because I'm going to overdose. Or is it that maybe he doesn't have anything in his system at this point and now he's going to give it to know. him? I don't know either. And and you do have well, Scarecrow saying, thing, like, like, you have so you have more, you know, juice in you than Croc could take. And I just even this whole thing where it's like, you know, you're putting that stuff in me. It won't do anything. Yeah. The Scarecrow is not afraid of this whole thing. He has the idea that Scarecrow can't be afraid for anything that's going on. Once Batman injects both these vials into his <laughs> oh legs my. and starts freaking, what did you he do just to me? Scarecrow looks terrified. Yeah. <laughs> what? What did you do? What did you do to me? What did you do to me? What did it just keeps going? I mean, really? <laughs> I you, don't know, it, Batman. Can you just I really make, don't know? Can you just make this, you know, a page less and have him yell at once? I, you really? He's can guy, you make this an issue less so it can be over Well, this? what it is is Scott Peterson is a former uh, Batman editor. And he did his due diligence. He read, I am suicide and thinks Batman repeats himself ad nauseum. So that's what he did. He went with that. There you go, Eric. Uh, but yeah. Yes, it, he didn't do it for an entire issue, thankfully. Yeah, this is just this is just nothing. I, I just – and I'm not angry about it. It makes me actually chuckle a little. It makes me a little angry just because you know this is a Batman story that doesn't matter. At least damage yeah. while not doing anything does exist in the same world as yeah, everything else. I, this being outside of continuity and not giving me anything to yeah. do with it. Like the whole idea – let's analyze Batman. Like, I've read well, this a hundred goddamn and, times. And what are you doing You're kind of getting me a little angry just at your jerk-off <laughs> voice. But what I do get that angry – That does make sense. Well, what I get angry about is now you kind of brought up the fact this kind of is out of continuity. It's just out there. Yeah. That's when we always say, like, let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's not really that much fun, though. I'm looking. I was just going to, you know, say about I'm the like reviews. Six but issues I, to say. Hussein gave it a nine. Saying, we're, I can't we're, throw shade at people. <laughs> I love I can't Hussein. say six issues because we haven't done the final issue yet. But out of five issues, the most we've gotten out of this was the idea that if there was no Batman, these villains would be good guys doing this, this, yeah, this, but this. but it doesn't you know, match like, up. What, what are you getting out of it? You know, this whole thing, even yeah. driving around with the scarecrow yeah, and yeah. previous issues yeah, and going I, I to other you. buildings and sitting around and not doing and, anything. And the like, idea these are of boring and stories. the idea of Batman making his own villain, uh, the idea of Gotham being better. Oh, we've we've actually seen oh. twice now of a Gotham being better than uh, you know before without Batman. I mean, in the past probably six months, I think uh, we had that one one shot issue and Detective that kind of gave us that and. It's it's a very cliche. I, I just story imagine like every time we have those writer workshops every year when they come, I'm surprised that everybody just doesn't do a story about this with Batman think, because it's so cliche to do it. Yeah, I, I think from now on I'm going to have Hussein talk. We have one more. He loved it. He, I, you know, people love it. He gave it a nine. I'm not nowhere near that. I am Tony. I don't like the story, and besides for the scarecrow, I'm not even that big of a fan. And, of the, art. The, the thing is, too, me and Hussein are usually like right on the money with each other, uh, and we are not because I give it a fuck you five because. I can't. I I like the art. 
Uh, but yeah. I put, I love Kelly Jones' art, but there's just nothing to justify this many how issues. How can you give it a nothing. fuck you five if you really enjoy the because art? What's wrong with you? that's how much the story drives me nuts. And <laughs> and I love the art, but I, I don't need it. If you no. sat there and said, you know, this is probably – I need one me of some the books, big ears on my Batman. I will. It's going to be over next month. I will forget about this book in a month later, and then Look, it I will, forget about it every time oh, we're done we'll, talking. We'll bring then it, it pops up back up this summer. Somebody will bring it up, and I'm like, "Oh man, that piece of crap." But yeah, some people like it. So that, to be that's fair, all I forget that, about most things. Though. That is true. Yeah, especially that you promised me you'd be working this week. That that was the thing you forgot. <laughs> you, I did you work this week. A, What's wrong you with you, son of a bitch? But what do you give it? I give it a fuck you five. What do you do? I'm giving us a three out of ten. I'm not a fan of the story. The art, I like the scarecrow, and just, that's as far as it really goes. Buddy, I like the idea. Well, what about the penguin? Oh, he's still a monster. You can't change that. So that was the best part of the issue. I got a little chuckle out of it. The rest is just a really boring read, just doing cliche things like like the whole idea. It's not. I can't say it's cliche because oh, the Joker. He would be you know a CSI kind of guy. He'd be a, a profiler. I mean, for the FBI. So, I wouldn't think about that, but even with it, it just seems silly to me, and it doesn't do anything for me for this yeah. book. Yeah, I'm, I'm messaging Hussein right now because I don't want him to think that I was throwing shade at him. Uh, I, maybe he can explain it to me. I, I talked about your score on the podcast, the podcast, <laughs> uh, on Batman Kings of Fear. So I'm going to let him know. Funny. You have to actually do this during the podcast because yeah. you're so fearful of this whole shade. I am. You think and you I'm, I'm afraid I'll forget. And I, I don't want to throw shade. I, it actually, I went, I'm like, let's see who gave this. Ah, Hussein, you're killing me. You're oh, killing no. me. Because, yeah, like I said, he usually likes and dislikes a lot of the books uh, along the lines of a moi. Uh, this one we are far from, but there's also Simon who loves this book as well. But you know, yeah. me, me and Simon, uh, we might be mortal enemies now. <laughs> me, me and What's Simon, Ruben might be kind of there. He's a, a side villain. Simon is definitely oh. my villain. Simon is my villain. And when I give Justice League You're Dark dude. bad scores, I am like Batman. I'm creating more and more of my own villains. That is what happens. But yeah, yeah, I, I just this, just a weird dude. I am. This this book, I'm I'm waiting for him to reply and like, yeah, I, I kind of you know. Say, oh, he's, he's not on your time he table said, here. That's cool. I oh love the book. I don't. <laughs> and I'm gonna put Eric. Apparently, Gab- he's on your timetable. Eric gave it a three. See, this is the thing, Eric. When you have your own podcast and and you're not, there's no limitations here. There is no limitations. There's there's no limitations. Gave it a three. Let's see what he says. Just riveting. Let's let's see what he says. Riveting. I've heard some of these other podcasts, Eric. (laughs) I'm telling you, this is solid gold. (laughs) At least I know what I'm talking about. The other, what do we talk about tonight? Hey, what's going on, buddy? What'd you do this weekend? There you go. You want that stuff, Aaron? He's responding now. You, you, you know I don't want that I mean, stuff. I just want I want him to be able to get his uh, – he put, oh, man, that's rough. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. But, yeah, that's the end. Eric? Why? why, why oh, he knows what you gave it. Okay, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. I'm like, why are you throwing me under the bus? But I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. He would yeah, know he, what you gave he it because I'm the yeah, me and him look at each other's scores. So I'm like, eh, yeah, Eric gave it a three. And so I'm not trying to throw the bus there. I'm not trying it's to throw the bus book. under you. Is that is that how I gotta stop spraying the spray? I think I'm hooked. Goodbye, pills. No, no, no. Goodbye, pills.
Why not just what, double up? What's that? What do you say? Why why can't they work together? I love you. Your I love death? you too, Odorex. Uh, I'll get rid of Eric now. Can we go and spend some time with each other? Okay. There you go. No, I, well, honestly, it's about time. I, I just sprayed my screen. My <laughs> screen is full of this shit. Yeah. The, the best is it's a full can because you, you've had computer issues all fucking night where it keeps crashing. And now Let's I'm spray spraying some Odorex, Odorex on, it. on it. Oh, well. Oh, well, Eric, that's how we play the game. That's how we play the game. No, it's not. Eric, that we call podcasting. how we do uh, it. That's it. We're going to go off now. You're giving bad do you, advice. Do you think Batman Kings of Fear might be in the running for your book of the week? Do you think that there's a possibility? No. no. Well, I'm gonna, no, I like some books this week. If there is a time when our book of the week is under a five, can we can we call it quits then? Can that be the time Maybe. where we I'm say I'm trying to think. Did, I, did I have a book that was a 6 out of 10? Yeah, it was, it was a 6.5. 6, 6. 6. I'm saying if at 4.9 and lower, if one of that yeah, – that's, that's, that's the that's book of the week. Right and you have to have at you least – You don't like anything. You have to have at least six books that week. So it won't be one of those like weird weeks where we okay, have one so book. It's, it's never going to happen. Well, I'm saying we have to have at least six books. I don't want to have it like – sometimes you do have those holidays where you have two books and we may not like them. And then so right. you have to have at least six but have uh, under a 4.9 score as your book of the week and then we'll just say goodbye goodbye so that's going to be your see you that's never my yeah, situation you, you wait for the 10 out of 10 i'm waiting for my book of the week to be under a five <laughs> uh, but yes we'll go on now to our book of the week all right eric and what is your book of the week my book of the week is Freedom Fighters number one. <laughs> Are you there? Is this on? Does this rhyme? You're a little delayed there. Maybe it's our connection. Maybe we it is. don't have a solid connection like we used to back in the day when we first started dating. What are we talking about? Oh, wait a minute. Freedom Fighters I think number I heard one. That Patreon earlier exclusive. Today. <laughs> yes, that is mine as well. Is that a business plan? Is it? No, it is not. But I also I was actually thinking like, about that earlier because it does happen more often than not anymore that my book of the yeah, week was the I Patreon also, though, exclusive. Like, I mean, th- this is the thing, though. I did really enjoy Freedom Fighters, number one. That was my book of the week. But I also really did enjoy Teen Titans and Aquaman as well. I had three books that I put over eight. So that's pretty good. We also had a lot of crap. Sure did. That's the usual as per usual, but I want to tell everybody next week, DC is not putting out any books. We're actually no. anybody who, uh, you know, is buying DC comics, you get a week off. You don't have to spend anything. They that are means not we releasing get a, week off? a book next week. No, it does not, because what oh. we are going to be doing next week, it seems like that would be a great time to do our end-of-year awards. And so we're going to do that. Now, again, if you want to think that I'm a piece of crap. Year-end review? Kind of. No, I did think in my mind that maybe we'll just do that on Patreon. But now I said, no, 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 we'll do that a <laughs> regular I, I did, <laughs> I did think about it though. But I'm like, nah, no, that that can't be. People have listened all year, and then we have the rewards. That that <laughs> would be pretty low, Jim. <laughs> so low I decided. Gym. Oh my, he's a Draxulus <laughs> and a dickhead. But no, we're we're gonna be doing that's the worst regular ever. And he's a dickheaded Dracula. But yeah, we're gonna be doing our year end awards type deal we'll have a bunch of categories that we'll go through now to tie it in to the patreon if you want to go over to patreon at, at patreon.com slash weird science we will be setting up for the get fresh crew beep boop, boop and boop. the whole get fresh crew this will not just be for the badasses this is for everyone i'm going to set up a couple polls for a bunch of the awards book of the year writer artist that right? sort of thing so every and i'll have you know i'll try to grab at least 
seven choices for everyone. So, and it, it, there can be write-ins as well. But what I'm saying is, we'll also have a get fresh. Eric, I think I just had a stroke. A get fresh crew vote on the end of year as well. So, if you wanted to just get edit things out, huh? You can go. I wish I had that, Eric. I can say I that. don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I only have limited limited sound effects, Eric. <laughs> you sad sack. I, I really don't have a lot. I, I'm sad trying sack now. Soundboard Des- by Jim Werner. Oh yeah. Oh man, is that my new one, Eric? Is that what you're saying that I don't have enough? Edit that out. Thank you, Jess. Take that, Eric. Take it. Okay. Take I'll, it I'll, good. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it home. Give it a take good home over good, here. Take it good, you. The guy is drunk. The guy. Oh, yes. Why I am you, on why it so now. Happy? Why is the guy drunk? Because it's all opening up to me. I cannot believe how many things that I have now, Eric. I'm not going to stand oh, here. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes, but we're going to have an end-of-year awards show if we you're going to listen to that. But if you want to get involved in the voting, you want to go over to the Patreon and become a subscriber and support us and listen to a bunch of other shows, Boosh. go over to patreon.com slash weird signs. We'd really appreciate that. And we try to make it well, well worth your while. And that's about it, Eric. I, what, oh, drunk. my. No, I'm just high. I'm not drunk. On life? Would you rather be drunk right now? Yeah, I'm always drunk on life. If if getting drunk on life is wrong, I don't want to be an alcoholic. Does that make sense? Yes. If if you drive home and see a drunk jacking off in a tree, call go, the cops. Go away. Does this please, please call the cops. Where is that? I He's don't have any more. I don't have else. any more spaces for wrong turns joke or Eric. Do I? Do I? Can we maybe hear no. that? Do you think? No. Oh. This is a joke. Get <laughs> out of your car. If you see a monkey on a tree jacking off, walk away. That's the joke. Does this rhyme? <laughs> so happy. So happy. Also, I will tell you as well, if you want to tune in next week, we have a bunch of games as well. I have one wrong turn game, and we actually have another secret game that might involve a bunch of guys that wear denim vests. So we're going to have that. But Eric, what do we say at the end of this podcast? Everyone have a great week. We Keep it weird. weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh, Are you ready for this week in Holiday Special History with your hosts, Lady Abby and Lord Andy, with special thanks to Jim and Eric and the Weird Science Podcast Empire and the rest of the Get Fresh crew. Special holiday wishes to Chris and Reggie of the Cosmic Treadmill. My dude Simon, Alex M, T-Funk, Dancing Mike, my boy Leonard, A.A. Ron Anderson, the Walton Brothers, Tony and Scott, Tony Jackson, John Wayne, John Jack, and my boy Treadit, and uh, all my dudes doing them uh, other things they be doing. Welcome everyone to This Week in Holiday Special History. 
Yes, that's right. It's that time of year when they have holiday specials. Bum, bum, bum. And it's, um, well, we're trying to find, well, first off, it's Lord Andy. And Lady Abby. And we have not been around since we can't remember when was it. We think it's Aquaman history. So you just let us know, listeners. But, they won't remember either. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome one and all to, um, oh, we're just so excited because it's just that time of year, that magical time oh, of year. But, time. uh, to drink beer. That's true. It is the most wonderful time of the year That's because it. we're here together reading comics and what else could you ask for? So, hello, Get Fresh crew. And, uh, whoop, whoop. Yeah. yeah. Hello, Get Fresh crew. Whoop, whoop. All right. Um, we miss you all. And, uh, since Jim has wandered over to the Marvel Universe and we can't find the DC Christmas special that we, we lost had. lost it. No, no, no. It's, it's not a we. It's a you. Abby somehow misplaced it I in our not. boxes. Of no, Endless no. boxes. No, I did not. Of, of comics no. that we've collected and we've bagged and we've categorized them in our CLZ app, which is pretty awesome. Pretty good app. Uh, we still lost it. It says you we have it. it, so I don't know. It's in our inventory somewhere. We're going to get audited, and it's going to be... <laughs> but we did have, and it's special because it's 25 years ago, so it's the anniversary uh, of Marvel Holiday Special mm-hmm. from Mar- uh, well, January 1993. Mm-hmm. Going price was two ninety five U.S. dollars and three seventy five in Canada. I think so. they uh, missed the holiday. Which, well, because it came out in January. January. Well, yeah, well, they always <laughs> put it out like two months ahead of time anyways. You know, it's weird. They put it out 12 months ahead of time. Yeah. It wasn't Space. a year. I don't know. But 25 years ago. So where were you, Abby, 25 years ago on Christmas? Uh, I was two. You were two? So probably by the tree somewhere. Did you get what you wanted that year? Mm, probably. Was it a copy of like Marvel a- Holiday Special that uh, you kept asking for? Absolutely. Because I know you're at two, you were reading... Uh, a lot of Ghost Rider and Thanos, right? Well, yeah. Who wasn't when they were two? Mm-hmm. So, I was probably um, pretending I was on the U.S. bobsled team for the 92 Olympics or whatever. <laughs> How old were you, Andy? I was a lot. I was, I was 10. 10. 10. So, um, what was I asking for at 10? Probably a Sega and probably didn't get it. That's okay. I got it eventually. So, my dad was always the one to like wait the extra year so that every other kid in the neighborhood had whatever I really wanted and then you get it and then it'd be like oh no one wants this anymore that's cool but the Sega is still my favorite that's probably my favorite like Christmas gift ever I'd say was was getting a Sega and I just remember like tearing the paper open like holy fuck shit you know because if I didn't (laughs) say that it was more like but it was uh, it came with Sonic 2 which is the best Sonic I think anyways what's your favorite gift my favorite gift ever would probably I forget what they're called, but it was like the microphone recording thingy that was on Home Alone. Oh. Had. Yeah. I, I asked for that for Christmas, and nice. that was probably like the best gift ever. And I would just record things for the sake of recording things. Huh, look where that led you now. You're yeah. Just, you're, you're I the know. Same there thing. you go. Do the same it's gone thing. full circle. Uh, full circle, just as bad quality, so mm. it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember having a tape recorder recording myself all the time, and then listening to it later, and I'm like, I'm an idiot. Like, yeah, so. But you're, you're, you're a Marvel fan, and some people can. Okay, I'm kidding. You I've, are. <laughs> you're more of a Marvel fan now. I'm buying. I am right I'm now. buying more Marvel comics, and she's buying more DC comics. Mm-hmm. So we've gone full circle again. Mm-hmm. So we're switch hitters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 
So, what do we have for, uh, okay, so the comic came, it's at least, it's at least 80 pages long, yeah. so we're not going to do that, we're not Chris and Reggie, so, um, we're going to go. It can only take so much Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> if we do find the DC special, we should probably try to get something. We're still going to do at least one thing from there. If you can find it, there's yeah. no we in this can finally just fix your mistakes. So. Uh-huh. All right, but this one is, so there's like 10 stories or five stories or whatever. Stan Lee wrote one of the ones we want to read. But, uh, May he rest. Yes. Yeah, that's how late it's been since we did a podcast. The since great Stan Lee has passed since yep. our last show. And I'm, and I try to make fun of him on every show we've ever done, so. Don't you just feel like a dick? <laughs> Time will tell. Uh-huh. <laughs> right here. We're both legends in the comic field, so, well, you know. Uh, but um, this one is Yule Memory, and it's just another thing coming full circle. What's the big DC, or excuse me, big Marvel story right now is the baby Thanos and the Cosmic Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. And this is a Ghost Rider story from 25 years ago. Well, it's actually a Thanos story, but, uh, and we did not review it at all. It's classic, um, tradition. So uh-huh. I was like, Oh yeah, it's got a lot of words. Let's do it. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's Ghost Riders featured on the front. Um, I'm guessing that would be like the cover art, you know, like all these didn't really get covers. And then there's also some pinup art in here, which pretty is pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. I like them. Um, the Spider-Man and Mary Jane in the back. Yeah, that's a nice one. There, see yeah, that? that's a good one. That's a good one. No, I hate Mary Yes. And what did we decide? Yeah, I never even posted on Slack chat. But uh, if uh, you were to like, have the most self-centered evil bitch in all comic universe, it would be Lois a Lane. mix of Mary Jane and Lois, Lois Lane. Lane. Yep. Mary Lane. Mary Lane. Yeah, or or um, Lois Jane. Or Lois Jane. <laughs> I, think, I like Lois Jane. I, I thought that they should be like <laughs> evil twin sisters. Yeah, they one lives in the other universe. Joe is... Joyce. Joyce, Lois Jane. Joyce, Joyce. Joyce. that's me perfect. But, uh, yeah, so Lois Jane and Mm -hmm. Mary Lane Mm -hmm. and their evil's cousins. Our powers combined. Yeah. You know. Ugh. We destroy. uh, uh, Destroy the world. More powerful than Thanos. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, the power of a woman. And you combine two of them. I. Get a good time. uh, I was going to say, some people pay for that kind of thing. So, got Ghost Rider doing his, every time you ever see a Ghost Rider uh, cover or cover art, he's on his motorbike, and there's a bunch of flames, uh-huh. and he's like reeling it, rah, oh, and he's got yeah. chains. So, Spikes. basically, that's like that's all I know about Ghost Rider. I, I, I will admit, I don't know shit about Ghost Rider, and I want to pick up the, the baby, the Thanos and Ghost Rider thing, everyone at, at our favorite comic shop, Carol and John's in West Park. Um, they're like, yeah, pick up uh, the baby thumb, pick up the baby thumb. I'm like, I will, I will, as I'm paying like all this other money for the other stuff I still have to read. So, you know, I will do it, but, um, I've heard good things and I still don't know shit about Ghost Rider. That's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the, that's the, I like Ghost Rider, which was a book series and really shitty TV show, uh, in the early nineties. If anybody remembers that. Nope. All right. So that's probably what I got for Christmas in 1993 was Ghost Rider books. Because <laughs> my dad got them for free. But, uh, so this is Ghost Rider, though. I Rider guess, instead of Rider. Rider, yeah. You guys exactly. get the difference yet? So he is a cosmic skull. He's, he's red. Cosmic skull? I mean, you're co- not wrong. Yeah. And, he, and he rides around his bike. He, he He's a wannabe Lobos, is what he is. But, uh, yeah. 
because Lobos is way more badass. And I don't doubt that. Lobos was never played by Nicolas Cage, so... Also, there's a plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's what turned me off to him, Ooh. was just fucking seeing Nicolas Cage. Well, Nicolas Cage like, has turned off a lot of people, so it's... Yeah, yeah, that's... You know, he was almost casted for Batman, too. Really? Or no, no, Superman. Superman. He was going to play Superman in the Superman Returns, the Brian Singer one. Did they just punch him in the throat? Or? I don't know, but they're just... I would have. I would have punched myself in the throat if Nicolas Cage played. Well, that just give me another reason not to watch it, so... Mm-hmm. That's actually... All right, I don't know how many listeners agree with me, but as you all know, I'm a Superman fanboy. No clue. You're but... wearing a rainbow Supergirl, Superman, Supergirl hat right Yeah, now. that's pretty sweet. Yeah. It got all the attention from everyone. Rainbow. Yeah. Uh-huh. That will catch people's attention. Most oh, of the yeah. Time. It's, um, it piss people off at the same yeah, time. Yeah, you're like, I'm mad. I don't know why. <laughs> the guy wearing a rainbow uh, Supergirl. The symbol for God's covenant with mankind really pisses me off yeah, for some right. reason. But uh, I hate Lucky Charms. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'll, any other reason why rainbows would upset people. Uh, but uh, this one's called Yule memory. And, uh, so it's got Ghost Rider. Oh, anyways, no, what was I saying? Yeah, uh, Superman Returns is my favorite Superman movie besides probably one, uh, the original, but, um, I don't know what's everyone's take on that. But, uh, we open up on page one, and it's Thanos doing his typical Thanos stance where he's got his, uh, he's got the Addies, he's, his hands behind his back, just, Nurr. And uh, I am Dark Side. I mean Thanos. And, uh, <laughs> I know <laughs> they really look a lot alike. <laughs> um, it's I, Thanos, am embarked on a program of reopening and retrifying several of my former hideaways. Recent events have clearly shown that, despite setting aside my galaxy-conquering intentions, the universe still remains a dangerous place for this particular Titan. You never know when one of these old haunts might prove an advantage. Wow, what an opening. All right. Mm -hmm. And this little robot says... Sir, what shall we do with the items the crew cleaned out of the back rooms? Dispose of them. Wait, let me see the contents of that box. What have you there, Master Thanos? Simply a doll. And Thanos is looking down at this little green doll... And Foreshadowing? I think so. Yep, for the next panel. <laughs> I wonder who's green in his life. She-Hawk. Yeah, I know. It once belonged to a child named Gamora. Did you not raise this woman from infinite... What? Oh, infinity. <laughs> infinity and beyond. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very tiny print. <laughs> it is really tiny it, it's print. Really, it's, really, it's really small. Did you not raise this woman from infancy to become a field operative in your first endeavors, in your past endeavors? <laughs> Both, why not? Yes, but I did not desire just any psychopathic assassin in my employ. Just yeah. any psychopathic assassin. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and those come a dime a dozen. I wanted a fighting and killing machine, but one that, which sounds like a the <laughs> psychopathic assassin. My, but I wanted a fighting and killing machine, but one that could reason with sound and rational reason. mind. She could reason without the pages falling. But So I endeavored to give Gamora the training she would need for her future labors while well, granting her a so normal child as I could muster. I even went so far as assigning her a birthday and celebrating certain holidays with the child in order to penetrate the illusion of my family life. You can see why people don't get rid into 
These comics, Jesus! I just Christ. can't believe that Christianity has that far of reach. Yeah, we're right? celebrating Christian. Uh, yeah, right? world or whatever. Where's where does Thanos live? Um, in a galaxy far, far away. That's it. He just floats around. That no, there's a specific like planet. I don't know. I never really got into that. Thanos segment. world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it's, like Thanos Disney, it's like Disney World. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Thanos world. <laughs> It's expensive. I wait in line everywhere. The it's kids really wouldn't hot. stop screaming. Yeah, it's really fucking hot. My feet! Lava pits and shit. But anyways, he endeavored on training her and giving her holidays. And one of the holidays we honored was the pre-Christian Yule with shades of modern Earth's Christmas tossed into the, tossed into the mix. Because why not? You know, they're really good at holidays. Man, fuck it. We're going to do a little paprika with a little bit of salt and a Christian Yule. Like, <laughs> what? So Gamora was so young back then, she couldn't have been more than five years old. A baby doll. A baby doll? For me? For who else, child? Oh, thank you, Master Thanos, which is super creepy. It is kind of creepy. You are welcome for this weird father-daughter relationship. Now, if you will excuse me, work awaits. I'll be in my lab. Master Thanos? Yes, child? Can we... Can we maybe go to the lagoon later today? I really love watching the dolphins. And now Thanos just kind of stares at her, and she's giving him the puppy eyes. And he goes, perhaps. But he never did make it that day, did he? And then she got hooked on drugs. (laughs) So they have drugs, kids. Even back then. Oh, my God. This entire page is just him monologuing. So you might, I'll, I'll read the monologue. You tell, you say what's going on okay. in each panel. So He's walking away into his lab. He's in his lab now. Yeah, it's at Star Labs. Even back then, Thanos of Titan had his enemies. Unfortunately, I was nowhere near as security conscious than I as I am today. His name. <laughs> you got that? Security <laughs> conscious? It says, unfortunately, I was nowhere near as security conscious then as I am today. They're missing, like, (laughs) two commas. It's not my fault. (laughs) I told you you won't be rusty. His name was Extorted Olaxton. And meanwhile, this guy is, like, coming out of the crate. Or, like, a, what is that? Like 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 a vent? Yeah, probably like a venting system. Looks like an assassin. He's got, uh... He looks like a frog, but with teeth. Yeah, a frog with teeth, and he's got green, long dreadlocks that are, like, tentacles. skin. Tentacles. Tendrils, Tent- yeah. I guess you would say. Tentlocks. Tendrils. 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 Okay, anyways. I had no business dealings with his family, this Zitorio Laxton I just mentioned. They had tried to cheat me, and I was dealt with them accordingly. I did not take seriously the blood oath Extoria Laxton had reportedly taken the revenge of his family. So and that was nearly proud of fatal miscalculation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> fatal? What is that? Fatal miscalculation. Fatal? Oh, yes. Fatal? Like, what are you Fatal <laughs> calculation. Fatal miscalculation. Meanwhile, this creepy tendril guy is, like, walking up behind him with his laser gun, obviously. While he's, like, monologuing here. And he, like, creeps up on him. And then he puts the gun to his head. And Thanos is still staring at his computer, and then he charges the gun, and then a doll gets thrown at the alien tendril dude, frog dude's face. He used the baby towel to defend himself? No, that's probably Gamora, because she had it. Uh, oh, and she, threw she saved doll. his life. That's right, because we're having a flashback. I'm sorry. So, the baby doll comes smashing in his face, and he misfires and misses Thanos barely, and then Thanos... 
fire blast them with a, what I'm assuming has to be uh, repulsors. Yeah, because um. <laughs> it's a body of ash now. And then he's a body of ash. Or hair. Of it looks kind of more like... Hairy like ash. A hairy ash. A lot of hairy <laughs> ash. Like, fuck, this is never going to... It's going to be in like the air forever. All right. So then Thanos goes, kneels down to his body and looks around the corner. And there's Gamora that's standing there with her hands behind her back. Like, oh, shit. You. You. I know. Your Tao was scorched in the blast. I will replace it. Oh, she got it just that day. Well, yeah. she probably wasn't too attached to it then. Yeah. You know. There's no need for you to bother, Master Thanos. I'll make Dolly all better. Dolly will be okay. That's real creepy. Yeah, she's just walking away slowly in the dark. Like and she looks sad. With the burnt remnants yeah, she's of just, her doll. Yeah, just holding it in her arms. Gamora? Yes, Master? Once I've cleaned up the lab, we shall go to the lagoon. Thank you, Master. She saved my life. Then thank me for taking you around an outing. By the way, she looks kind of like Robin Hood. Yeah, she does. She like, has like a green... Beast Boy in a Robin Hood outfit. What is it? Tonic? What is it? What is that word? Uh, tunic? Yeah, yeah, tunic. Yeah. yeah, tunic. It's a type of flower. No, it's a tulip. Oh, great. I got tulips <laughs> for something you did. Okay. She saved my... Now it's back in modern time, 1993. She saved my life. Then thank me for taking her out... On an outing. I should have known then that Gamora would not work out as a good assassin. <laughs> then, yep. He's like, shit, you know, if I had the foresight to realize that she threw her own, my Christmas gift that I waited in line for on Black Friday and fucking had to pulsar blast ten people to get this fucking thing and she just throws it. Like it means nothing. Fucking brat. She wanted to go on an outing, and he's like, well, that's the time I yeah. should have known. Like, she wanted oh, to do out, go God. nature and do shit like that. Oh, but, boy. All right. But, uh, yeah, so now he's just summing it up, and he goes, now she runs with Adam Warlock and his Infinity Watch. So many changes. Sir, what should we do with the doll? Hmm. To the incinerator with the rest of the garbage. And it looks like he is holding on to the... Dow, but oh, I'm not supposed to give it away. But yeah, he's holding on to the Dow. It is but damaged plaything, only good for the memories it might invoke. But memories are for those capable of caring for those who can still feel. Too much scar tissue lies over my gentler emotions, proud Thanos. What this is really Christmassy. I love it. I had never had had. All sensitivity has long been atrophied. Caring is for the weak. There is nothing weak about mighty Thanos. And then he grabs a keyboard and he just crushes it in his mighty hands. Nothing. Merry Christmas. They put, a, they put a Christmas tree in the background, so it's happy now. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh. Mm -hmm. that's, all, that's their Christmas tree. Why so is yeah, the Christmas tree super, sideways? Super good. Probably because he knocked it over because he hates Christmas. Uh, yeah, it was, not a, it was very uh, anti-climactic. <laughs> Yeah, I, don't, there. I mean, well, all these, like, most of the stuff that goes in the holiday specials are these stories that get, like, canned or, you know, put in the files. I don't know why. That was a really good one. Well, that's how it always she works. Sarcastic. You know? Uh, oh. That's how it always works. Because <laughs> I was sarcastic, too. And, uh... Seriously, like... But did we say it was... It, yeah, it was written by Jim Starlin, Ron Lim on the art, Terry Austin on the inks, Brad Joyce on letters, Tom Vincent on colors. It's good art. Yeah, the art's fucking fantastic. 
Thanos oh. looks really close to uh, Booster Gold. Yeah, he does have. Oh, see, you just got you got Booster on the mind. Dude, Booster Gold here. Oh, yeah, we never did skeet, say what skeet. we uh, did as Halloween. Oh yeah, yeah, that's been. Oh damn, it has been that that's long. Right. We were supposed to do yeah. a Halloween special. We were supposed to do a Halloween happen. special that didn't and happen. We were supposed to do a Thanksgiving special that, that didn't, didn't happen. happen. So now uh, we're doing the Christmas special. Yeah, we're here. Christmas Hanukkah. We for Halloween we. Uh, we went as we we're sitting there, just puzzled about what the fuck to go as to this party that they demanded. You know, everyone come in costume. Yeah, that worked out well. Uh, yeah, and so we get there like two hours late because it's in Columbus, which is like a three-hour drive from Cleveland. It's two. Or He's two. Well, it was snowing and it was no. scary. It was dark, and I'm old. But I mean, uh, not driving. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I was just telling her to slow down the whole time. Slow down. Slow down. Exactly. But um. Well, yeah, so we arrive, and everyone's, like, out of their costumes already, and Abby's yeah. like, this is fucking bullshit. We I'm did like, so much time on these stupid <laughs> things. And so we, we we got dressed, and then everyone was like, "Got some people got redressed. They're like, fuck yeah. So, uh, but you were? I was. The sexiest booster gold I've ever seen in my life. So that was awesome. So you're just, oh, yeah. And then we had people, everyone was so drunk. We're like, take pictures. And then nobody, nobody took pictures. <laughs> We're like, well, someone had to take a picture, right? And they're like, yeah. nobody did. So and you were. I was Blue Beetle. Beetle. So I tried to wear a woman's underwear on the outside of my it sweatpants. It was like, very inappropriate. Yeah, like because there's kids at the party, too. And like my stuff's kind of hanging in the one. It was just. It was. It yeah. Was so we're like, all right. Well, we're not going to do that part. But I think we look badass. Uh, I definitely. I'm going to improve my suit. Yeah. And I, I ripped the hole for the head thing. The Cleveland Comic Con, if y'all are going to be around, I yes. go every year. So I went as Blue Beetle, and it was uh, pretty funny because I've only read maybe like three Blue Beetle comics my <laughs> yeah. entire life, too. But I'm like, well, you know, who else would I go as if she's going as? And it was it was perfect. I thought, it was, and I can't wait to go. I to came Comic-Con up with the idea, by the way. For that. Yes, you did. Yeah, you did. So I'm like, oh, do you want to go as Blue Beetle? I'm like, like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, I was kind of hoping to go as Joker and Harley because like no, no one's ever didn't. done that before. <laughs> so. I would have punched him in the throat. <laughs> but, uh, That's a running joke at Comic Con. Oh, if right. you want to get wasted, every time you see a Harley, you take a shot. Yeah. And I remember you I had end up in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. I ended up in the hospital dehydrated, and I also bought three hundred dollars worth of t-shirts. Yeah. Too small, <laughs> and these keychains that I'm never going to use for anything. <laughs> but, well, let's take a break really quick, and we're going to come back. With you want to do Spider Man, or do you want to do the uh, what was it, Captain America sledding? Captain America sledding. Oh, we got Punisher. Just I think Spider Man actually looks like Santa a good Claus. comic, so we can do that. And there's like you know, fucking Santa Claus in it, so that makes it. 20 times more Christmassy than the last one. Oh, yeah. So let's do it.
Well, welcome back, everyone. And uh, say, Abby, did you notice that Ghost Rider had nothing to do with that story that we just read? Well, I mean, it was only like four pages long. We're going to fit him in the background. Yeah, I guess so. So we just wanted to say really <laughs> quick that uh, she's like, oh, you might have to cut the whole Ghost Rider bit because uh, he wasn't in the comic at all. I was like, yeah, I just noticed that. <laughs> Gamora was in it. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so what, we never even rated that story. What would you give it there? Ash? Oh, I don't know, like a four, and that's like at least there was like a I could follow the story. Yeah, yeah, and the art was really it. cool. That's true. So, um, but I mean, you know, it wasn't very. You just Thanos is a dick. Yeah, just you're reiterating like, the fact that he's a dick. <laughs> he's, he's a we bad all father, know that, and he's a horrible father. <laughs> I should have known. Oh, holidays. Yeah, I guess I, I get it now. And he likes the monologues. Yeah. So yeah. Well, you know about the holiday sad. Dad. Family time. Family yep. time, yeah. I guess they really hit it on the bus. I'm giving it a 9.5 because <laughs> they actually hit the true essence of Christmas, which yeah, is big go. sad. <laughs> but, he's, 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 he's depressed. It's okay. Right, what do we got here? So we've got... We have uh, Spider-Man. It is this? Stan Lee, may he rest in peace, presents Excelsior, the amazing Spider-Man. The big Xmas blackout. Dun, dun, dun. And Xmas looks like X Men. It looks like X Men. Get it? 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 Yeah, we've done that a couple times. Get it? Get it? Get it? Get it? Yes. So um, we have Spider Man being Spider Man. Um, oh, okay. So it's by uh, the plot was by Richard Howell. Stan Lee did the script. Uh, Excelsior. Steve Lytle, little Lytle, and Al Mil- Milgram. Uh, did the art. John Costanza did the letters. And Renee Witter, Switter, what? Witterstater did the colors. And special thanks to Jim Scalicroup. Jim Scalicroup. Mm-hmm. Now, did you want to, uh, well, let's see. What do we got? We got Mary Jane. You want to play Mary? You want me to play Mary Jane? You can play Mary Jane. You want to play Spider Man? No, I'll do Mary Jane. <laughs> She's fine. like, a lot more words for Spider Man. Mary Lane. Mary Lane, that's right. So this is Mary Lane. She's a reporter for the Daily Bugle. <laughs> there you <laughs> and, um, go. I like that. She's always fucking over everyone else. Yeah, and uh, but all right, let's see. Ooh. She uh, so we have her. She literally looks like a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. She's <laughs> yeah. she uh, oops, sorry, is in an all green dress and green hat, green uh, what is that beret? I beret, guess you would yeah. call that. That's a big. She's there watching. It's like this huge Christmas tree. Yeah. Um, and then Spider-Man's swinging in, yes. like he does in every comic, because that's what he does. He's, look, he's always stalking her as usual. And then he's, 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 he's look at him swinging, though. That's like very doggy style. That is doggy he's, style. Was very... he, like, if you drew Spider-Man upwards, <laughs> he'd be in the doggy style position, but he's going downwards. Downwards dog, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like to try this. Right, I, <laughs> maybe that's what he's hinting at. He's like, "I'm gonna make a good Christmas." I want man. this for a Christmas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's athletic enough to do it, yes. so you know. I promise to meet MJ in time to see them light up the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. I want to see the Christmas tree. I hope she didn't get there first. I got here first. <laughs> yeah, of course she did. She, <laughs> she hates it when I'm late. I really hate when you're late. <laughs> uh oh, there she is. Looks like trouble for the one little web slinger. Hi, honey. Uh, wait, wait, oh. wait, wait, wait. Does that mean... Does that mean <laughs> oh, God. Calls, Tony calls his dick. <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, what? The, what was it? The little web swinger. <laughs> oh, oh he's judging you with a little web swinger. Shut up. 
Oh, that would be so great. Oh, God. <laughs> no wonder he stays with MJ through all this shit. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so your partner's got a small penis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we kind of all do that, though. Yeah, you know? right. So, uh, he goes, hi, honey. Hope uh, you haven't been waiting long. Let me put it to you this way. It's lucky my watch has a one-year battery. Yeah, and there's like the icicles on the <laughs> bottom of the um, the speak bubble, so uh, she's she's being a bitch. Let's just say that. So I suppose you were busy saving the world or something. Uh, actually, a cop stopped me for uh, J uh, swing, J swing. Oh, I'm sorry. It was such a bad joke. I didn't. <sighs> I couldn't even read it coming. Actually, a cop stopped me for J swinging. Wah, wah, Jay swinging. That's- I would probably punch him in the throat. <laughs> I'm like, okay, nope, I'm not doing this. If I want a stand-up comic, I'd have married one. Ooh. Ooh, but they don't make any money, so probably Spurred. not. You know. Yeah, right? <laughs> then you would be broke, honey. <laughs> <laughs> a sudden hush falls over the crowd as it wants as it waits for America's most famous Christmas tree to burst into a glorious blaze of light. See that star atop the tree? What star? Oh, up there? It's the world's biggest Christmas ornament. Oh, my God. At last, the magic moment arrives. It's lit! I've never seen anything so glorious. But seasons you late. Really oh, fucking weird. Like, guys, yeah. it's a Christmas tree. But it's a really big one. <laughs> like, and everything in New York is big. <laughs> You're not wrong. So, at last, the magic moment arrives. It's lit, and I've never seen anything so glorious. that one. But seconds later, disaster. What happened? Everyone's gone. Everything's gone dark. All the lights are out. <laughs> the tree. The buildings. It's the street lamps. There's got to be a reason. <laughs> Maybe it's a short circuit. Great movie, by the way. Impossible. It's not a great movie at all. The yes, wirings ra- are attested by experts. It was such uh, a good movie. I know. So I'm, okay. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm going. Tommy Five Alive. It was great. I actually like Stephanie, short circuit too. Stephanie. Because that was the first one I saw. I'm going to put this out in your eye. Ah! But then, what could have caused it? A blinding spark illuminates a nearby rooftop, and the city is about to learn the answer. This is illuminates. I know. Look up there. You said a longer <laughs> word than the word that you read. How is that even? Because I know that one. <laughs> Look up there. It's a bird. It's a plane. Oh no, sorry. No, it's the. Well, I love his costume, but it's so stupid. <laughs> but like Electro is actually one of my favorite Marvel characters because of his ridiculous costume. He looks like costume. Patrick's the starfish. Well, he looks like Electric, yeah, Ocean Master. Oh, He's like, I'm a starfish. <laughs> I thought he was only a legend. Oh, no, no, this guy, this douchebag, actually exists. But <laughs> he, he really, that's what the guy says. No, he really exists. And he's here. Oh, he really and exists. He's and oh, he's here. Thank God. Oh, jeez. And then, need my warning, New York? This small neighborhood blackout is but a simp sample of what I can do. I will pl- I will plunge the entire city into darkness, a darkness that will never end unless I am paid $1 million. Billions, <laughs> <laughs> billion, quadrillions. Good. Yes, I mean, <laughs> Even for 1993. One million dollars! <laughs> not a lot of money. <laughs> oh, 1993? Oh, so classic. That's great. Oh He's like the worst. Maybe they got that writing no, from this comic. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, probably. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, there will be no j- holiday, no joy, nothing unless you obey my demands. Well, what a killjoy. He and the Grinch would make a great team. 
Hang loose, honey. This shouldn't take too long. And Peter lunges up the uh, side of a wall. Peter, wait! Peter Q. Parker, come back here. You gotta leave something for the police to do. Oh, hey, they they earn their pay. And supervillains, that's my department. I still... uh Uh-oh. No, I did it. Finding Electro in a clinch compared to facing MJ... Oh, okay, so he accidentally threw his jacket on top of MJ. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she deserved it. I still say... (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. No, I did it. Fighting Electro will be a cinch compared to facing MJ later. Just in case anyone thinks I'm bluffing, says Electro, I'll give another taste of Electro's matchless power. (laughs) Hey, Fenderhead, not even a 1950s comic book villain would sound as corny as you. Unless it's this comic. Who said that? Well, it wasn't Irving Forbush. Who's Irving Forbush? Forbush, man, is a fictional character appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. Originally the mascot of Marvel's not Brand Eck. He is the alter ego of Irving Forbush, a fictional employee of Marvel Comics. Marvel Comics? So I guess he's like an incarnation of Stan Lee, kind of? Oh. But like not. So you're saying that Stanley will be reincarnated? Yeah, duh. <laughs> Spider-Man! I'm glad you remember the hyphen. Most people leave it out. Oh, so Spider-Man! I'm glad now that you remember the hyphen. Most people <laughs> leave it out. You know, there's something always puzzled me. Are you AC or DC? Oh, shit! Oh, man! I don't know how Electro just didn't start crying right then and there. He just said... Some corny ass shit about oh 1950 comics, God. and then you follow up with that. See, I I know that I said that I thought this comic was gonna be good. I take it back. Well, yeah. <laughs> but all well, first off, all the stories in every holiday special are amazing, and, great. <laughs> and they always they, Lisa, they have a lot of important on. stuff with continuity. Wow, maybe I shouldn't have asked. He electroblasted the whole corner of the building. Run, you sniveling fool. At last you see you're no match for Electro. Who's running? I just want to get a dictionary so I can see what snivel means. Oh. Because he's an idiot. Mm. That's not even... Well, we didn't even know who Irving Forbush was, so... That's fair enough. When you return, you'll learn what power means. The power of Electro. And so he's staring over this... Well, it looks like a giant window where the Christmas tree is. Mm -hmm. I'm confused. Spider-Man is in the big Christmas tree. And he's trying to climb up, and he looks like just an ornament lust. And Mm -hmm. and all these other ornaments. He actually does look like an ornament, because it's like, (laughs) you know, those Spider-Man ornaments. Yeah. I want one that looks like that, where he's he's like hanging on for dear life. (laughs) All right. Be realistic. (laughs) He's gone with all his phony braggadadonko. I'm sorry, what? His braggadadonko. What is that? Donisio. What does that even mean? Well, Stanley wrote the script, so it's probably a word he made up. Bradadonisio. It's me, Stanley. Stop it! I'm gonna punch you. Stop it! That's that's inappropriate and rude. Braggadocio. Braggadocio. I was merely playing the crowd. Look at them down there, fearful and helpless, just like the vanquished web swinger. He's very assuming for like. He just jumped. He jumped out of the way, and then he's like, "Oh, he's dead." Yeah. Right. And speaking of our favorite webhead, well, I've given him enough time to hype himself up with an overdose of self-confidence. Oh, I see what he's doing uh-huh. there, see? So I guess the next move is up to me. Sheesh. He just well, covered up himself by jumping out, like, over 
overextending his jump and falling out the window. Yeah, and he like, fell into a tree. He's know? like, ah, I got him right where I want. Sheesh, why can't villains just give up? It would make... It, 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 uh, really bad comic. It would, it would save so much time and trouble. And not have a reason for me to be telling you in, in the story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-oh, it's Electro's fist. My patience has gone Not short. Not the electric fist. <laughs> Ooh, I know, yeah. that sounds like a good toy, right? <laughs> it's the electric fist, and it's money isn't paid me soon. I'll give him a demonstration of power such that I've never known. With electrical energy of, of but one finger, I can bring the gas, see? Butt finger. Uh, butt finger. <laughs> With the energy I put into one butt finger, <laughs> I can bring all of New York to its knees. If you know what <laughs> I mean. If you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, this is definitely extremely sexual. <laughs> You don't need electrical energy. Just keep talking. You'll bore me to death. You! He's throwing really soft, giant ornaments at him. Here, maybe this will give you some holiday spirit. Do you expect me to stop from tree ornaments? Had no choice. They're all out of greeting cards. Oh! I hate this. I hate this so much. Spidey's got it. He's on a roll. <laughs> now I've done it. He's really mad. You've sealed He's your doom. He's making me very angry. <laughs> yeah. You know what? If, if the way that you like make people angry is through really corny bad jokes, you did a good job, kid. Oh, this is, that's his actual <laughs> The corny bad. joke kid instead of Spider-Man. <laughs> Wherever you go, I'll find you and destroy you. Wait, Santa Claus? <laughs> In that case, why go anywhere? Your strength, your speed, they're nothing compared to my matchless power of electricity. Hey, that's not... Hey, that's some little seat. There's some little semen. Don't say semen. <laughs> okay. That's definitely sermon. <laughs> hey, Sherman. That's definitely some little sermon. Who writes You know sermon? what I mean. Okay. I'm going to do this one over. Your strength, your speed, nothing compared to you is matches my power of electricity. Well, that's some little sermon. Who writes her material? Darth Vader? Uh, yeah. Well, they're owned by Disney. They didn't even own them yet. They didn't even own them. That was a foreshadowing. See? Foreshadowing. <laughs> Take this, you corny costume clown. I am your, uh, <laughs> I am your owner. Yeah, right. uh, I am ending your career right now. Ah, uh, not yet, Sparky. I'm too old to learn new trades. Isn't it tricks? It's supposed to be yeah, tricks, but he said trades. Okay, now he's pissing me off. And too young for Medicare. Oh, we're going to get political. Well, guess what? We don't hang it in anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't have it by the time you die, Peter. Mm-hmm. So, this is the end. I am harnessing all my energy in one sense of shattering thrust. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Me? <laughs> and I'm more low-key. I'll just thrip a little strand of webbing. <laughs> you fool! What can you pretty webbing do <laughs> against the swinger? <laughs> Well, we just have to find out, won't we? The star, I webbed it. Just as in unleashing the great power bolt. My timing's got to be perfect. And then he throws and swings the star off the top of the tree with his webbing into the uh, lightning bolt. Ah, because somehow a cheap star ornament's going to stop my electricity and send it back into me and fry me. Okay, I did it. The giant star caught his surge of power and reflected it back to him. Because that's how electricity works, it guys. It is. It's exactly how it works. Because it's the works. same thing as light. He's a scientist. Scientifically facts. As he knows. Stupid. He was zapped by his own super voltage. Not even Electro could handle such a blast. When he wakes up... If you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, the law will take care of him. As for you, little star sweetie, let's put you back where you belong. So he pushes... <laughs> 
in his pants. But, uh, <laughs> but what would be a better season? What would better season could there be for a nice old fashioned, heartwarming, happy ending? Just like the one with Thanos. Well, honey, Electra's been defeated and the lights are on again, so tell me you're not angry anymore? Of course I'm not, Petey. How can I be angry at the man who's going to make, take me to Christmas shopping? Shopping? Do I say something wrong? No, I was just hoping some other villain would turn up like fast. Hey, what's that note pinned to Electra? It says, Happy Holidays from your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Oh, my fucking God. The end. You picked it. And Mary Jane is still a bitch. Jesus Christ. Take me shopping. Take me shopping. I just gave you shit about saving everyone, but as long as you take me shopping. Seriously. Like, what the fuck? Okay. She is a material bitch. This is why I don't read Spider-Man. And she's back in the picture again now. Guys. Guys. Why? Because she's got the red hair. No, you like, why do you like this? Like this good. was not... I like, uh... I'm gonna, like... Imagine this was my first Spider-Man comic I ever read, ever. Well, actually, I suggest to anybody who's gonna read the first Spider-Man they're gonna ever read should be. Fantastic... What is it called? Mystery or Amazing Fantastic... Whatever, but it was the first appearance in, like, that Spider-Man got his own comics. But read the first series... By Stanley and all that stuff. That's what got me into it. And then I started buying, like, current time. And it, it is hard to keep... X-Men's worse. But Spider-Man's got his own fucking universe. And it's hard to jump in at any point. But I do say right now, with hey, the new he legacy comic shit... He has his own verse now. I know. Yes, I'm saying. It's ridiculous. I don't want anyone to jump into that. I mean, I... I like Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man. But, uh... But no, um... Read those and pick up the new the new series. Right now, it's like on issue nine, I think. But it's it's good. It's Nick Spencer. I can't remember. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. I can't remember the author right now. I looked it up. But uh, what would you give this amazing Spider-Man that issue? That really good. Because I actually can call that because it's called The Amazing Spider-Man. Get it? Get it? So every issue I've ever read has been amazing. I'm going to give it a three. Oh, even after that great line right there? Me, okay, well, me and I Peter guess, Parker picked it I up guess because I hate the characters doesn't mean I should hate the comic. Um, I'm, 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 I'm going to say that <laughs> he's, he's, he's like thumb downing me right now. I'm not, I'm going, I'm projecting my hate of Mary Jane and the horrible bad jokes onto the comic itself. I'm going to give it a four. A four? Just two fours in a row. Yeah. I'm going to go with. I'd rather have a sad ending than I would have to read more. Bad. Well, you can tell this is this is Stanley's style, though. It's like guy shows up, he stops guy, makes bad one-liners, and then Mary Jane's happy. Like that's that is the formula. Yeah, she's, she's still of a Spider-Man. bitch. Like, yeah, I know. Well, she's so a bitch. The entire entire com- the entire comic the entire comic. <laughs> she yeah. was a bitch. And she's she, yeah. I know. I know. Jesus he, Christ. He's got a small web slinger, so he takes what he can get. Take you know? me, take me, take me. God damn it, woman! <laughs> I'd go with like a a five because I mean, it, yeah. It, but that's what I'm saying. That's the, the form- really good, That's the Spider-Man formula. The I mean, art, yeah, the, the art's, art's pretty badass. It's that era. It's definitely 1993. It was pretty cool watching. I mean, Electro is like a really bad supervillain. But that, that's the other thing too. It's like that's the formula I was talking about. Like that could be any of them. That could be Eddie. Uh, that could be Sandman. That could be the Lizard. Yeah, it could be Juggernaut. It's like 
it would end the same way. I, I use the star that. to reflect whatever power it is. Like, I know. And, I'm just saying. And Stanley's, da! You, know. you back, right? You would love They were just not, I don't know. But that's kind of what I like about it sometimes, too. Who's like that, you, Clark Kent? You know what you? you're going to get. Yeah, Clark Kent disguised as Eskimo on the last page. But, uh, yeah, the art is good. I will say the art yeah, is good. So really good. I'll go like a 5.9. Uh, <laughs> I'm go like all the way up to like a 7. Just because the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, well, it, it fit exactly what you expected to get when you get a Stanley a Spider-Man, Spider-Man story combined. Excuses. So. This was a uh, banner time. That's not true. I, I gave that a 9.5. Remember? So, uh, you think we're, you're up for one more? Yeah, let's do it. special from 1993 and so far we've heard a thanos story and a spider-man story mm-hmm. and now we're going to the reason i picked this is just to bring in the enthusiasm from lady abby her favorite marvel character ever right yep, yep. Well, that, yeah. then deadpool and then uh spider spider-man nope mary jane nope dr rock nope <laughs> no. so All from spider-man no <laughs> but uh yeah, so you're a big Spider-Man, or <laughs> big Iron Man fan. I am. And uh, so I was like, oh, we'll pick out the Iron Man one. Yeah, I haven't read this one. No, uh, and this one's about nine pages, and if you mm-hmm. want to give the title and credits. All right, this is Holiday on Ice. Mm. And? I get it, because there's ice during the holidays. Yeah, because it's cold. Mm-hmm. And the writer is Charlie Fish, and then we have the artist is Tim uh, Tom Morgan. The letterer is Brad K. Joyce, and the colorist is Ed Lazelar. Lazelar? Lazelar? Lesbianist. Lesbianist. Lazelar. The story occurred in happier times for the Stark family, quote-unquote, well before the events of current Iron Man issues. Oh! Interesting, interesting. Um, So, the cover, or the first page, I should say, has a really angry-looking 
bulky gentleman. With a Guy Gardner haircut. With a Guy Gardner haircut. It's definitely a bowl cut, for sure. So if, like, Guy Gardner was on roids, this is what he would <laughs> yeah. look like. Um, and then some smoking hot secretary chick with legs that go on forever. Yeah. Um, and super high heels. And too many. The holiday season is a time for remembering. To the friends of Tony Stark, this Christmas is an occasion to remember the good times before he passed away. To Randy Macklin, it's a time to remember a holiday season not long ago and to remember his first encounter with... I'm sorry, Mr. Macklin, but there just aren't any suitable positions open right now. Maybe if you check back with us after the holidays... That's a... Hey, I'm still trying to get over your voice. It's so great. Oh, you're playing sexy secretaries more often. <laughs> yeah? Then what? Check back again in February, and then a month after that? We've been doing this for two months already. Why don't you just say what you mean? You're a dick! <laughs> <laughs> you're a dick, McMahon. <laughs> well, you look like a rotted up asshole with a guy got a haircut, and we would never hire such an ass. But... <laughs> She did not say that. He storms out of the employment agency. Nobody wants to hire an ex-con, especially with this haircut. It ain't right. I did my time knocking over the liquor store. It ain't just me. Seems like everyone I grew up with is doing time. Bragger's still at Seagate. Junior Lee pulled hard times at Rikers. Even Donnie. We thought he had it made Freaking when Justin Donnie. Hammer hired him to be Blizzard. But instead, he winds up in the vault. Yeah, let me guess. Foreshadowing the Blizzard? Because mm-hmm. it's well, on ice. a lot of snow. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's on he's, ice. He's huffing and puffing there's through the snow. And, uh, it's snowing. And now he walks into a, a sort of <coughs> warm looking apartment. <laughs> sorry. It's the holidays. So she got. So he walks into this apartment <laughs> and he's like, Ma, she's not home. Good. Because you never realized that Donnie asked me to take care of his spare costume. <laughs> Yo! Oh! Foreshadowing for sure. <laughs> sorry, Ma. I tried to go straight. But, then I, but I'm super <laughs> gay and I was in prison. That yeah. makes me super gay. Yeah, but it's all right. Because <laughs> I was in prison. <laughs> but I tried to go straight and they wouldn't let me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, boy. <laughs> but I'm going to do you a better job. <laughs> it's rough, you know, for ex-cons. <laughs> I'm going to do a better job of this and Donnie did, though. And I'll prove it by starting taking down the guy who sent Donnie to jail. Let me guess. Probably Tony Stark and Iron Man. Yeah. Iron Stark Man. And Iron Man? Did you say Tony Stark and Iron Man? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're not wrong, but... You can have a mad threesome with Tony <sighs> Stark and Iron Man. I mean, the suit's on now. So, uh, now we have Tony Stark. He looks like he's at a Christmas party at the probably Stark building. Yeah, Stark Enterprises. Probably. There it is. And it's like a big company party, and obviously they're going to have a lot of nice shit. And uh, there's a gentleman standing behind Tony Stark. Do you know who that is? I don't know who that is. Probably Warhammer. But he's, like, fixing his tie, and Tony Stark's, you know, like, looking over the crowd of his, his magnificent building and his business. He's a cock, and that means I'm great. Don't hate. Take Don't a lesson, Jim. <laughs> Having spotted the prey beneath the mis- mistletoe. Oh That's God. mistletoe. Oh, my God. <laughs> Take a lesson, Jim. Having spotted his prey beneath the mistletoe. Internationally renowned playboy Tony Stark moves in for the kill and sexually harassment case number 4,322. Hashtag me too. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Mrs. Arrogant. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. That's your... No, that's your... That was Tony Stark. That was not the lady I was trying to do. The lady... 
<laughs> oh, okay, man. So, so, so Merry great. Christmas, Mrs. Eric. Tony starts talking like that, though. That would be so great. <laughs> Is that Eric? I was picturing him talking like that. It's, it's, it's oh, Abergast, right? That's oh, Aber- what is it? Arbergast? Oh. Arbergast. Arbor- Ar- Ar- Arbosast. No. Do you want, Ar- do you want to be? Arbogast. Would you like to be Mrs. Arbogast? Arbogast. I can. Okay, so he walks up to this chick. He's like, Merry Christmas, Mrs. Arbogast. It won't be Christmas for another few days, Mr. Stark, but Merry Christmas to you, too. I love how because it's, like, these rich white guys were just suddenly... He's just in, uh, making out with her, just with the kissing her on, yeah, kissing her on her cheek. <laughs> he does look like uh, Clark Gable, though, kind of. Kind you of. Know? So that's, I, probably. that's probably what's throwing me off. Yeah. I just keep on, like, jump into that. <laughs> uh, hey, y'all, it's Tony Stark. <laughs> Welcome to the plantation. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um... All right, so uh, this this gentleman walks up and he's got a tray with some sandwiches on it, like for himself. I don't think he's a servant, and uh, that's probably Jarvis, I would think. Oh yeah, probably you're right. Um, hey, you kids, none of that kissing now. Hi, Abe. Happy Chanuka. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for wait. I'm Hanukkah. <laughs> Why do you spell Hanukkah. like that? That's how you spell it. It's Hanukkah. All right. Hi, Abe. Happy Chanuka. <laughs> Thanks, thanks for remembering the potato latkes. This is quite a party <laughs> with these potato latkes right here. You know what I mean? It's been quite a year thanks to the contracts we picked up this year. Stark Enterprise is really getting off the ground. If you know what I mean. As if needed another good omen. There's something you don't see every day in Los Angeles. It started to snow. We may even get a white Christmas. And it's Tony Stark staring out the window of his Los Angeles office building and sees snow coming down. But that's not all that's coming that's frozen. Black Panther, no. Yep, it's, it's not. It's, <laughs> it it's, looks like Black Panther, but it's the Blizzard, dude. It's, it's Blizzard, Black Panther on ice. And mm-hmm. it's Iron <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm calling you out. Hope I've got the Superman villain lingo right. He's thinking to himself, I don't want to come off like an amateur. <laughs> <laughs> Too late, bro. But get out I'm here. Amateurs. <laughs> I'm amateur. Uh, oh, contract's yeah. up my villainry. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Get a villainry training yeah. in this trade in the community college. Yeah, the union won't even back me up anymore. <laughs> Get out of here, big man, or I'll huff and I'll puff. Oh, oh no. Yeah, oh, yeah no. well, he's got Come the bad on. lines That's now. not even Christmassy. That's a different fairy tale, guys. <laughs> and I'll knock your house down. You And he throws this giant hammer of ice. It looks like Green Lantern shooting a, a like a yeah. thing, but instead it's a blue ice hammer. Really big. It's yeah, coming down like to start. Like, yeah, it looks like Thor's hammer. Yeah. So now Iron Man is on his uh, boots that blow him upwards. What are they called? Repulsors? Yeah, repulsor boots. So he's got his really ridiculously big boots on, and they're repulsing really hard you know off the mean. ground. And, he, he and he's, he's just he's elevating, he's, he's levitating over uh, Blizzard, and he's like, can't imagine why you want me, though not after what I did to you the last time. Wasn't me. You hero, you're up against the new blizzard now. Another new blizzard, what do they do? Mass produce you guys? Whoa, careful, that arm will stabilizing while help from the turbulence. I can barely see outside my armor. Still, this suit would be pretty darn, ugh, less. I couldn't operate under conditions of low visibility. Fly by instruments. 
these are all just a long line of words. Mm-hmm. There we go. And so he's got this, uh, he's got Blizzard targeted on his pink screen. Mm-hmm. With circle, circle around him. So he's definitely like locked on the target. Nice try, hero. Oh, he's not. He missed. But the snowstorm, you just got covered. Let's see how you do with the armor holds up to absolute zero. Yeah, he covers him in ice. Nice. Yeah, he covered him on ice. ice. He's an ice cube. He's Iron Man. So cold. Joints freezing. Getting hard to think. Oh, this title. This title. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Title. Title. I did it. I beat Iron Man. Got to act fast. Activate jets before it's too late. Come on, old. Kick in. Blast you. Huh? So he. Blast out of the, He's still in the ice cube. He's still in the ice cube. But he's blasting upwards. <laughs> his big old boots <laughs> got him out of there, and he's, he's this nice cube flying away. Now for step two. The armor should help to survive this, but it's still going to hurt. going to crash. Yeah, I think you're right. And yes, he crashes. Oh, I guess right. Oh, crash. I guess you can say he likes his cube. Crushed. I guess you can say he likes his ice crushed. Uh-huh. Yeah, the door's right over there, Abby. Get it? Get it? Get it? (laughs) (laughs) Just full of tricks, ain't ya? But now I've got you where I want ya. Dazed and helpless. Dazed and confused. Helpless? Confused? Movies? I'm confused easily. (laughs) With all this snow and ice to reflect my chest beam. Ah, my eyes! It's so bright how the snow is reflecting your chest beam! Uh, More reflecting things! (laughs) God damn it! (laughs) You should have used the big star of the Christmas tree at the start party, but no. They already wrote that story earlier in this book. What's wrong, friend? A little snow blind? That's not a thing. How is that even a thing? Well, it is if you're a coke like Tony Stark. Oh, facts. (laughs) It'll pass. Don't know why I thought I could do this. I couldn't go straight. I couldn't get a job. You I can't could. do nothing. Obviously. Couldn't get a Don't job. Don't worry, huh? I'll give you a job because I'm Tony Stark. He'll be my new Hawkeye. Yeah, that's that's basically what it's looking like. Oh my god. Look at the last look at the last line. <laughs> oh my god. I told you. Five panels from now. Couldn't get a job, huh? Have you tried here? You you'd help me? Oh my god, I After told this. you. What did I just say? I swear to god I didn't read this before. <laughs> that depending, if this is a scam, I'll be all over you. But if you're serious, it's that time of year. Oh my god. Besides, I have You'll be the new Green Lantern. No. <laughs> besides, I besides I had a pretty good luck giving people a second chance in the past. Like this one, villain, I used to fight a lot. Maybe you've heard of him? Calls himself Hawkeye. Hawkeye! See, I told ah, you. Jeez. I thought, how many Hawkeyes have I there been? I swear to God, I didn't even read that. What? How many Hawkeyes have there been? All of them. Do you think I read his comics? Come on. Oh, he's like the number one selling uh, title. No, the, the only thing I like, again, is the Hawkeye Initiative. Google it. You will thank me later. Yeah, I do like that. That I, I was uh, My sides hurt from that. That was great. Yeah. Not the comic, the Hawkeye, the Hawkeye Initiative. Initiative. <laughs> yeah, it's great. The comic favorites. That was actually pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it either. At least it like had like a guy that was like actually like a real dude, not just like I'm gonna be someone yep. generic. One million dollars. <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, I just One need a million. Job. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I just need a job because my life sucks. You know, I get it. And, and That's true. because society was against him, he went back to crime. Like yep. you know, it's. And I have a couple life. actually good friends who are ex, uh, you know. Fellas, and then you can't get a job anywhere. Yeah. It's like you're set up to fail. So, wow, well, how are just so happy, aren't they? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, he gave him a job. 
So there you go. Because there's a Tony Stark in your local community who's just going to give you a job. Well, Merry Christmas! There are a bunch so, of alcoholics. Yeah. So. But, uh, so what do you think? I, 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 I thought know. it was pretty good. I, I got like it. an 8.8. 8. 8. Like a serious score. Yeah, 8. I'll do 8.9. 8.9, 8. 8. 8. 8. yeah. Art was good, too. Mm-hmm. Art has been consistently good. I like how they used to draw big, giant snowflakes. Yeah. You know, going back, like, there's a lot of different, uh, like, there's a couple Batman ones. There's a couple, I just remember as a kid that the snowflakes, I always love the snowflakes. There's a Superman issue where he's, like, gangbusters doing this shit and there's snowflakes. That's all I remember from the issue. But, uh, so, so far, we read three of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, eight stories. And what would you say overall for the Marvel Holiday Special from 1993? What would you... I mean, it's pretty... Uh, I like the different stories. Like, ho- like how you can like have little tidbits that you don't necessarily have to read the comics to get. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, the art's super good. Yeah, the art consistently, is really good. Consistently good. well done. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, um, that's true. That's very true. Um, Storylines? Eh. At least there's a story, though. You can actually know what's going on. Versus a couple of comics that we read, we're like, "What's going?" Yeah, where we just we end it more confused than you get it, and and it's simple. Even the cover art's pretty cool. And real life, mm-hmm. touch real life. Yeah, you got you got bad fathers, you got uh, being broken, homeless during holidays, uh-huh. and then you've got bitchy girlfriends who uh-huh. want you to take them shopping, 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 because they're late, because they're saving the world like a dick. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> You don't even have a dick. You just have a little wet swinger. You know what? A little wet swinger. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, it was pretty good. Overall, I give it a. Still my fault. My cartridge is eight. Solid eight, yeah. Oh, overall. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, for sure. Because, like, you just pointed out with the art, you don't get that now. It's like, you're going to get some shit in a special. You're going to get at least a couple stories of the arts. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, you know? it's pretty consistent. I like it. And, uh,. Yeah, I'd say and that, was, that was a really good era for Marvel Comics, too, is early 90s, and that's like when they were, she was really hitting the fan for them, and X-Men was off off the charts. There, You know, there he is, Wolverine, right in the front on the cover with Ghost Rider. Uh, uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, so I'm hoping everyone's enjoyed this. never read it all. He wasn't even in the story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It shows you how, like, where he's really popular because he has chains. Well, he has put a him on the cover and put him in one page of the book. He's got a leather jacket. So. With spikes. With spikes. And he's, his head's on fire riding mm-hmm. a motorbike. So, mm-hmm. he should be on the cover of every Marvel comic. Tough. So, I noticed that none of the X-Men besides Wolverine are on there either. So, that's pretty fitting for the time. Well, and who do we got in the back of this? Because it's a, it's a back and front cover. And you yeah, got Punisher stabbing somebody. Santa Claus. Daredevil's like, I can't see. Thanos with a Santa Claus hat. That's pretty cool. Ah, that's cute. Thanos, but I should make that a, our backdrop. There's Punisher. Mm-hmm. Daredevil. But, well, I don't know. What do you say, lady? I mean, that was, uh, was a fun time. Yeah. So, happy holidays to everybody. We might, if we find the DC shit, we're going to fit it in. But other than that, uh, any special shout outs? I just want to say hi. And everyone on Slack chat, mm-hmm. um, including newer folks I've had some cool side conversations with, and uh, everyone else, and of course, Chris and Reggie, and Jim and Eric, and uh, everyone over at the Marvel uh, podcast. I thought there was another word to throw in there in the middle. Nope. The Marvel podcast by Weird <laughs> Science. Everyone should check that out, too. Um, yeah, we love you all. Thank you so much. Have a warm, safe, awesome holiday. And uh, drink as much as you can. Happy Hanukkah Christmas. Exactly. And happy Kahunka, too. Or mm-hmm. Chanukah. 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 Happy Chanukah, everyone. 
and uh, sweet wishes and and Merry Easter and Happy Boxing Day, most importantly. So, and the festivist for the rest of us. With who? Her? Yeah, you can play the. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Blackman, but they're my stuff, right? And I'm sorry. <laughs> Hey, I got thrown off by it. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Macklin, but there just aren't any suitable positions open right now. Maybe if you check back with us after the holidays. Cowboy. Cowboy. Cowboy.